bright moments. Bright moments always come back vivid. The fifth grade was epic, citywide test pressure, the pre-crack era. Mr. Showman, what a prick. Attitude matches wardrobe, ugly in the sin. This is Best Star 82, ninth floor, three tiny rooms, one view. Bucktown, Roosevelt House, they green grass is green, I green grass is brown. Shots rang, my phone wasn't touched on heavy beef in the street. ET had to flee. What's Great going on? Good grief. January 24th. Really gold on teeth. The windows on the app look like sad eyes. The fixed sharp gaze on you when you pass by. And if you dare to stand, you can see him cry. You can watch him scowl, feel him prowl. While in steady size and every inch about you. Fast math measuring what you amount to. The laughter. Screams, the number roll, the song of songs, the book of dreams. Ends don't meet where the arms can't reach. Mean streets, even when it's free, it ain't cheap. All going saga, terminal diagnosis. Basic survival requires super heroics. No space in the budget for a cake. It's when you gotta fly by night to save the day. Crash landings routinely happen. Some survive, others never rise from the ashes. Watching asphalt and observing the Sabbath creates an ecstatic, and there you have it. From teenage love, praying tongue, strange fruit, valley boots, and natives. It's uh, 7.44 p.m. A no, a.m., sorry. I'm probably going to do the recaps later, but I'm, I'm backed up because, you know, on the, on the weekend I piled on more discourse. And I, I didn't uh, get a chance to, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to, uh, did I even talk about, um, they did, like, on the last podcast where I did the discourse, I did talk about, um, about most death, whatever, I guess because more shit came out. I mean, I, not, not more shit came out in the sense that, like, you know, it's like something revealing came out. It's just more amplifying of that, you know, uh, rivalry that they're building up. Um, first, first of all, I, I did last week, um, last Thursday, I did go to, um, I didn't think I was going to make it to uh, um, Comedy Bar to just do, like, you know, the open mic stuff. At a certain point, I gotta fucking actually, like, you know, get material fucking... And I do have material ready, just... Not being... Just with all the stuff that, you know, between the podcast, between writing down stuff, and then catching up with stuff. There's, like, there's like never any time to really write down, and then you, then you wonder if someone else fucking said it, you know what I mean? And you don't want to copy. Even though, the, the, even though if you go online, like, literally everyone's copying everyone's jokes online... That's why I stopped giving a shit about the whole, like, you know... Stop buying into that. And, and you realize the whole Amy Schumer and the Carlos Mencia stuff is, like, always... They pick and choose who they get to uh, accuse of, you know, stealing jokes. But, no, I, I went to... Um, so I just, did they say GCW? I went to Demand Lucha. It was a pretty cool show, you know. I, 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 I've heard people in the Poison Rana post wrestling space talking about Demand Lucha. They come, you know, it's a, it's a Canadian based promotion. They do some local stuff, and uh, Ali actually came to wrestle against Gringo Loco and Jack Cartwheel. 
Um, you know, Joey Janela was there. Um, who else? I mean, I only I, I knew anyone really else from from there, really. But yeah, but 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 some really good talented fucking people there, man. It was a pretty cool show. Um, people, some of the people. Of course, when I go to a wrestling show, the people that I do recognize me there. I still never know if it's Stern Show or Post Wrestling. I used to get busted open, but that doesn't really happen. I don't. Really, I haven't called in there in like almost four years now. You know. But it's mostly all t- wrestling shows. It's mostly post wrestling, um, um, you know, post wrestling that people recognize me from or recognize my voice or my face. And then I did see Davey Portman and um, uh, Bright and Brayden uh, there. And I, 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 I was like, I was like on my way out. Like you know what I mean? I was just doing my jacket up. And then I hear someone calling my name. And the thing is, I was like, oh, I'm not falling for this again. Because earlier when I got there, um, you know, I was just I was just checking out the place, and I, I saw Joey Janela and Gringo Loco, and I gave them props, and I heard I, I thought I thought I heard Gringo, I thought I heard Joey Janela say something about Hansy, and I go, Yo, did you say my name? And he's like, No, I didn't. And I'm like, Oh shit, okay. So then when I was leaving, the same thing happened again. And I'm like, Ah, you're not gonna get me this time. You, you know, the voices in my head. And then I hear it again. I'm like, oh, hold on. Someone calling my name. I look up at this Davey Portman. I'm like, oh, shit. You know? So I fucking talked to them. For, I talked to him and, and Brayden for a bit. There were with some other people as well who, you know, and, you know, uh, it's always good to see those guys, man, you know? I don't get to hang out. Uh, I, I, I should, I, I, sometimes I, if, if I live downtown, I would definitely go. To one of their, like, you know, because uh, Davey Porter works at Gabby's. And they do host some of the wrestling events there. And they host gatherings. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, I should go buy a ticket and, you know, just chill out for a bit. But, um, I never get a chance to. But, uh, you know what I mean? But those guys, you know, I always feel bad because, like, I remember when when they came, when uh, AEW came... In 2022, in like, you know, October 2022, October 2022, Brayden asked me, he's like, yeah, you're going to stop by at the after, like, you know, after, after party at the bar or whatever. And it's like, I'm always like with other people who are, you know, handlers, you know, so I never really get to, you know, uh, you know, plus by the time these shows are done. By the time you wrestling are done, I'm exhausted from all these fucking shows. Plus, I'm trying to, like, you know, now it's like, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, gain the mood of, like, not wanting to, like, care about, like, going to any of these shows because I just don't want to, you know. It's, it's like people dangle shit. Like, there's people in, my, people in my life or people in general that will dangle shit in front of your fucking face. To keep you going and all that shit. And then if you like put your foot down and say, yeah, I don't want to really want to be associated with this shit. Because it seems to be going more further right. People you know seem to go- be going more further right. And you don't know what fundamentalist shit they're fucking, you know, aligning with. Then people all of a sudden start going, oh, the wrestling business does not care. Okay, fine, they don't. Then why are people... Constantly fucking dangling shit in my fucking face. Uh, 
It's like you've already. It, it, it's like it's like people have already made the connections they made, and then they need me as like one of the centerpieces for it, so that when uh, you know when something fucking bad fucking happens, or or like when something fucking goes down, they will fucking establish themselves and assert themselves in my life, where they will fucking take the connections officially, and then they won't have any fucking use for me. So. Why would I want to fucking move ahead now? I might as well just, you know, get it over with. Plus, you know, now I officially... I, I Again, I hesitate to say this because I know my trolls are going to, you know, run with it and make fun of me even more. But I fucking, you know, officially... I, I mean, it, I, I, I suspected that, that, that I've been this way for the last couple of years at least. At least for the last decade that, you know, I, I, that I was moving towards the diabetes... So now I gotta fucking adjust my fucking medication, the medication that I'm taking before I can get the Ozempic, you know. And then I gotta take shit for thyroid as well, whatever, you know what I mean? And then, to me, it's like I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, can we just cut our losses and just fucking just, just end me right now? Like, I, I don't have, like, listen, like, other than, like, the comedy stuff, and I realize that, like, I'll probably end up, fuck, like, fucking that up because I always self-sabotage, but it's like, is there really any fucking reason for me to really be here? And then, and then when you put that out there, then you're like, and then, then people get so much more worried, even though, like, you know, I, I like to fucking reflect on fucking what life is. But you can't fucking do that because no one wants to face what death is. No one wants... You know, again, because I don't look at death like, you know, it's just a morbid fucking thing. I think you move on to your next fucking... You move on to the next dimension. Or you come back and, you know, people get fucking worried about that. You know, I don't know. I just, I just get fully sick and tired of it. I just get sick of people knowing my trajectory and, uh, you know, I, I just always have that vision, you know what I mean? But who knows, people won't fucking say shit. Um, I'm so fucking behind, man, that I, I, you know, I, I, I haven't been able to, uh, uh, hold on. You don't care. You don't. Let me play the song for one second. Arthur Alexander, you can never go wrong with this. Everything. 
I just feel like wherever I go, it's like this imaginary competition, you know, with people that I don't even, you know, it's just like everything just goes by where, like, I just think that people have, like, ill will towards me where, like, I'm only competing with the voices in my head and I feel like I'm in a, I'm putting other, like, 80 million competition with people who want to test my patience. And then, and, and then I get afraid because, like, the one thing that, like, has been going positive is me being going out and, you know, being around, you know, the comedy world a little bit. But then I also get worried that, like, you know, that, like, you know, because, like, listen, man, in the 2010s, it was okay to be, quote-unquote, woke. I think now anything that's woke, that's woke or socially conscious, it, it I think just in general it gets frowned, like, not frowned upon, but it just feels like it doesn't have that same, like, oh, but, like, I, mean, I think at this point... They've, like, made it so sensationalized and over-the-top with some of these fake viral videos as well. And the fucking, you know, like, you know, um, you know, it, it, I think it, it, conservative were, were doing it on purpose so it can make people go more to the fucking right. I mean, they're like, it was good to call some socially, like, call out some of the stuff that's socially conscious or some injustice in the world and all that. But I think some of the sports entertainment has been amplified with it. And to me, it feels like it was designed to then make it go like, oh, look, this is getting so out of fucking control. Kind of why they let it go, why they let it fucking kind of go as as far as it did in the 2010s. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, with the cult, because, like, you know, because when you start generalizing, like, like, when you want to talk about the white supremacist Western fucking system, whatever, and all that, people always have to do, you know, you know, the, generaliz- the generalization of white people, and I feel like, even though that's not going to oppress any, you know, any white person from, like, you know, be able to fucking move forward in life, whatever, I feel like it's, it's like, it was done on purpose for the sake of, uh, of, like, the white supremacist then chiming in, like, oh, you see, you'll never, you know, you'll never be accepted by, you know, and, 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 and before, it's like, you didn't, like, you saw people speaking socially conscious shit, but then you see the trajectory of them going more right-wing, you're like, ah, so maybe that was by design, and, and they made it go too over the top with some of the fucking rhetoric where, like, it was supposed to basically create this divide, essentially. And it's like it's like the early it's like the late nineties, early two thousand all over again. Like right now we're in the early two thousands phase of like rejecting like, you know, oh if 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 you say anything is it is like the same attitudes people would have if they complained about something that's racist or homophobic or misogynistic, it's like, oh, this guy's going to be the guy that ruins the entire party because he has socially conscious morals. And I thought we were supposed to evolve past that so we could then, like, you know, but it's like we wanted to, we, we want to regress. So, so I, I, I don't know in these spaces if I'm going to be, with the stuff that I want to fucking joke around about, I don't know if I'm going to offend people who want to fucking socially climb up in general. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Like, you don't know what everyone's intentions are. So, you you know...
Like I, I, again with the cold. I don't think, I don't think it went that fucking great the last time I went to do open mic. You know, it, it's it's fine. Not all weeks are gonna be fucking super great in the sense that like everyone, listen, everyone there is helpful that, that I've interacted with, right? Like people are encouraging and all that kind of stuff. Like no one's like saying, "Oh, hands, you really fucking suck." It's my own insecurities because I don't just automatically think that everything I do is whole super fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? I, I overthink a lot of shit. And sometimes I don't even know if I have it in me to be able to fucking memorize shit. You know, I, you know what I mean? I, and I don't think I have it in me to do, like, you know, Jadakiss level punchlines. You know, I just, I don't know. So that's where my mind is with like, a lot of shit, you know? So, and I come on here where, like, no one, where people barely fucking listen. And the ones that do probably hate my fucking guts and they hate listen and then... You know, it's another fucking reason why they're gonna fucking, you know, fuck me over. Like everyone else does. You know. I I, I get sick of people knowing my trajectory before I do. And then, like, they act accordingly. And then they fucking deny it. And, then they, and, and these are the people that tell me to go and get fucking help. And go see a therapist. Yet they're not going to fucking admit to anything that they've done. And it's fucking scary. And the fact that people don't admit what they have done. The last fucking 10 years. It just shows me that what they call like. They're, they're, they, like they're way to extract their fucking revenge. In my personal opinion. And the more that I put it out there. Like the more they're going to fucking double down on it. I, I already have all the enemies. All the people that I suspect are going to fucking turn on me. I have it all jotted down. I'm sure they'll find a way to d- delete it and, you know, and not let it be seen. Just, I just, I'm at a point where I don't fucking give two shits anymore, really. Where should I fucking go? I'm looking at, like, different fucking things I need to talk about. You know, I don't know. Since they did, uh, since they did bring up Drake and most Def, it feels like, you know, like, it feels like, so, so now there's a Toronto podcaster, I forget what his name is. I guess, like, it's like an old, it's like a guy that's, like, it feels like someone that's, like, better, like, who knows the ins and outs of, like, the industry, kind of, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, people who are from Toronto who have, like, a link to, like, the mafia underworld where they probably got to interact with different celebrities and all that. And all that kind of... I I forget what the guy's name is, but I'm sure the guy's, like, you know, way more known. But I can also tell most likely that Drake is, like, now... Like, he's supposed to represent that Drake's getting these guys to come and badmouth Mos Def. Because this guy from Toronto was doing a podcast about how Mos Def... Um, and again, this is probably by, probably by fucking design to put it out there that, you know, like, it's always good. Like, mean that, like, if, if you're known as someone that's supposed to be a simp, that means that you've been building your storyline to be that way. So apparently, most deaf, um, you know, um, apparently most deaf, um, like, you know, this guy knows what, like, they, it's like a grapevine type of rumor where most deaf, Married this woman he met in Toronto, like the like you know like the fucking weekend that he met her, and then they got divorced a couple of months later and all that. So I think it's like him, like you know, like supposed to be like a fucking simp. But I mean, 
anything that you, that you do, it's like, okay, fine, maybe he is a simp, you know what I mean? But, like, when it comes to celebrities, it's like, I know, like, it's not, like, like, it's not supposed to be, like, like what regular people go through. So, if, like, they're marrying random people, like, you would, I would think, like, maybe 10, 15 years ago, that's pretty fucking crazy that he would do that. Why wouldn't he just wait? Why would he get to know her? But it's, like, it's part of the showbiz rules, you know what I mean? It could be a business arrangement, you know? Sorry. Hold on. You don't care. You know, no, 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 no. Okay. Era won that night. Yeah, big salute to JD Era. JD Era took home the money. Okay, but because of that big battle, we had the laminates and all that stuff. We're backstage. I met Busta Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? I met all the types of niggas over there at that shit. Nas performed. It was crazy. Big big festival. And Most Def was in town for the festival, because obviously Most Def performed. I don't know if this is at a point that Drake would have performed. If he, if it was, he would have performed earlier in the night. I think Ludacris was there. This was a big festival game. And Most was in town. Okay? I met Most back night. I think J.D. Era won. This was a big festival. Chilling. Laminate shining. You can tell the guy's a Canadian, a Canadian podcaster. the show. JD Era who won that night? I think. And I'm backstage, chiefing. The nigga comes off the stage and he's like, Yo, that smells great, man. Yo, can I get a pull of that? And I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, that's most deaf. And I really, really like the nigga's music, okay? And not to act like I'm too cool for school or anything like that. I really like the niggas' music, and I'm, but I'm not a fan out nigga. I don't fan out. I'm like, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, it's most epic. Here, here you go, bro. I took a few more draws on my on my thing, cause you say I was almost at the last end. You know what I'm saying? We're getting into Roachland, and I passed off the thing, and I said, yo, keep that. But then I looked. At, I also looked, and I'm backstage. Wow. You know what I'm saying? However, what I didn't know is that allegedly, man was fried all weekend. He was popping the bows. Throw them bows. Oh, man. Throw them. So, I can't one clip holding it. I think JD Era won that night. Yeah. Big school oh, JD Era. Most that performed. This was a. I'm backstage. Hold it okay. This podcast sounds familiar, but he goes into this. I'm looking for the clip where he goes into a story about him, like you know, like and he goes over the nickname that that, that people in Toronto had for him because he kind of gets himself in these situations and all that. All I know is that Drake referred to him as a Bohemian bucket. I have no idea. I have no idea what the fuck that means.
Oh, it's a slang term for fucking drug addict, I guess. I mean, listen, man. If you don't like what most deaf said, that's one fucking thing. But it's like in an industry where like literally everybody is getting fucking fried. I'm not going to hold it against most deaf if he like, you know, partakes in taking drugs. Like the guy's in a crazy fucking industry. He's been through some crazy fucking shit. Of course, some, some people are going to need fucking drugs to self-medicate. But you can t- but to me, you can tell by Drake commenting on it, Drake in my personal opinion probably permitted that attack to go down basically. All he's all he's doing, sorry. <coughs> all he's doing is just, you know, making, you know, slide making snide comments with emojis. You know, because that's where Drake goes to the heel. It's, it's, okay, sorry, the guy's name is Friday Ricky Dread, by the way. Who was the guy who, who dropped off the, the package to them and what was in those, fam? But it had him on the move. He was grooving and shaking. Met a shorty. I'm not going to say anything about who the shorty is because I'm going to stay respectful, okay? But he met a shorty out here. While Eric got this guy's business. Wrapped his mind up. And then before before you knew it. Right? Right to City Hall. (laughs) The Toronto finesse. (laughs) Toronto's the best. Oh shit! Curiosity Hall. I mean, up over a weekend. Woo! Had him probably in the after hours. Right? Sorry. What? You know what we should do next? You know what we should do next? God, what the hell? Let's go to let's go to let's go to City Hall and get married. You know what? Yo, let's do it, yo. And that's what he did. Alright? And then, before we knew it, he was off of this. There was a few different things, because a book did come out around that time. This is 2005, so... A lot of these internet stuff that y'all are going to be looking for... Just go look up, and I'm not going to do it here. Just go look up Most Deaf Toronto Marriage. All right? Because there was a book written where his name was in this book. So back then, from one nigga seeing that, we were like, wait, dude. Okay? We were using that, that term back then. Waste, man. Dude, that was a nickname. Wow, that's how Umi says it's moving? Damn. Waste youth. Yes, waste youth. So I can understand now why Drake, no matter how much of a legend that Nose Death is, or aka Yasin Bey, can say, you know what? I could talk to him however I want. Waste youth. We remember you when you were back here in Toronto. Moving like a simp. 
know what I'm saying? Eyes all pupil dot dilated. You run your You want to get married? Sure. Right? Toronto man's don't rate you like that, fam. The niggas who knew, the niggas who, the niggas like me who have memory, who who, who remember them times. Okay. We don't rate you like that, fam. We we looked at you different from them times. So if the boy turns around, what? Well, uh, 15 years later or whatever the time is now, and talks to you like a waste dude, it's because he remembers. All right, man. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah, okay, so, so that's basically... That's what I'm saying. That's basically the gist of it. So when the nigga comes up in an interview, and rather than just say, you know what... He's hip-hop, but, like, it's not the type of hip-hop that, like, you know, really moves the community and stuff like that. Like, different guys I prefer, da-da-da. It goes, instead of that, it becomes, <laughs> So I guess because he's, he's saying that because, uh, he, I guess because, like, that's not really, I guess that's not a move, moving, you know, moving society forward, getting ma- married in an impromptu way, I guess, is what he's trying to imply, I guess. But that, uh, listen, what they called that? It, it's still about like you know the actual fucking music, but like you know like th- this is probably designed for, like you know most deaf's whatever dirt he has on, like you know in his past whatever that makes him hypocritical I guess. I guess that's going to be put out, you know, and and Drake fans are like grasp like you know they're really grasping at straws like oh look he's performing. In most of performing in Paris for a brand, but it's like it's his, I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend's brand. So he's like, you know, again, I don't think he's against people, like, you know, performing at, like, you know, these type of events. He just said Drake's music is like shopping at fucking Target. You know what I mean? It has everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it has everything. You know? Like, for, like for example, like I, I don't like implying that Drake's not moving anything forward because Drake, his character, is supposed to be what like 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 what you hate about Drake is supposed to be what his character is, especially you know what I mean, especially now. And the thing is, if you're judging stuff off the fucking surface about like most deaf fucking you know getting married impromptu, and again, I'm not saying you know that's not fucking kind of short sighted if I'm judging it by, like, regular civilian rules, but then if we're judging that by regular civilian rules, then, you know, Drake, you know, he, again, even though I believe it was supposed to always come out that he had a kid, it just had to happen during a fucking beef, you know what I mean, like, his, like, you know, his stuff, like, like the stuff that he does also, or something that he's suspected of, like, you know, that people have been planting seeds about, you know, going to dinner with, like, Millie Brown, whatever her name is, you know, like, that's kind of suspect, you know, sus- suspect too. It's like, most Def has that kind of shit going on. Then, you know, then you, maybe you'll have a fucking point. But I'm not going to fucking judge him off what, like, you know, showbiz storyline where he's supposed to play a character of, I guess, you know, just getting into fast marriage. I don't even know how much this guy has been married or whatever, right? But I don't keep up. So if it becomes discourse, then I fucking know about it. You know what I mean? That's why I keep up with some of the celebrity fucking discourse. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, to, to a fault. You know what I mean? Because not that I, like, actually go, oh, my God, what's young Jeezy and his wife going to do if they break? Like, I, I'm not talking about it from that perspective. But when these things become social media storylines for the, for that purpose, I'm, I'm not going to blame it on the cogs because it's a system that kind of does that. But, like, you know, I, I knew, uh, you know, that you know, young Jeezy and his wife were going to, like, you know, have their own series now of social media storylines. You know, where, like, like you know, it's like, it's like season one was, like, a little bit decent, you know what I mean? Like, even though we've seen this kind of celebrity discourse before, but now her wanting, uh, you know, saying that she doesn't want the prenup thrown out because she didn't really read it, you know what I mean? And people are not going to feel bad for her because people put regular relationships with the celebrity relationships and go, well, I've been in a situation and this spouse of mine took a lot of money that she didn't deserve, so you apply the same fucking rules even though this is, like, designed for, uh, like, you know, more discourse. Hopefully hopefully, the, hopefully, this series gets cancelled during, like, season two because people will hype up, like, the writing and it might not have been, like, that fucking great to begin with. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know. There's a bunch of fucking storylines that are going on, man. It's just, it's fucking crazy. You know, I don't know. I, I, I keep scrolling down the fucking stuff I gotta talk about, man. I'm, like, really, really behind... I'm thinking, should I just keep it with the celebrity shit first? Go to wrestling, go to some of the Israel-Palestine stuff. The thing is, with I keep up with what I keep up like with what is like the newest talking points with the Israel-Palestine stuff, right? But because like in the overview, like you know what I mean, like like it's like if I know what the overview and what the goal, what the fundamentalist goals are for the future, it's like. It's gonna hurt my fucking brain even more knowing how many people, like how much gaslighting is going on. By like, for example, it's important to know the names and of of who's been killed because their names sh- should be valued. Even though there's people that dehumanize um, any Palestinian, any brown per- person in general, any minority in general, they'll find a way, right? But the same, but at the same time, it's like you know what I mean, like this fucking you know already hurts my soul enough and it's like I'm I'm hearing about different stories and the teases of a ceasefire or a two-state solution knowing full well it's gonna get rejected people are gonna fucking you know solely blame Biden because apparently the president solely fucking dictates policy even though it's all being designed for people to have enough of Biden so they can justify why they gotta go to fucking Trump and they'll say stupid shit like, oh, it's hard to know what Trump is going to really do when it comes to, you know, Palestine, Israel, because he's been kind of quiet. He hasn't been quiet about it. He just did a fucking speech where he's talking about fucking, you know, uh, about immigrants are going to be banned that have been protesting against Israel. But it, that, 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 doesn't ma- that doesn't matter because people are going to pretend like Biden is the only... And, and again, I, I blame um, a lot of establishment people by harping on what the, call, what the president can do and make it seem like he's solely the one... Because again, like all the fucking... All the stuff that Trump did during his presidency, all the crazy stuff, right? It, w- it, w- it, w- it was the fuck he, 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 It was the system that designed it to go the way it goes. 
but like you had to have the aesthetic of it being a loose cannon like Donald Trump, so you have an excuse of why it goes like that. So then while people are fucking shitting on him, then you have Biden who's gonna have the same shit happen most likely, right? And then people then act like, oh, you see, they made fun of fucking Trump, and he's gonna do all this worse stuff, and this is all happening under fucking Biden. But it's designed for you to fucking bring Trump back in as the fucking face of fucking fascism, basically. That's just my personal fucking opinion. You know, I don't know. That's why you have like a lot of the Trump supporters. Seems so long ago since they did the discourse stuff, whatever, but, you know, I might have to rush through some of this stuff just to get it out there. We got a lot of fucking shit to talk about. Like John Pollock, like John Pollock making, you know, breaking the fucking internet where Donald Trump Jr. and Elon Musk are replying to video, the video that implied, you know. I should get to, I, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into that in a bit because, you know. Just trying to get myself fucking pumped, you know, pumped right now a little bit. Trying to get something out there. By the way, I, I did I did meet Mustafa Ali after the show. You know, I, I paid thirty bucks for a for a little meet and greet. You know, got an autograph. No, no, sorry, not autograph. A picture. I, I I don't care about autographs. You know, pictures. You know, and and and, and by the way, Joey Janela was uh. I get. I I had no idea this this guy. I think I I don't know what the politically correct term is, but he's a little guy, a, a little person who's in a wheelchair. He seems to have like you know like you know like I, I forget what like what, we're like it's it's I, I again I I have no idea. I, I can't keep up with all like you know the conditions, but like he was getting into it with Joey Janela with a cussing, and he was mocking you know. Uh, this guy, so I knew that it had to be a little bit of a fix in, whatever, because I don't think Joey Dell would go that far with the heel heat. So this guy just scoots by me. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's getting involved in the match, and Joey Janela fucking slaps him across the fucking face, you know. And then the guy like sold it too, like on his chair, basically. And then eventually, you know, he basically ran. He basically had Joey Janela on the scooter. And then he just basically drove it and into the um into a, a, a like a random broken door that like they, they had a bunch of doors like loose doors that they were using as weapons. So he put them through one of those uh, one of those doors basically. And I thought it was uh you know and then the whole place fucking cheered for the guy you know what I mean and there's a lot of people on, on my Instagram that really 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 fucking like that you know who weren't even wrestling fans you know. It was great, you know. Um, I should, I just wanted to mention that quickly. But one of the guys that uh, hold on a second, but with the whole Trump thing.
hold on. So Nathan J. By the way, so Nathan J. Robinson, like another guy that's kind. Of, he looks like Austin Powers a little bit. He's like political Austin Powers. He says something like, uh, "He goes. I have this wild notion that Trump might conceivably run to Biden's left." On Israel Palestine in the general election, like he did with Hillary in Iraq. He's been noticeably quiet on the issues, so and he hasn't been quiet about it, so that, that, that already is a fucking lie. But then, see, if you get mad about what he's fucking saying, then it's like, oh, look, the online left is canceling me because I'm, you know, being more reasonable about this than everyone else, but it's like, you're really not, you're fucking, like, again, you don't have to, again, I'm not saying you have to fucking bow down to Biden, or even vote for the fucking guy if you don't fucking want to, you can vote however you want, but can you stop pretending like, by voting for Trump, you're actually gonna be saving shit, you're not saving shit, maybe we should explain, um, you know, that we don't really live in a democracy, but everyone wants to cosplay like we do, and then you're going to get shocked that what they call fundamentalist shit is what's normalizing itself. And I think some people who claim to be on the left or claim to be liberal actually fucking want that. When you already have, like, alt-media fucking people pretending like, oh, Donald Trump supporters, like, maybe in 2016, 2017, you can argue that people who are voting for Trump like, they actually thought that they're fucking, you know, voting for someone that was against the fucking system with some of the fucking truths that Trump was putting in mixed with all, a lot of the fucking, you know, racist rhetoric and misogynistic and homophobic and all that rhetoric that he's putting down, whatever. Sure, you can make that fucking argument, but by now, his fucking followers know what he's about. They know that he's a liar. They know that. And and at this point, with the, cold, the whole excuse, especially because TYT uses that. Whenever you, um, whenever AOC, like, I guess, generalized Trump supporters, right? Right? And at this point, what they call it, it's a fair argument to fucking make. But then it's like, oh my god, you can't do that about Trump. It's no, because you guys want to fucking cater to that fucking base. That's why. It has anything to do with, like, oh my god, you, you shouldn't be generalizing. These people already know what kind of fucking person he is. It's, but, like, by now, it's, over, it's, it's already said and fucking done. And and if there were and if there were people that were like like like, like I'm talking about like le- legit powerless people that would have called like you know were like you know basically being sucked into it when 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 you have like neoliberal types who already want Trump to be in office by overly generalizing throughout the fucking years about Trump people and saying like and making it and then and then and then when you're following other fucking news outlets or other media figures in the alt-media pointing out what what hypocrisy the Democrats fucking do, then people are like, wow, I'm being generalized as a, just like a, as a fascist and a racist and all that. And then they get lured into becoming that. And I'm sure what they call, like, they've... It, it's just like the neoliberals that, like, generalize all the unvaccinated. They did it on purpose for them to fucking then start feeling back and taking out on anybody that's vaccinated by putting all of us in the same category as a Jimmy Kimmel or a Howard Stern. 
You know, I don't know. But people acting like, oh my god, Trump's triggered the liberals. No, he, no, he, he makes it look like that so you can fucking root for him. These people who do the news and, you know, pretend, pretend that they're fucking, you know, uh, better than mainstream media. You guys do a shittier job than mainstream fucking media. But somebody, it's, somebody pointed out right here, like, to this Nathan J. Robinson... He goes, he goes leftist. Someone said, I wouldn't classify these guys as actual leftists, but the the ones that get attention, like Nathan J. Robinson, people, someone said right here, leftists said that liberals would be the ones to try and rehabilitate Trump. And yet, and, and here we are, we, we're definitely seeing a lot of the fucking, you know, the alt-media types rehabilita- rehabilitating Trump. And they have no fucking issue about what they're fucking doing because they want to line their fucking pockets. But again, if you say that about Anna Kasparian or Jenk, they get really, really defensive because that's supposedly lazy, even though they've changed their fucking positions from what they were um, uh, five, uh, six, seven years ago. And pretending like, oh, I, I educated myself. No, you got fucking um, put on with all these right-wingers who are only going to support you if you defend them. And, and whenever there's like an anti-fucking right-wing fucking story, Anna Kasparian has to do the both sides fucking issue. Just like she's doing right now with, uh, um, I guess, in and out Again, whenever um, some of these people that are fear-mongering over crime... Whenever the people are, are, are fear-mongering over fucking crime, whatever, right? Um, they always misrepresent why the fucking... Like, for example, they'll say that it's because of crime that the In-N-Out Burger um, is, is closing down. But then there's always other reasons because of, like, the way... Some of the wages that they didn't fucking pay their employees or something else completely. But, like, they always make it seem like that's the reason so they can do it. But then... The, some of these people online are using um, who Anna Kasparian fucking replied to. She she was going off about how some of these people are fucking idiots because one of them said that uh, In-N-Out Burger has a Christian paramilitary um, or has that organized. And listen, wh- wh- if, if you're a fucking establishment, like a, you know, like a restaurant, again, I have no issue with anybody that's like a regular religious person, whatever, and really uses their faith to, like, you know, do good with, right? I have no issue with that. But whenever it comes to public figures and fucking institutions that fucking specify that, like, they're religious, even if they're not, like, doing anything outwardly fucking, you know, like, you know, offensive or anything like that, it normally means that they're aligned with fucking far right-wing fundamentalism. Especially if you have people, and, and the thing is, I, I think every institution, every fucking corporation, every type of billionaire has like, like little mafia factions at, at their disposal. So it wouldn't shock me if like, like, you know, like some of these corporations or some of these institutions have like a fucking paramilitary at their disposal. Since we since we are moving into like, you wouldn't think that because like, wow, why would why would a burger place have that? But when there's, like, controversy about them, it's like they're supposed to be getting in on the fucking culture wars and all that kind of shit. 
by design to fearmonger over. Um, so some starting point right here, Nathan J. Robinson, Trump has in a, he hasn't been quiet, he literally said he called for blood, he said he must stand with Israel all the way, 100% without hesitation. So I, I, I guess that, I, I, okay, fine, you don't want to vote, for, you don't want to vote for Biden, you don't want to vote for, okay, fine, that's cool, but can you stop pretending like you actually give a shit then? If you're gonna, like, just, like, because, again, in the 2010s, people who are supposedly on the left would be like, hey, we should call out the right wing, but we should also hold the Democrats accountable. And I'm like, hey, you know what? That's a good fucking point because, uh, you know, whenever you, you, you have to criticize evil, you know, it's always the obvious fucking Fox News and the way that the fucking Democrats fucking do it. And you're like, okay, well, if they're doing this, if they're like doing, if the members of the De- who say they're Democrats are doing fucked up shit, then it's like, yeah, that should be called out. They make you think that it's not being called out. But people who are the establishment online are the ones calling it out. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying that you make it seem like it's more dangerous because you're the only one doing it. I don't know. Was one person here some reply to it? He basically mocked Nathan J. Robinson's uh, tweet about this wild notion. He goes, he says he has this wild notion that Trump, the guy with an illegal Israeli settlement named after him, dedicated by Netanyahu himself, might conceivably run to uh, to Biden's left on Israel and Palestine in the general election. I I guess we're supposed to forget about that now. All of a sudden. But, oh my god, can you believe Trump is so fucking hilarious? This is a 2016 level of thing going on, but, you know. At least one person here put the guy, this guy thinks American foreign policy is dictated by the presidents. See, maybe if we explained what... See, again, because I thought when people were fear-mongering over Trump, I'm like, this is very limited, but I guess this is um, what's going to be done to call it out because it's time to call things out because they're moving into that, um, that type of way symbolically. So whoever the president is, we're calling it out, basically. And then it basically stopped when Biden got into office. And then it makes people go, wow, you called out Trump, but the same type of shit is happening. Biden isn't doing well. He doesn't look well. He's not fucking speaking well. He looks like he's breaking down. Again, all by design, while the, while the alt media tells you, oh my God, the Democrats don't want you to know about this. Like if they didn't want us to know, none of us would fucking be talking about it. If they're so fucking powerful, they wouldn't... If they're so powerful in that fucking regard, then they wouldn't want us to even have that thought in our head. If they're putting it out there, they're putting it out there to make it seem like, oh, look, we all hate Democrats. So if the message is that, oh, my God, Kamala Harris is, like, you know, uh, 
well, you know, worrying about a Trump win. They're not worrying about it. They actually, so many people might actually want him to win. You don't care. You don't. Sorry. If I'm gonna, 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 gonna. Michelle Obama's teasing that she might run, which is probably why <coughs> the right wing has started with like the same kind of conspiratorial attacks towards her. And people are gonna use like, you know, that, you know, uh the thing is no, that's probably why they keep calling for Biden, uh, for Obama's fucking birth certificate, and like that discourse is coming up. You see, you hear the thing. I'm not doing it from like a right wing angle, going, "Yes, I I believe that Biden was uh, no, I believe Obama was this Kenyan gay, you know, uh, you know, Muslim who came in and invaded." You know, I, I mean, I, you guys made him sound cooler. Because I, I, I did, I did believe that, but I thought it was for a good thing. I was like, "Ah, it's pretty fucking cool." A gay Muslim Kenyan fucking, you know, uh, getting to be the president, you know, you know, but but the reason why I'm I'm bringing it up because I believe because of everybody's past is kind of like like the George Santos thing, right? And then it becomes discord, like, oh, okay, can you believe this guy has a faulty fucking past? But it's like, yeah, like it was like literally designed for that, right? And part of me wonders if like just to help feel more right wing shit. Will there actually be a reveal that shows you that Biden's past is kind of, um, kind of scripted? You know, like you know what I mean for the purpose. So 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 there, and so then they can tie that in. If if Michelle Obama runs, they can tie that into you know why you shouldn't vote for Michelle Obama, even though like these relationships are probably, like, 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 I'm not saying they don't love each other or anything like that, but a lot of these relationships are, like, you know, not, like, like, you know, a, a regular relationship. It's also full with, you know, like, whenever people go, oh, look, Hillary and Bill Clinton, they weren't really, a, oh, look at look at that, he's embarrassing her by having all these affairs. They do, it's probably a fucking, you know, a, a, like most of these relationships it's in the public sphere, it's all, a lot of time, most of the time, it's a business arrangement. But like th- th- that's why it's coming up again because then because again if the right wing are allowed to uh, are allowed to get permission to talk about something right they do that for the purpose that like one or two things that they say might be proven true so all the fucking you know blue check marks can basically live in an echo chamber and pretend that's popular fucking opinion. So I don't know. Again, like I, I have a, I have a feeling that Biden is not going to be feeling well, because in order for like a, a change to happen, it's like they have to take okay. Well, it's like WWE stuff. Like this was the original. Play. It was Batista versus Randy Orton. That was the main event, and Brian Danielson got mixed up with it. In order, in order for you to believe that it's more genuine, it has to be like oh, they didn't really plan for this to happen. And I, I personally never believed that. I'm sorry I don't. 
I know other people. I, I, I know people roll their fucking eyes because I'm not buying into what the um the narrative that's supposed to be around for a couple of years before we find out. And then the same people that were pumping those narratives when the narrative fucking changes, they never have to fucking atone for anything that they fucking said. Yeah, I'm given all these fucking parry tests to see if oh if if I'm humane enough for fucking people. I I, I don't fucking like that. So I I, I don't give a shit. I can I can just see the right wing fucking game, you know what I mean? As somebody that's fallen for stuff that I didn't know was right wing, um, you know, that was put online in the two thousand tens, I can I can look at how they market this kind of shit. Even like the people that are like you know, like that whole Isaac Cappy guy. Like if I believe that people fake their fucking deaths, it's like I could buy that he is and he marketed the power that be marketed him looking like he may have been like again and I'm not saying that like like the fucking stuff that he was talking about is not true. I'm sure there's like a little bit of truth into it. But like he even marketed a fuck he even marketed that like he uh like you know what I mean I, I, I can tell, especially when the when the worst people on social media are the ones amplifying the fucking message. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Nathan J. Robinson goes to make sure nobody misunderstands the argument is not Trump is in is uh, Trump an anti imperialist. One of the dumbest things I ever heard, but rather Trump, who totally um, is unscrupulous, has a history of pitching himself as bogus anti-war candidate because he knows war is unpopular. Yeah, but isn't that your job to fucking point out that that's what he's going to be using? You're fucking like when I get when I say, hey, I think Trump is fucking smart. I'm not saying, oh, I got a hand at him for being smart. I'm saying he's smart because I hate people dumbing him fucking down. You can point out his tactics by now and, you know, have enough of a platform to say, this is why you should be wary of it. But you're basically going to make it seem like, oh, we have no choice but to vote for Trump, basically. Because you always wanted to. Which means that you probably didn't give a shit about the Palestinians and you're just, a lot of you are using it for gas, we're using it to gaslight. I'm not saying everyone, but by the way, I'm saying the, I'm saying the, there's genuine people that do care, but there are bad faith fucking actors that are using this to take advantage of what's going on to basically lure people more into right wing fucking thinking. This is me. This is my personal opinion. But I, I said to, I said to Nathan J. Robinson, I'm like, you said Trump has been silent on the issue, and that's not true. I go, you guys are probably better, smarter than the mainstream media, yet you give shitty take because some of, some of you may say you're left and you can't wait for this guy to be in office again. Because it'd be so fucking fun. They get you fucking humor. Or if you find it so fucking funny, then why don't you fucking go just watch some of the old stuff he's fucking doing then? Like he's still doing the same fucking what I I I hate because because people who the people who say oh I I don't like Trump but man this guy is really fucking fun they think that they're actually giving you the cool contrarian point that's gonna piss off people that are gonna be fear mongering over him but you know what you're fucking doing you're lowering your fucking guard it's bad enough that some of these alt media types have dumbed down their fucking villains. 
That's why I don't fucking trust a lot of you because, and again, what the call is not me attacking the fucking left. It's like, I hate the, if there's genuine people on the left, I hate the way you fucking limit your fucking narratives. If the right wing can go conspiratorial, I don't see why you motherfuckers can't go conspiratorial as well. Because putting out the fucking facts of, of what's official is not going to work on his ilk. And you, and you know this. That's why the mainstream media that is like self-preserving their message about Trump. Like they're the ones that are going to be the ones that are, like, they're going to be the ones that actually age a lot better than what the fucking alt media has been telling you. Like, for example, like Elizabeth Warren, right? She's like a discredited centrist lib that people were dunking on and all that kind of shit, right? She's like, you know what I mean? So when there's a book, when there's a book, I forget who the book is written by, whether it's AOC or um, Elizabeth Warren's book. But they're talking about the Bernie Bernie supporters or the people that latched onto his campaign. She named, like, you know, it named, uh, like, she was concerned about that. And even though it's coming from an establishment person who's, like, discredited to people online, right? And, when, and whenever you um, you worry about people online, people think, oh, that's so... F-. Okay, fine, if, if being online is just so ridiculous and, oh, it means completely nothing, then why are so many people trying to get their fucking word out online then? Why are so many people trying to get their fucking word out online if it's just online? If if, if it was just a, a, uh, an irrelevant um, platform that nobody pay attention to, pay attention to, uh, a lot of you wouldn't be using it for the way that you're using it. So there's something there about people that you know Bernie had a lot that you latched onto the Bernie campaign because a lot of them now have gone more further to the fucking right. Whether they want to admit it or not, they'll fucking just, with a straight face, talk about, oh, no, this is the policy. They know that there's behind-the-scenes rules that don't even make it on social fucking media. But they, but, but they get to act like they're the ones who are, the dict- like, they dictate uh, what the narratives are with, with the online shit for some odd fucking reason. Because they say that mainstream media is bad. And I'm supposed to automatically fucking now fucking, you know, uh, you know, do jumping jacks and fucking stretch my asshole out. I don't even know why I get that explicit, but, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. Even even Emma Viglin is getting on the stupid, stupid, stupid take about the Nishiji Rod. So this is much more likely than people realize. He won't mean any of it, just like he never meant anything about the swamp, big money donors, or when he hit Jeb on the Iraq war. But unlike Biden, Trump is an ideological... Ideolo- yeah, he is. Why are you guys spreading that fucking... Ru- again, Emma Viglin... Again, I'm not surprised. Listen, I, I like Emma Viglin. She's probably one of the more decent people who are on the fucking left. But she also does the sports entertainment bullshit. Like, like all these political commentators want to be sports entertainers and they're going to have their mass-off moment of them um, um, basically uh, going with... Then you know what? I, 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 then you know what? I wish I could take... I wish I could go back 10 years... 
And I wish I could just, you might as well just become a fucking establishment fucking person then. And 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 not align with people that are the establishment. Like not fucking, you know, uh, listen to people who are part of the establishment, but say they're not part of the establishment because, oh, I'm independent. Like it fucking means anything in 2024. She's saying, she's like, oh yeah, he's racist, yes. He didn't give a shit about Netanyahu to Palestine, so he gave him a blank check. So at the time, it was his best interest to support Netanyahu in Israel. The circuit, no, the circumstances haven't fucking changed. She's saying that. This is a d- design for him to be crowned at the fucking Golden Temple. My personal opinion, of course. How can people be this fucking... I, I can't say they're being stupid. They know what they're doing. They don't fucking give two shits. One person right here put, the left has slowly been turning the idea we're not obligated to vote for Biden after they actually took over the course of the presidency, which is fair and valid into genuine delusion, thinking that Trump might not be worse in every aspect that um, Biden is bad in, basically. These are all good points. You know, I don't know. So with the, uh, I'll, I'll go into some of the Israel stuff, Israel-Palestine stuff. Again, because I know the overall trajectory of where this is going, it's like, you know, to me, it's fucking, you know, just like, not that you shouldn't be concerned about, like, you know, how many people are being, again, dude, I can't even keep up with the amount of number. I think it's over, like, what, 25,000 by now? Every day I wake up, and they tell me that more more fucking people have been killed or more places have been bombed in uh, in Palestine. It's like how I go at this point. How is there anything else left? It seems like everything has just been depleted. The the, the families of of the Israeli hostages are, are even pissed off with the Israeli fucking government. There's like, oh, should there be a like, should there be a peace talk? Should there be, um, you know, uh, a two like, like all this? Listen, if there's gonna be a genuine solution to it, then I can understand whatever, right, about the stuff. But there's no intention of a of a genuine solution to come in. They want different. They want to keep bombing innocent fucking people enough, where then they get so that other fundamentalist governments are going to use this for anti-Semitic fucking purposes. And they're going to be on the same fucking side, the fundamentalists on the pro-Israel side and some of the ones that are backing the, you know, the ones who are anti-Semitic and all that. I'm not talking about regular civilians and protesters and all that kind of shit. But it's like they'll do shit and then we get mad and nothing's going to be done about it. So it's like, 
I can be angry, but I'm not gonna waste my fucking breath on 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 on, on the things like me like, that like like it makes me angry. I, I, I know where it's going. I should everyone should call it out. Whatever. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is that if they already know what they're fucking doing, they know that 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 they're adding insult to injury. Not only are they fucking killing people, but now they're by by dehumanizing. And, uh, and 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 doing bad faith fucking arguments, being inconsistent, non fucking stop. They're hoping that people who who are regular people, who are seeing this and feel fucking hopeless about what's going on over there and how fucking you know human humanity is has been is like not even given to anyone who's brown in that regard. They'll be so disillusioned that they'll they'll be susceptible. To be to be a like you know to be lured in to an anti-Semitic fucking cause, and I say this as somebody who was very politically confused, didn't know every single fucking thing, uh, you know, and thought everything online was a hundred percent the fucking truth because mainstream media didn't cover it, and I've seen firsthand how people can uh, start like using. Um, you know, like, p people were, like, people in the 2010s on the internet were trying to rehab, and again, this is, uh, again, because I never really followed politics, and I've gone over the story multiple times, I, I had no idea who, da I've heard people mention David Duke, I never knew who the fuck he really was, so people were amplifying his message because he was speaking out for Palestinians, and you're like, oh, shit, whatever, right? And then people are like, no, that guy is a fucking white supremacist, whatever, He's like, you know, former fucking clan, you know, former clansman, whatever. And then, and then whenever, like, you go, oh, shit, that's fucking horrible, whatever. People would go, but no, you see, he left it because, see, David Byrd was also part of the clan and he's cool with Hillary Clinton. So you're like, oh, shit, you know. And, and then because of I thought the internet was, like, an underground facility and it's, like, the most genuine of all opinions... One of the, the one time he was on, uh, he was like debating Jank one time, and in the comment section, all of you know, uh, uh, D David Duke's fucking followers were like all piling on Jank, whatever, for calling him out, whatever, and all that. And I thought, oh shit, like you know, then if he's being liked by the internet, that must mean like I didn't know that there was like white supremacist central or alt right type of shit going down. But like they, but like you know, during that time they would be lured. Like I remember, like I, I fallen for different fucking alter, alternate fucking history type of deal. But one of the ones I never really fell for was when somebody was like, "You see, all Hitler wanted to do was, uh, you know, uh, uh, stop Zionism from happening." Basically, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't really buy that. And, and the guy who wrote that wrote wrote that comment or wrote that post. He backed down, like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool enough. But it's like, why would you try that? It's like, you're trying to lure people, and people are going to be falling for that type of shit. Because people already know that the fucking official narrative of history isn't 100% fucking true. A lot of the fucking time. Of course, we don't find out until later on. You know, I don't know.
What else happened? Like you already have limbs of tick like the limbs of TikTok account in Israel talking about oh look how much fucking people love Trump here. It's like they're basically making it fucking a home for him, basically. And then, and then, the, and then the other discourse is like, oh, Biden says he wants to stop this from happening, blah blah blah. But then, obviously, his actions are not. And then people are like, oh, he's scared. It's like, I, I, you know, I'm not saying he's like a good person or that. I'm not saying that. But like at his core, he could genuinely, like him or Trudeau, could genuinely at their core be against this. But they, but but, but they already know that they're fucking puppets. And then, I mean, if if they if they basically on their own volition, like with no like no help from their handler, they said they want this fucking ceasefire to happen. I'm I'm telling you the reason why they like and again. I'm not saying he's gonna be on the good side or he'll probably end up on the evil side as well. Whatever. But the reason why he's not fucking saying it, or like you have to have Trudeau go around by accidentally fucking calling for it, um, you know, uh, like. It's it's done it's done it's done for the purpose. Is is done for is done for the purpose of um is is done for the purpose that if 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 you have somebody calling for a ceasefire that will it'll just basically show you how powerless that they are compared to who what fundamentalists fucking run the fucking system. That's the way I fucking look at it, at least. You don't care. You don't want it. That's what's fucking crazy about it, man. But, like, even Jake and Ben Glebe... Like, oh, Ben Glebe, oh, he finally uh, called out Israel for desecrating graves. But, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he seemed to be justifying why those graves have to be there anyways because he keeps doing Israeli talk. He keep, now he's, because there's white supremacists who are definitely now abusing the word Zionist for their own little fucking gain, he's now equating anyone that calls, that's about anti-Zionism, is like this, and he's um, using ML, MLK's fucking quote. Because the guy is a bitch. Not MLK, Ben Gleavis. Unless anyone, you know, But 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 even him and Jake have to fucking gimmick their arguments now. It's it's, it's getting it's, it's like they they clearly they clearly want him on to. And that's why they they'll do it under the freedom of speech thing. But I I don't think TYT is on the good side either. There's a reason why Jake's name was put on one of the missile. Because again, if I believe Andrew Tate and all the other guys that they put on those bombs were like you know people who are pretending that they're for Palestine. Then it 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 tells me that Jake is gonna be in the same company as an Andrew Tate. That's what it fucking comes across to me. Which is why they get all fucking confident about calling out the system and fucking having right wing backers that are gonna fucking back their opinion up. Because now they are they're protected by they're, they're protected in that regard. 
They go where the fucking money goes. Oh, but that's lazy, lazy, lazy. Lazy arguments. You calling me a grifter? That's a lazy or I don't know what to call when you act like a fucking grifter. We can all fucking tell. Maybe you're not good at maybe you're not good at hiding being a fucking grifter. Because Jake and Anna, they want to be people that sell out, but they don't. But again, like a lot, like a lot, like most people that want to fucking sell out and plan to sell out, they have to make it. They can't just be a man enough or woman enough to fucking come out and just say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fucking, I'm, I'm gonna fucking sell out, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna cash in, basically." With the call, they, they have to make it seem like, "Oh, I'm a progressive." You can't question me because I called out mainstream media. I challenged them, even though you're doing a theatrical fucking way that's like not even really threatening, as much as you guys think it's threatening. And the reason why they're making it seem like they're threatened, what they're doing is threatening, is because they know that something about them is going to be leaked out. So it has to be like, oh, it leaked out because we're calling Biden out, basically. I can see the whole fucking shift. You know, I don't know. That's the way I fucking look at it, at least. By the way, what's it called? Uh, you know, a, a case of somebody saying something right, but being discredited because he's part of that same machine. Drake was talking about how, like, the media and online accounts they cash out on negativity. While while he's in, like, I forget who this little kid is, but he's been going viral, and people, he like he it's like he exists in the discourse. About being in the club, like like a rapper, like you know, throwing money around, whatever. And obviously, he's being exploited, or whatever. For you know, whatever, right? Like, hopefully, like there's money being saved for him, whatever. But obviously, what they call people, you know. So Drake was it was chilling with his kid, or like I don't know if he brought him there or he just there, and Drake just fucking you know got like you know was like interacting with them. But people are using that example of Drake cashing in on the fucking the negativity. Because, like, it's very exploitative, whatever. But it's like every... I'm, I'm not defending it with a call. I, I don't think, you know, someone that young should be used like... Like, should be used for that. But, like, the whole entire industry is, like, you know, totally fucking, you know, in in, in exploitative... Even the people that pretend to be, you know, uh, you know good two-shoes. But, but even though Drake might, might be someone that fucking eggs this kind of stuff on... It doesn't mean that he's lying about the the internet and the online media accounts. That what they're called, all they want is fucking a 24-7 news cycle. So that they can feel like they're, oh my god, we're reacting to stuff. Then like you're, you're, you're orchestrating stuff so you can react to it. Like you're a fucking sitcom character. You know, I don't know. I I don't know if Jamal Bowman named Norman Finkelstein, 
or did he bring him to an event, whatever, but then he basically, with the cult, because again, you normalize someone in the discourse. And again, listen, I'm not fucking completely gonna, like, do what the fucking, like, centrist type people do and go, oh, Norman Finkelstein, no one should fucking trust, like, the guy, like, like the, again, people say that he's exaggerating, uh, like, he's not being completely honest about uh, who his parents are or something like that. But, I, again, that could be, like, you know, the, the accusation could be a lie as well. You, got, you know, you just can't, you know. But the thing is, it's like, even though, like, I, I, I feel bad for what he had to go through because, you know, uh, Der I think people are losing the fact that Dershowitz ruined his fucking life. This guy would be harassed mentally all the fucking time. But, like, you know, and then people started promoting this guy. A lot of people who say they're leftists and now people who have moved, moved to the post-left. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they hyped up Tara Reid. They hyped up this guy. And it's like, they only hype you up if you're going to align with their agendas. So he'll be a Putin stooge. And then anyone who... Again, listen, the people he's going at, like, they're bad faith actors as well. That doesn't mean that you should automatically, you know... Uh, Start fucking, you know, accepting that fucking Norman. Because again, th th this guy says suspect things as well. Like anyone who can't even admit that, P like, if you find, even if you don't think Putin is like the like, like a deadly fucking threat, some of you can't even just say, hey, yeah, Putin's a fucking dipshit, man. I, you know, that guy is a really dictator too. Like, you just can't, like in the 2010s, that would have sufficed America fucking bad. But the but the thing is, like, Putin's aligned with some of the far right-wing elements in the U.S., so I don't understand why defending him. Again, when you do it country-by-country country aesthetic. So, what's it called? People are now thinking that Jamal Bowman, the, can't, uh, uh, the thing is... The fact that he he w would have known beforehand if this guy's gonna be problematic, so he got his like he he got he's making the uh, pro, some of the pro Palestinian accounts that are some some of them are kind of sketchy online, whatever. He's making them count, like he's making them upset, and then people who you know who are like you know against some of the post left fucking people who might be. Like, oh, look, I'm going to cheer on anything that's being said against, uh, you know, uh, things that are being said against, uh, like, they're going to, like, defend, like, the guy that's, like, denouncing this problematic fucking person to begin with, but it doesn't mean he's really denouncing it, you know I mean? They purposely brought him into the discourse for that purpose. I don't know. So a bunch of IOF soldiers, I have no idea why they're, you know, at, at a university protest, but okay. They sprayed um, the, the, the protesters with, chemi with with actual chemicals, you know, and some of them are like are nausea, vomiting, they're in the hospital and all that kind of shit. But again, like, it's okay because you're already dehumanized. People in the in in these pro, in these protests, you're dehumanizing all of them, even if there are a few bad apples that are being sent there. But no one's going to explain how the few bad apples get there, anyways. But people just want to keep pretending. 
but that's like uncalled for. You know what I mean? Like with the call, like you know, like, like like again. I feel like an asshole by pointing out the hypocrisies because at this point, I don't think that people that are hypocrites actually give two shits that they're fucking hypocrites. Like I understand why you have to point it out because there might be dumbed down fucking people that are not seeing it and you're showing them why they're fucking hypocrite. I'm not saying that isn't important, but like now it's like it's, be, it's like it becomes a marketing tool and they'll still get the support that they fucking want because people are going to be supporting the regressive fucking bullshit. And then there's 24 IDF soldiers that died because, uh, I think Hamas, and again, Hamas is getting controlled, in my personal opinion, by Israel. But they're going to blow up, you know, uh, two buildings and something, and then Hamas shot something and detonated. The de again, that's on Israel's hands, man, in my personal opinion. You got the soldiers, right? Because again, by your logic, if it's a fucking war, I'm going to feel bad that IDF soldiers that were going to kill and destroy more fucking shit ended up getting fucked over because their own government is using them as cons. Is that what I'm supposed to fucking think? And then you have obvious fucking discourse with, uh, Ben Shapiro and Elon Musk going to Auschwitz. You know what I mean? Like he's still anti-Semitic because with Ben Shapiro, despite claiming that he fucking gives a shit about Jewish people, still aligns with fucking Christian fundamentalists to fight and to fake fight with. And then, and now he this guy's going with a billionaire to, you know, go to Auschwitz for a photo op, which is supposed to be obvious. So they can keep pretending that, oh look, see Elon Musk is not um, anti Semitic. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, man. Well, as far as like the 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 big news of the weekend with the politics was that you know. Um, I mean, it is what I expected. I, you know, what I mean, like I either, I either thought maybe they would get on the Trump train and maybe get someone else that they can, like that even like centrist like Bill Maher can pretend like okay, well, I, I, he has to like hype, he has to like on the surface oppose Trump, even though he probably agrees with everything he says. I thought like DeSantis would definitely be somebody that could stand a chance because I see a lot of people amping him up. 
as like you know oh well he he's he's more he's more um he's more like prof- like he seems more professional than 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 what Trump is, you know what I mean? He say they say he's more sane even though he's still like you know going to again like going to war over wokeness which probably cost him. But the guy's not going to go anywhere in the disco. He's going to be there forever. Like, it, whatever happens is designed to fucking go the way it fucking goes. So if Trump is supposed to be the nominee, he already won Iowa, right? And now he won ha- New Hampshire, apparently. And Nikki Haley's still not dropping out. You know what I mean? There's still... The, 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 and, and there's people like that, that are like kind of like liberal that are going to be fucking defending Nikki Haley. You know what I mean? The whole discourse is like, oh, does Nikki Haley know what, um, that does racism, she doesn't think that racism, even though the right wing is doing racism towards her, by saying she's not really brown, whatever, but you think anyway, like, you you think, you, you think I give a fuck about Nikki Haley, but you want to lay around with those fucking people, this is what you fucking pay for, it's like, it's like I don't feel bad for David Rubin, I don't feel bad for any, um, you know, person from a marginalized community in the system, that's aligning with white supremacy. Like you chose, like you, 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 like you know what I mean. I feel bad that you're being stuck in there. Maybe you don't really want to, but making it seem like you're some fucking freedom of speech warrior because the the, the people that are following this want that kind of regressive fucking behavior, so they can take us back to the fucking stone ages and shit. So she's so they're saying oh Nikki Trump is saying Nikki Haley is a is a Democrat plant so I guess we're supposed to like go oh shit if she is and I'm 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 glad I'm gonna you know what I mean so that's why some people are are, are palling around and fucking defending her against Trump whatever Tim Scott's totally fucking you know bending bending over for this fucking guy as well. The other thing was that the right the right wing is pointing out that the people that voted for Nikki Haley weren't even seventy percent of them were not registered Republicans. That means that Biden is losing so much fucking favor that even some of the Democrats are thinking about going and voting for. See again, when you have this fake sports entertainment shit, that shit can work because now people might think, oh shit, she might be if she's opposing Trump and Trump getting this fucking you know this shitty about it. That maybe she is a closet fucking Democrat. Apparently Biden wasn't even on the fucking ballot for New Hampshire. But he, he got ridden in. Which everyone will still think it's rigged anyways. I mean the whole thing is sports entertainment. Like it's designed to be these last fucking two.
there's also there's also like uh, um, AI robocalls from Biden urging people not to vote in the primary and just save your vote for November. So people think that, you know, it could, I mean, if it ends up being someone associated with Biden, then I can understand. It will basically add to the argument that, oh, look, see, they're trying to fucking cheat and all that kind of shit. Um, or it could end up fucking just be, like, being fucking people who are who are leaning right to make it look like Biden and them are doing it. So then when you point out that they're doing it, you're like, oh, you see, we're already being framed for other stuff, so that must mean that it was the Democrats that are doing it. But I could buy that fucking, you know, it's designed to, you know, fu- it, it, it's, it's like the whole, like, you know, again, whenever like they use only climate changes of what's causing these wildfires and not that people are burning shit down. So some of these right-wingers will then, you know, say that, oh, it's not just climate, it's not, well, they'll completely deny that climate change is a factor in any of it. But what they'll call, they'll say, like, oh, somebody's, uh, you know, people are, are, are you know, lighting this on fire. And then you find out that some of these fucking people, or like at least one of them, at least from, from what I can understand, was somebody that, what they call, warned about that, warned about this, and he ends up being someone that's setting shit on fire. So, to me, I can buy that there's fucking people who are do, and because the Democrats are just um, ignoring that the fucking that they can be done by um, people who are paid to do that, whatever. While climate change is there, it makes it seem like the Democrats are the ones that are completely blind, uh, completely blind, and complete don't like they don't want to fucking admit, uh, admit uh, like they can't admit that you know. Uh, I don't know. It, it just it's designed for you know for people to think that you know it's it's uh, the Democrats that are fucking doing it. And again, if it if it is, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, you can't blame a de-. I, it, it, But whatever's happening, it's like it's by design to make you want to go more, more. Like they have to keep making it seem like if there's any corruption or election meddling and all that. That's only being put on fucking like 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 for example, like all the fucking people in in like in the, the you know liberal media before the 2020 election or even two thousand sixteen whatever where there's a compilation of a bunch of establishment um, uh, liberal types that are talking about how the voting machines and the you know all that um, is like not really. Like, you know, like, it, it's like, there's like, there's like, uh, dysfunction with the fucking, uh, with the voting machine and all that. And I remember that. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, they're pointing it out. And then it becomes like, Trump is the one that's using a talking point, And then everyone has to act like, oh my God, that's insane that you would say that. But it's like, everyone, but then you understand why people who are apolitical will see stuff like that. And then they automatically think that the Democrats are the ones who are the ones cheating. Because it's always like they're targeting fucking Trump and you're making it look like he is going in that direction. Tr- Tr- Trump was like even like like like, like this dude like fully ad- kind of is admitting that he's like fucking like he's talking about a rogue cop, like you know going after people that like, going after people in the church, and that's why he needs like you know immunity from his crimes basically. So he's essentially admitting that he fucking. You know, if you compare yourself to the fucking, um, uh, some of the corrupt fucking um, priests in these fucking churches, then, like, you know, you're obviously making it clear that you're fucking into some seedy fucking shit. 
but you think anyone's going to give a shit because 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 of what's going on the surface with Biden and all that people are not going to fucking are not going to are, are going to fall for the fear mongering over Trump you know i don't know Like nothing is like, like nothing is designed to like really take over. It's like like everything with this whole thing with the show elections or show trials. Like like this is what it is. Like it, like for example, Fanny Willis is, is is getting fucking shit on because she hired a prosecutor that might not have been the best for the job, and she may have had relations with him. We don't know that for sure. But even if this is true, this has all been designed then for the purpose of, like, that being done so that it doesn't go anywhere. And it ruins the, ch the, 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 the chance of a, of a fucking case going down, but, you know. Especially now when you say that you're hiring somebody that happens to be black, that might not be the best qualified person for this particular, like, prosecution or whatever, you're fueling the whole fucking thing. That's why you have fucking shitheads like Rob Schneider... Uh, going off about, oh, this is why uh, uh, airlines are fuck fucking up because they're doing too many diversity, equity, inclusion hires. They're fucking finding ways to eliminate, um, you know, el eliminate, eliminate black people from having jobs, essentially, by using the sports entertainment bullshit with the, uh, with the, you know, with whether it's, uh, you know, I don't know. And, and and if if Trump is talking about immunity for presidents, is he talking about Biden as well? Then I like, I don't know what, what, what you're trying to say. Uh, writing down some of this shit right here. Hold on. I'll be back. Okay, it's 10 a.m. I still haven't slept. I want to get some of this discourse out of the fucking way. It's going to be so much. I don't even know where to fucking, you know, go next. Oh, right, you know what? I'll, I'll cover, um... I'll cover the 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 the, um, the Sean Strickland stuff. Um, it's disappointing. I I mean, listen, man, with the cold uh, again, this is just my freedom of speech. Before anyone goes, oh, you're getting, you're getting triggered by Sean Strickland's. I think I I have to mention that it's Sean Strickland. I, I made the mistake of saying Shane Strickland. Uh, on on Twitter. You know what I mean? I, I, the last thing I want is to fucking make people think I'm shitting on Swerve. But Sean Strickland, you know, he lost. And and again, to me, with the cold, I mean, people will be happy with that in the sense that, oh, look, uh, you know, he lost. 
haha, the transphobe, but it's like, he got booked. That's what's worse about it, my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. Because at this point, if you're an MMA fan and you fucking are being ignorant, I don't really give a fuck, so I'm going to let you know that the shit you watch um, is actually fucking rigged, in my personal opinion, at least. These guys take fucking hits to the fucking head. I mean, people are outraged about, you know, slap fest. Whatever the fuck it's called. War slap, slap fight, whatever the fuck it is. You know, it's like, oh, that's so inhumane. Guess what? The MMA, UFC, a lot of it, a lot of it's inhumane. You gotta take fucking, you know, part of your fucking initiation process. The thing, the thing is, I, I don't really want to fucking shit on, uh, Sean Strickland, because, like, in the, in the, in this sense, like, obviously, fuck him and his views, but because, like, you know, now that I have a backstory about what happened to the fucking guy, I do feel bad that, like, he, you know, again, with a call, this is his view, whatever, right, but I, again, with a call, like, you know, Paul Licato, you know, Paul was more than fair, he he's a I, listen man. I'm I'm not in his position where like I'm at this event. So when something does happen, because again with the call, like it's easy for me to be on the outside going, oh he should have like not pivoted and still kind of like maintained it. But when you know, but when Dana White's really good at fucking manipulating, like he's media trained for it. He probably uh, anticipates somebody. And he knows he know he knows that some of these people that might ask him questions might not go super fucking hard, so he gets to be the aggressor, and he can kind of be more intimidating, like the alpha male in the whole fucking thing. I don't think, John, again, John Pollock has the freedom to ask the fucking question if one of their fighters is putting this view out, and it's not that somebody fucking asked the fucking uh, Sean Strickland solely on his issue, he keeps putting it out there. Even during some of the press, I saw other parts of the press conference, he injects it in when no one's talking about it. I bet you any money he was being the the, the 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 think tank. There's a fucking script. In my personal opinion, that if somebody does ask, all you gotta do is go to the woke Trudeau commie, um, pedophile. Uh, you go to that fucking you, again. I I seen the right wing fucking playbook, and with a call, that's why. Like I mean, they can outnumber me, but they know that I can go after their tactics more so. Cause again, when they start insulting you. They think, okay, I gotta fucking address the fucking insult and all that. And then they go fucking... Like, the the, the, the amount of fucking messages... I mean, the comments in the comments... Go look at Post Wrestling. Look at some of the the, the, the UFC show, the other Strong Strickland show. And, and, and look at some of the shows where they mentioned it. And just look at the comment section. You know what I mean? Because I was really pissed off, that, like, initially... Last week, when Pollock and Way mentioned it, because they were getting shit on for oh, why can't you just focus on the fights? I don't know. Maybe that's because those people are selling the fights that way. How about how about this? Can can some of you just admit that with a call, a lot of you just want to be on the bigoted fucking side, and you're happy that there's a fucking cog in the system that's being paid, in my personal opinion, to say the shit that they're fucking saying. I forgot Dana White said that no one's on a fucking leash. And and, and and again, see, Pollock had to feel bad for using the word leash. And should have said latitude. No, you, you, you know, you, no, he should have said leash. It's fine. That was a perfect fucking word. It, 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 anyone, anyone with a brain, if, if I know what that, hypo, what that fucking uh, metaphorically fucking means, a leash. 
Especially when there's fucking clips that are proving uh, Dana White to be a hypocrite, where he's talking about, oh, the freedom of speech and freedom of consequences. It's one of the more obvious fucking pivots that have, that have been done that's, in my personal opinion, clearly motivated by who they're politically aligned with. I would even go out further because people don't think that it seeped into WWE just yet, but a lot of the fucking online discourse for the last 20 years has been like regressive level shit that with a call, in my personal opinion, the WWE runs that kind of shit. These, I, I know we're supposed to dumb down our billionaires and make them look inept, basically. That's how I fucking see it. I don't know. So... so fucking smooth that you know here you go over here I just want to go back um, you were talking about like you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with the UFC microphone and you are getting into territory hold on let me play it again I, I had Dana, I just want to go back um, you were talking about like you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia, like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St like Free speech. Control what people say? Kind of tell people what to believe? Yeah. Kind of tell people... Just I don't, don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, Just what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. Just don't bring up health benefits. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. That's ridiculous to say. See, when he said, that's probably a good idea, it was like, oh, right there in his head, he knew right there, he goes, okay, mm, mm, my fucking trolls online. I know for the thing, the internet is just an underground message board, right? That's why a lot of people online get offended whenever you point out that people online are compromised because you're supposed to think that the internet is some underground shit. Right when he said, yo, yeah, you better move, that right there he knew. Because again, I see some of the comments that are directed towards him. I mean, and again, with a call, you know, for I'm sure Pollock for his own mental health doesn't fucking, you know, he probably has those things, a lot of that muted, you know what I mean? He's chilling with his family and shit. He, he seemed fine when, you know, he addressed it, whatever, you know what I mean? So, but I, but, but I do think with the cold, because, like, the amount of fucking, you know, vitriol, because, yeah, that vitriol gets at you, right? It feels like, the, it's like, it's like they, vit, they, they, they pile on you, so you feel, you end up feeling bad for even, like, the, the, the fact that Pollock has to come out and say, okay, you know, I should have just said, uh, like he's, he he even he, he, even even though that was that that was a, a fine word that he fucking used. I don't I don't care what anyone fucking says, but the fact that he has to like now kind of like kind of go okay. I should 
I don't think he should have, uh, you know, done that in, in his videos, but I understand he also has a family. Some of these people are fucking whacked out. Some of these people are, you know, like, like I, I, I see some of the comments, like, like well, one guy actually thinks, he's like, oh, I discovered who he is. He's John Pollock from Post Wrestling. Like, dude, he wasn't trying to hide his identity. Some of them, I saw some of the comments, they thought that, uh, they thought that this, that, um, oh, go to the same soy boy that asked Shane, uh, Sean Strickland the question, because it wasn't the same fucking guy, but, and then the way that it's all marketed to, woke leftists. I mean, I, I think Pollock's like a liberal. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like, 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 a, like a super, like, I mean, he's definitely not like the, the online left. But I mean, he's a pretty, he's a pretty liberal guy. I, I can, you know, I, I don't know every single political belief the guy has, but from what I've seen, he seems like he's like decent on, you know, a lot of issues. He can recognize fucking, you know, right wing fucking propaganda. But I don't think he did anything wrong in this fucking interview. I, I really don't. But it, it, it's, I mean, I mean, I know some people are like, oh my god, this fat Pakistani is scared. That yeah, it, it, it is alarming because uh, the fact that a lot of you online uh, get so fucking, if you want to just keep it about the fighting, right? Then this, like, you wouldn't even be... Like looking at any of the fucking you know uh, any of any of it like like b back then if you didn't like let's say someone didn't like Howard Stern, right? With the call for the most part, people would just let it like go. Okay, well this is our little fucking thing, whatever. Who cares what a bunch of liberals fucking think, whatever? Like yeah, you'd call them names and all that kind of shit, whatever. Um, but like you would like not really like make it a fucking whole issue. The fact that a lot of people are going around online to fucking... It's probably says Elon Musk and Donald Trump Jr. are commenting on it. You can't tell me that it isn't amplified. I see that Iron Miles Chong guy fucking putting it down there. You know, the guy from... Uh, is he from Taiwan or whatever? The guy who does all the right-wing fucking propaganda. All the, 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 all the typical blue check mark types. All the typical... You know what I mean? And people are pointing out that a, pal that a Palestinian Muslim fighter... Um, um, his, uh, pro-Palestinian, uh, from speech was censored off the YouTube, uh, uh, videos and all that. They're banning flags and all that kind of shit. But the, 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 this is why par I, I partly feel bad for guys like Sean Strickland. Is like, you're being used as a fucking cog. And not only that, you're fucking gonna take a beating in your fucking head that Dana White is probably not even gonna help you with in the end. That's the fucking truth. Be a billion... Again, I was a billionaire cog. I was a billionaire token. You know what I mean? I, I can say that. Luckily, I fucking escaped that mindset, even though people try to lure me fucking back. Because, like, the ultimate plan is to fucking help me self-destruct. And since they can't acknowledge that they listen to my podcast, you know, they listen, people listen to this podcast, and they fucking start fucking, you know, uh, you know, uh putting more stuff on the list of, of why they fucking hate me. Bunch of, again, like, again, um, you know, um, one of the stalkers, the, the, one of my fucking stalkers trolls put a bunch of my tweets for, for far right-wing fucking people to have me on target, basically. Trying to put my life in fucking danger. So I can, I can understand why, you know, 
Like, like it's easy for me to fucking say because I'm a loose fucking cannon. But I can understand why Pollock had to dial it back, whatever, right? He, because again, listen, this is what this is what I think. Even though he had to, like, you know, take. I mean, I don't think that's an L, by the way. I think that's a fucking win. But people are gonna say, "Oh, this guy's taking an L. This guy's taking an L." He knows for the moment that while everyone's piling on him. He can just go, okay, fine, you know what, with a call, like, you know, I, I, rattled the, I rattled the whole base, whatever. But I bet you any money, his, his interview and his, his comment right there, his question right there, it's probably going to age a lot fucking better. Because when, when we do find out, in my personal opinion, that uh, some of these fighters are being given incentive. It's not a coincidence, even in WWE. It isn't as focused on on WWE, I wish it was. The fact that WWE is doing, you know, private shows for DeSantis. You know what I mean? And and so it just shows you, like, how cool they are with th- these fascist politicians. And it's not a coincidence that a lot of these people in the NXT have become QAnon-adjacent, very far right-wing, you know what I mean? They have to, uh, you know, you know, like, for example, like, they're put in, they're, put, they're cogs that are put into a fraternity type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, people, people are, are, are really pissed off about the fact that that Chris Van Villay guy, I don't know what his name is, I forget, he, you know, he seems like a decent guy, I don't know, like, you know, if he's a, I mean, he's a compromised guy, or anything like that, but he's interviewing Velveteen Dream, I don't know if it dropped yet or not, but, you know, like, Velveteen Dream was supposed to be a discourse character, and that's why, it's also what happens is, with the call, they put him through the initiation, they get him cancelled, and then they're still fucking lashing out because they're like, you know, mentally ill cogs in the system. And then when they're ready to make a comeback into the discourse again, it'll be that, like, you know, he got canceled and now, you know, he'll, he, it's like they'll welcome him back because he's bowing down to them. And now that I think about it, that's what all the fucking, you know, all that speaking out movement shit was as well. People that were initiated and they got exposed for it. And then that was their way of bowing down. So because, again, all I'm saying, I'm not saying you shouldn't be mad that Velveteen, if, if he's guilty of what he is doing, whatever, what, what he did. Because, again, like, they even muddy the waters and make it seem like it's more confusing than it is. So, like, you don't really know what the real answer is. Right? And they d- dumped a lot of the names for the speaking out movement. And people forget about some of these. Some people are forgetting about J.D. McDonough. Like, people are asking, oh, why you, you have Gable Stevenson um, wrestle, and all that, why you have Velveteen Dream coming back, and all that kind of shit, but it's like, they have J.D. McDonough, they have Austin, they have a lot of, I'm just saying, like, like, I understand the world that we live in, like, like, no one's pure at all whatsoever, but I just hate this notion that we pick and choose which people to get, like, to get piled on, basically, while the fucking people who do the pylons, and have this moral compass. They fucking don't want to be inconvenienced that fucking Triple H and Vince McMahon have covered up a lot of horrible fucking shit. We can't think that about Triple H, especially not now. Especially right, especially not WWE right now since The Rock, uh, you know, is a board board member, a board director on uh, on T and TKO basically. Again, I don't know anything of the business fucking shit. You know, you should go listen to you know Pollock. And Thurston, whatever, you know what I mean? Listen to post-wrestling about the whole business thing. I, I never really understand. You look at the symbolism of what I interpret, you know? I'm not saying I'm right. 
But it's definitely, like, you know, designed for him to, like, basically make it known that he's involved with this and now there's more of a chance that he will wrestle. You know, then and then some people some people tie tie in the past beef with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, like, oh, look, The Rock is, like, their boss now. Isn't it ironic they try to bury him? Like, that could play into it as well. You know, people can extract that anytime they need that. I think he finally got his name back, apparently. Which, again, has always been a recurring theme in his interviews. At least, like, he used to go viral with the Howard Stern shit. I remember, like, that came up in, like, you know, um, the uh, in the discourse a couple of years ago. And then I was, under, I was under the impression that I go, if they're bringing it up, that must mean that, like, there'll be something that progresses from this now where, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have it planted down in our memories of, of you know, like, this gets brought up here and there, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to end up happening with it, you know. And, and by the way, Joe Rogan is now name-dropping Pierre, that Pierre Polyvere, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, I don't know. But but the Rock was doing all kinds of fucking media. He was on he was on the first take with Stephen A. Smith. You know he's he's uh, ringing the bell of the fucking you know the stock exchange type of shit that everyone does. They give somebody a leash, free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want. And they can believe whatever they want. If and I don't think there's any. We had we had we had two. Gay women who fought in the co-main event. So he's gonna use, he's gonna use, he's gonna tokenize, you know, LGBTQ members, and I'm sure they could really. I'm I'm pretty sure you can. I'm I'm pretty sure being a free speech advocate, I'm gonna guess that you're allowed to say free Palestine or Black Lives Matter, or you know, d- d- don't erase trans people, don't ban books, right? You can. You can surely do that. Of course not. You can't do that. You can, of course. And they know they can. They they don't want free speech. All they want is an echo chamber, and they claim everyone else wants an echo chamber. They they project. You know, again, I'm not on anyone. I mean, I'm on people's. I'm on people's radar, but I'm not like you know for the masses, right? Most people are lurking when they're listening to me. It's probably people who lean right, you know what I mean? If people are going to hate listening to me, I might as well fucking trigger I know that means you're going to try to fuck with my computer like you always do. You'll try to spy on my fucking thoughts. You'll follow me around, try to scare me. You'll tell people uh, in public spaces to treat me like shit. I know, I, I, what they call people don't, and people think, and again, the best part about it is that for you, for the people that are doing it, it's all in my fucking head. You know, I can say all this shit. Just sounds like narcissism, right? But if I believe that other people are going through this, uh, even other cogs in the system have to pretend, deep down, they you know, again, deep down, people know that, you know, I, I could be 
a lot more right than what people are, you know, like a lot more right in the situation than, you know, that I am kind of wrong. I'm all right about everything, you know, but, you know, but sometimes I feel like I am and that's what makes people fucking nervous. But that just, you know, it pissed me off just seeing a bunch of people, you know, get in on, you know, shitting on uh, um, Pollock for asking a question for, you know, again, that's his freedom of speech. Sorry, you're not going to, you know, shake me on that one. But this is how triggered the, 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 their bit. I get for people that call other people triggered, you know. to fucking go with it. Yeah, so yeah, again, with the call, it's like, you know, big money move, a big business day for WWE with this TKO, especially now with this announcement. And again, CM Punk shills were trying to Make it look like, oh, look, CM Punk calls a WBD to one WWE rights. I mean, either either way, we're going to eventually get a forbidden door between WWE or AEW. Or at the very least, AEW is taking down WWE from within. That's going to be the narrative, I guess. But WWE signed a fucking deal, a next TV deal in 2025 with Netflix. So they're going to be streaming that live. See, with the Colts, this is going to be a way for WWE to become bigger. I I always wonder if it's going to, like, have all these big money deals happening and then some, some big scandal fucking happens because, like, you know, it feels like they have a lot of that happening where it will, like, basically crumble down where, like, they lose all, a bunch of stuff that they weren't even supposed to get or do they actually put it on Netflix and let it actually get fucking more mainstream again, because again that's a uh, you know a big platform that people people will use. So you know, and that's probably why they're starting putting that OVW show on there. You know, there's, there's always like some type of fucking deal. So now you know it's gonna be two thousand twenty five. I don't know what any of this means for like the business. Why I can't keep up with who like the key players are and all that kind of shit. People think that The Rock, I mean, The Rock might wrestle, but, you know, I can almost bet you this year also The Rock will probably, I mean, maybe not this election, maybe the, the next one, he'll try to run for president. By the way, somebody else put out uh, this thing, um, some, put, some guy named Fight Opinion put out right here. Ari Emanuel's UFC is a giant work. It's the biggest political shop and government contractor that combat sports has ever seen. 
I told someone in private last week that we're witnessing either agents or management or other outside forces nudging fighters into political remarks. Which is what, what, what I believe will be exposed. If Dana White's like text messages with other people <coughs> over other issues have been like kind of released, I bet you there will be a whole marketing thing to prove that those... And, and by the time they prove it, it's going to be too late. But right now they need to get their fucking moral little victories because they owned a fucking media person for asking a fucking question. A fair fucking question too. More than fucking fair. My personal opinion at least. But this comment, you know. I was looking at some of the comments in here. We'll see what ends up happening with it. This one right wing. This guy used to always. Uh, he has like the Bruce Willis thing, whatever. He used to always interact with me. He goes to the billionaire, um, just billion in revenue per year. Less than a few percentage points come from government, cities, municipalities. Like. Like obviously, like not a like obviously not officially, right? Like not officially, would it be, like oh, like you know, an obvious government thing? Because it's like oh no no, these uh, like this is what's paying for. It, but but there's a lot of under the table shit. Like there's a reason why it's gotten so political over the last several years in in UFC. The guy and and again, like I look at it even in a different view than. Limiting Dana White's corruption. I look at it like another guy that has, like, you know, like, you know, trained animals in his fucking sport to fucking, you know, fight and get their heads fucking knocked out, you know, knowing that, like, there's going to be, like, a predetermined victory from the judges or... Again, this is just my personal opinion. But, uh, you know, he, he knows, uh, he knows what he's doing. But it's gonna be, that's probably why WWE started doing stuff with Netflix for the documentary. <coughs> I still think, uh, you know, I, I still think the Saudis are gonna buy Endeavor. And I'll officially bring Vince McMahon back as a fucking character. People think Vince McMahon's actually fucking gone. That's the funniest fucking part. They would rather just keep saying that, but at their core, if he comes back, they'll be the same moral crusaders will bend down and uh, 
you know, like, oh, I guess, is, you know what I mean, like, yeah, because when you start noticing that these powerful people that get called out are not going to suffer any consequences for what they do, they are going to, you know, it, it just, people are like, oh, shit, the bad guy is winning, I might as well just join this fucking team. That's what it comes across as, at least in my personal opinion. That's how I fucking look at it, at least. And I'm not gonna take it online down. Cause once I get started, I go to town. Sorry. I got so many fucking notes, man. I don't know how I'm going to get through all of this shit. I really don't. But yeah, I, I, I want to say more about the Rock and TKO shit, but I just, I don't really know the business. I just think, you know, these things are maneuvered on purpose. You know? The Rock is really becoming corporate rock in real life now. I mean, he's always been corporate rock regardless. The guy's always been like a military fucking puppet. You know. You know, you gotta wonder how he and how he got information first about Bin Laden's fucking death. And being the one to preview it. But, you know, people don't want to ask questions like that. People don't, you know, again, because when it's other fucking fundamentals from other countries, then, you know, it's it's worth noting. It's, it's fucking weird. By the way, Okada is leaving, uh, of course, some wrestling shit. Okada is leaving uh, New Japan. Now, they're saying that it was unexpected. I, me, personally, whenever these people, whenever someone, someone like Okada makes, like, a, a move like this, is obviously, you know, it's supposed to have Discord. Because, again, if you, if you thought that it was supposed to be planned out on the surface, surely they would have had more of a fucking plan. I, I mean, listen, I, uh, I I didn't get to watch the, the current Road 2 show. But, the, I mean, the, him and, uh, you know, uh, Ishii and Tanahashi are defending their titles to, you know, uh, um, you know, to TMDK. So I don't know if he's going to lose that title or not, whatever, but we'll see, right? Maybe I'm fucking talking out of my ass by the time, you know, this comes out, like, oh, he did lose. But with the call, like, you know, people are saying that Kevin Kelly did some interviews as well about, like, like how to present him. And, like, what, and, like, you know what I mean? He's basically doing the real-life kayfabe shit. So there probably will be issues of why Okada left. Because it does seem kind of abrupt, even though, like, you know, you can see the writing on the fucking wall. And the thing is, you're debating if you go to AEW or WWE. I, listen, the thing is, I see them in AEW. I see them interact with AEW. And, again, I'm not saying that, you know, again, like, they have so many fucking guys they can focus on. I think, you know, for for a time being, he could fucking do some, uh, 
like a year or so in WWE. Like, you know what I mean? And he's not going to get treated. Like, I, I mean, especially. The thing is, listen, if they had to pretend like Vince McMahon was in charge, then yeah, of course, something bad will fucking happen, whatever, to exemplify it, right? Just like how TNA had to be the company that was like, you know, the villain on the internet. And, like, in, so since every superstar has to, like, do sports entertainment, uh, you know, they chose, the, 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 the system bookers chose TNA to be one of the, so it would always be like, oh, you see how they treated him, and now he became a huge star. It's like it was done on purpose for him to do sports entertainment, but they didn't want to probably do it in Japan, you know, and they did it in an American promotion, and then he built himself up, basically. The thing is, like, I, I again, with the call, like, you know, I was always more of a, t when I started watching, because his rise was there, right? And I thought it'd be like, I thought it'd be like WWE, kind of in a way where, like, you know, maybe they'll start moving, like, you know, it wouldn't be like, like, like you know, like, 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 it won't be more than, like, three or four years that, they, that they're pushing him as a main guy. They ended up, like, doing it for a long fucking time, whatever. But the thing is, like, I wasn't always so, even though I, I it wasn't like that I hated his matches or anything, I just, I just... Sometimes of his matches I just didn't fucking really get into sometimes until like the last bit of it. But like I, I but I admittedly I, I said that, you know, when he had that super long reign with the title that Omega ended. I but started liking I started liking him a lot more during that reign. And then afterwards he went back to like kind of like, you know I think kinda of like, you know, ringing it ringing it like you know, kinda of like, you know, reining it in. But the last like year or two, I felt like he's gotten his his character has become a lot more interesting. He's a lot more aggressive. He's kind of embracing kind of like at times being booed and all that. And he shows how vicious he can be, right? But there's always so much he can do in New Japan now, right? But again, like I said, because you know, like I said, maybe he should be the one that dethrones Gunther. Maybe I don't know. Either way, you know, him performing WrestleMania, I think he'll be protected. He'll get the AJ Styles treatment. I'm sure, like, you know, then after a couple of years, then they'll start, like, using him in, like, you know, sports entertainment segments. But people are always worried about week to week because people need to be there week to week. I don't think you need to be there week to week. And, and the thing is, like, you know, like, people know that's to, to be true. Sometimes I think they might exaggerate some injuries. Or have, like, you know, a hard-hitting injury, like, to, like, you know, en enough time where you'll be okay because you have the system advancements to, like, be on the shelf for a little bit so you get a part-time type of deal. Like, for example, like, like, like here's an example that, for example, big, what Biggie went through, right? That was fucking 100% fucking, you know, like, you know, real, that's legit. But maybe he's been fine for, like, maybe he's been fine for, like, you know, for, for, for a while and he's just, you know, biding his time. And maybe he's having time to just chill because he's earned his time to fucking chill. But because for some reason, you can't say that baby faces are going to have a part-time schedule. It's like they initiate you with fucking systemic fucking injuries. But, I mean, I want the guy to come back. But at the same time, the guy doesn't, you know, he's happy not being there also. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fucking, like, you know, go, okay... For our entertainment, you need to come back and fucking put your body on the fucking line. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself first. But I do miss the fucking guy. You know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know.
But we'll see where, you know, uh and then and then people were going with the angle that he went to AW Oh AW stealing talent. You know what I noticed? I noticed that I noticed that there's a lot of uh People who are like, you know, AEW show, their shows in general, right? And they, you know, are, you know, do, they become the anti-company type of, type of deal. They are now aligned with WWE again, right? Because CM Punk is there, because they're CM Punk shows, right? And it, this is my personal opinion. And then, and then, so, so now they feel more comfortable being allowed to call out, you know, Tony Khan because before they were, before they were covering up shit, that they're now calling out like the NDAs and all that kind of shit, because now they're working for WWE and getting perks off them. This is why I don't fucking believe in anyone. Uh, like you know what I mean? Like people can go through shit, whatever. But I don't believe in some people's fucking grift. Once I suspect that, like you know, there's a grift going on to basically act like you know, oh, I'm the you know, and mimic other fucking people's fucking act basically. Like, once I suspect that, then it's like, yeah, I don't really have to fucking trust you. And then they, and people, people get mad that you don't, have to, that, that you don't trust them. You don't trust them because they think that their opinion online is underground enough where you have to trust their opinion because it's online. They can't fathom the fact that what they call people can uh, know that what they call people are compromised. And a lot of CM Punk shills now are fucking doing that. Because now they're getting permission from WWE to shit on Tony Khan and his corruption. You know, then we gotta have fucking stupid fucking debates about oh, oh, can you believe Collision used to be so? Dude, it was four fucking weeks of uh, of Collision with like five members of the fucking roster um, in different variations of matches because they want because they because they couldn't get an Attitude Era reboot, so they opted to try a fucking SmackDown Raw rivalry. And it wasn't going anywhere. But this whole pro- this whole thing has been designed to make fucking money. People people online want to fucking oh the internet's only one percent of 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 opinions basically like no it really isn't. Why does everyone want to act like it's nineteen ninety fucking five? Because people want to think that the thing that they're po- posting on. That means like they're hundred percent. It's like oh, you, you don't want people to know that you're posting an establishment take on an establishment platform. So you now you have to download, downplay the fucking internet. I would say download the internet, but downplay the fucking internet. We have to put fucking stupid fucking narratives. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. And 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 now and now with the whole you know narrative as well is like, 
Because that that um, that wrestler Julia from uh, Stardom is go- might go in WWE. It's like the reason why she's going WWE is because the online narrative is, oh, Tony Khan and the people in AEW didn't think she was that good. So like now like they're passing off the fucking like already they're making Tony Khan the Vince McMahon with the inept booking, and inept fucking personality essentially. So now you gotta have to pretend that oh AEW so out of touch. With what's actual talent that they're, you know, trying to, uh, like, you know, pretend that they don't know that Julia's fucking good or whatever at, at, at this. And they obviously do fucking know. There's actual talk about Okada going to, uh, going to NXT. I don't know if that's true or not. Because, because, because nowadays, like, the basic, uh, the basic news might be true or not, right? But the other discourses about who's reporting, like, you know, Sean Rossap will say, oh, look, I, I'm not saying he's reported this one or whatever, right? Uh, I, I, I can't keep up with who reports who re- or reports what. But, some, but, but, but someone's like, oh, he's going to NXT. He goes, well, we didn't get that confirmed. And then there'll be a whole fucking war about who's reporting the fucking news. Blatu Ruse is going to be given a new fucking gimmick. That that dude, Brandon from New Jersey, who calls into Post Wrestling, he had a good joke where he said, uh, I guess his name is going to be Ford Focus. And I was like, fuck. Because I was looking up different, I was looking up different car, you know, different car makes and all that kind of shit from Ford, you know. But yeah, that's pretty good, you know. But I'm, I'm sure it'll be something, you know. I'm sure he won't get rid of black. Like he won't get rid of the tour. Like he'll still. Have, I don't know. With, with triple A names and all that, I can never fucking keep up with like what's what. That's like, that's like one of the reasons why I never want to get super invested into like you know the the the, the, the Mexican the, the the Mexico scene because already I would be fucking pulling whatever hair is left in my fucking head, figuring out who's behind this gimmick, how many times did it fucking change? Like, dude. I, I can't fucking have this brain power for that. I can barely remember fucking names. I can't remember fucking names. I can't remember all these fucking names. I mentioned already that Seth could be could, could be injured. I, I thought he might forfeit it. I thought he was going to forfeit it, and then the Royal Rumble was going to be for his title, maybe. I thought that was going to be like the big fucking surprise for the go-home show. I mean, I'll talk about it later when I do the Raw recap, but, you know... Seemingly, you know, he's going to fight through it, I guess. I don't know if that's like a kayfabe thing and they really have to take him out really for real, but I have no idea how it's going to happen. I don't know what the storyline is. It seems like they're pivoting to Co- Cody and and uh, and uh, and CM Punk as like the fucking, you know. Grayson Waller was uh, again like the, the, it, I I believe it was staged, but like I, but again like you know he's staying true to a pro wrestling fucking uh, mentality of like being on a talk show where he threatens to fucking uh, fight the host because they're disrespecting wrestling while L.A. Knight just sat there. It was kind of like they're reenacting like Vader and Undertaker basically. 
But like you know what I mean. But it, but it was it was all good fun. I'm not trying to say oh look it's a work whatever. But I mean it's I think it was obviously supposed to be a work whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not like you know what I mean? Like the, 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 like, the, the, the guy that was trying to like make fun of it. Or, you know, that Christian Waller, it wasn't the host, it was some other guy that came in that the host brought brought in, whatever. But he got into it with them, you know, and I thought it was a pretty, it was in Australia too, so. I'm surprised it didn't go all the way with it with like him getting arrested or something like that, you know. By the way, what they called the uh, ice train from WCW, he passed away at 56. RIP. I remember when I was like, you know, watching WCW before the NWO, or in, even like during the NWO when they first started. Like he was mainly with Scott Norton as Fire and Ice. They're managed by Teddy Long, and I actually liked the look of the tag team. I thought, you know, that's why I always say that when when I first saw Hobbs. Like, the way that, like, you know, I'm not saying he looks exactly like Ice Train, obviously, but he has, like, that kind of same type of build, but he's more slimmer and more, you know, but he but, but he has, like, that Hoss feel to him, really. But I always liked uh, Ice Train. I thought, like, the guy had potential and all that. But once Scott Norton went to the NWO, it was like, that tag team was done. And then I, I don't know what he did afterwards, because, again, I, I can't remember every single thing that happened, but I remember he came back as... Am I smooth or, or or whatever you know? And I kind of, at first I didn't recognize that it was him. I thought it was it was actually a no limit soldier guy that they actually hired, right? Because wasn't he used as a wasn't he used for the like was that somebody else? But you know I I but but again like it was a decent gimmick that was kind of over during a time when like the company was basically dying and shit. But you know it's it, it sucks that he's dead, you know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dude, this guy was better than I saw. I, I, I thought... Steam Park, here's a duck. Here comes Rick Steiner. He got him in mid Fine, I slipped Check out his music. He's, he's, he's been he was around even before 
like, you know, like, 95 and shit, you know what I mean? I, I, I started noticing him in, like, you know, like, 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 at least maybe 95, 96. Transfer has music. Transfer the mu oh, one second, uh Steve, hold on, hold on. Steve. Jimmy Hart really was on one, man. My smooth one. Hold on, hold on. This is not it. Hold on. You see, this sounds familiar too. Is it Car I just think it was Carlos Santana type of beat. When he was when he was uh, MI Smooth, he kind of looked like uh, um, uh, King, I forget what his name I forget what his name is now because he's on different shows. But you know, King of All Black from Howard Stern. He kind of like looked at him, looked at him a, a little bit, you know, when he was MI Smooth a little bit. I didn't. I didn't. Even, I didn't even get it. I didn't even get it till a couple, of, uh, like 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 a day or so ago. After him, I was dead. I, I I didn't realize that M I smooth is the M. Like you know, it's, it's M I and then smooth, right? But like, I didn't realize you could do the A M and an I smooth. That's uh, pretty. I didn't realize it. Did Jimmy Hart produced it that he probably like he probably heard it because around the time he did this, it was like the, the Carlos Santana would always have something on the radio, basically. So, but yeah, R.I.P. to the guy, man. You know, fucking sucks.
That's fucking, you know, I don't know. I mentioned on the last podcast briefly that Max Caster, like, when he, he called up Bully Ray, when someone said Bully Ray should come to AEW, and Max Caster said uh, Bully Ray had a lot to do um, for locker room etiquette or something like that, or to prove himself to the locker room, and then... And then it's clearly a fucking, like, work the way that Bully Ray, you know, kind of replied, like, oh, you young boys are, you know... The thing is, if it's compelling, I, I, won't, I, won't, I wouldn't mind it, but, again, it's like I have to see fucking Bully Ray on fucking, you know, my main television. You know, but if, they're, if, they, if, they, if they can go and they can do a tag team type of fucking, you know... Like, you know, you know, some type of revolution for the tag teams by having some of the past, you know, between the Hardys, Bully Ray and Devon and, uh, you know, Edge and Christian, you know, and then the current team that exists, maybe you can get something going. I'm not talking about, like, ladders and tables and all that, even though I, I think, like, like, you know, Edge and them would, like, you know, Copeland and all these guys would still do it, even though I wouldn't want that, but you can do something compelling without... Having to do tables, ladders, and chairs, and all that type of shit. Mm. I don't know. Balor's contract is ending after WrestleMania. I really predicted that he would have gone out and then and then kind of get a join it the ten the ten year anniversary of him creating Bullet Club. But I guess if he does leave, I guess it had to be like the close to the ten year anniversary of him signing with WWE. Because because now it's it's almost been ten years since you know that picture with Kevin Owens, Kenta. And Finn Balor, you know, with Triple H, essentially. You know, and, you know, I would love for him, I would love for him to kind of, you know, go to New Japan again and reclaim his fucking club and all that type of shit. I don't know. But who knows, he, he might just end up staying. Maybe we assume it, you know. Maybe they're waiting for me to fucking make him... Again, sometimes it's like they can't have me be right all the time, so maybe like there was a plan for him to leave, but maybe I kept pre- prefacing it that, oh, yeah, he's definitely leaving for the 10-year anniversary of Bullet Club. I had that one wrong. I'm not going to lie to you. See, I can admit that I've, I've, I've been wrong, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's no shame in it. I'm, I, again, I've been wrong about, you know, certain... Not that I'm wrong in an overall sense about certain things, but I've been wrong about, you know, things, you know. Especially with my predictions. Especially when I think so much outside the fucking box. I don't know. So then I might be ahead of people sometimes. I don't know. I'm just... This is the way it is, I guess. By the way, now what they're called, uh, uh, Punk is being blamed for being the one that got rid of the fucking rankings. The thing is, again, I think you can have some semblance of a ranking, but the way that they're doing them between the fucking, you know what I mean? Like, like, like now there isn't a darkened elevation unless you're going to count ROH as part of the fucking rankings as well. 
So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you just... It, 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 the thing is, if you're going to do rankings, then you need them for individual titles. Because, again, like, there's no... Like, if, if I'm a number one guy in the rankings, like, why wouldn't I go for the world title? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I just go... Like, why would I just go for the international TNT title? You know what I mean? Maybe you should have separate divisions for these titles. And then people can then go to different fucking divisions afterwards. Like being in the Intercontinental title division. You know what I mean? Like you, in both companies. Maybe you can do some semblance of, of, of some kind of ranking if you maybe do it per title, I guess. I don't know. But what does it really mean when the, you know, what, what, what does it really mean when, like, you announce the rankings and then a team that just lost their fucking titles on, 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 on your program are now getting titles for the other, you know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. John Cena says he's going to be retiring in three years. I, honestly, I, again, that's another one that I, I should have kept my mouth shut about this one. About how I thought, like, oh, he's definitely going to come to AEW in 2023. And we're definitely going to get John Cena versus Brian Danielson. Because they've done it 2003, 2013. Now you got 2023. So you can say they've had a match once every fucking decade. And, you know, that would have been, like, you know, I guess that would have been too on the nose. But, you know, I hope we ever... See, again, that's the reason... I would want to see Cena and Punk again. But that's a rematch I really definitely want to see is Cena and Brian. Um, but, you know, I don't think that'll happen. I, I kept predicting that John Cena might show up to AEW. So then I think he might actually just... I'll, again, but if he's... We did it for three more years, and I don't know. Maybe he's, like, doing a red airing. And he'll show up sooner or later, I guess. I don't know. Nick Nemeth is going to be facing Suzuki... At Windy City Ryan, which I'm, I'm gonna be, you know, I just, I just hope that uh, Nick Nemeth gets up, like, you know, what I mean, like, you know, like, 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 do what Moxie did, do a variation of your finisher, or come up with new fucking finishers as well. Don't just again, because that, that zigzag, or not even the zigzag itself, the the pay dirt too. I hate, I hate, I, I, I hate that shit. It's like the pay dirt, the zigzag, and the sling blades are like... It's like you have to be really good at doing those to do it. And sometimes it can work, whatever, right? But I just think, like, that's such a weak fucking finisher. He needs, you know, better... Like, like two more fucking... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, evolve it a little bit. That's just... I mean, this is me, man, but, you know. I just never buy into that fucking finisher. I can buy into, like, a leaping flatliner... The way that some of the wrestlers do it in AEW. Like, I, I, can, I can buy into what Swerve does, the rolling flatliner. But, like, a, a paid, like, a paid dirt and a zigzag. I, I never, I never like those fucking moves. I always said that Dolph Ziggler should adopt the fucking crossface chicken wing. But for some reason, he started opting to one of his other finishes before was the fucking sleeper hold. He would do that for a bit. And he actually kind of, like, m made it unique, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, made it, like, a credible thing for a bit also. But, you know, I don't know. 
He should definitely, you know, uh, you know, definitely have other fucking moves if he's gonna like, you know, have this other run with it. Cause again, like I, I, again, like I'm not gonna, like, I see in like fucking a bunch of New Japan guys, like you know, like you know, I see a bunch of New Japan guys take fucking ten times harder hits, and like you know, a bunch of other finishers, and I'm supposed to buy that someone's gonna not kick out of the fucking zigzag. Or as he's calling it now, the the danger zone. I don't know. By the the reason why I'm putting this in the wrestling section because I guess violent. I, I I haven't been paying attention to NWA. I skimmed through it, whatever. But I guess Violent J has been part of NWA. I don't know how much he he is really a part of it, but now it's become convenient to look at past songs. Of him making pedophile remarks, but now it's also so that people can be like, okay, well, maybe he's just being an edge lord because everyone's been an edge lord or whatever and all that kind of shit. But once you're like in the industry and you're famous and you're making those kind of things, like that's the energy you're putting out. That's probably what they're gonna book you as, because now there's like you know uh, there's like you know the discourse about um, uh, like some of these messages that he's been creeping on, you know, like you know. Little fucking kids and shit like that. But it's not like he's gonna go anywhere. Just, just, just solidify his heel run. They've been planting seeds for that for a while because the FBI did, uh, you know, label, uh, did label them, you know, uh, label the Juggalos uh, a terrorist organization, which means that they're part of a fucking faction, right? So you must be like, oh look, they're just targeting fucking regular fans. No, like some of these guys who are part of that fandom are employed mafia members. You know, I don't know. It's it's just weird. I don't know, man. I'm just uh It's eleven oh one AM. I'm gonna try to sleep. Maybe I'll come back for more a little bit. I don't know. I'll see if I if maybe I'll end up fucking staying awake. I don't know. Who knows? Some days it's like that. Okay, it's eleven oh five a.m. Still, you know. Might as well get through some of this other fucking shit. Um, so Marjorie Taylor, again, some of this infighting stuff, I don't really, you know, give a shit about it, but because it wastes fucking time, it's like, I automatically assume that whatever infighting is, is designed for one or the other to give in to something more right-wing anyways. So I don't know what Marjorie Taylor Greene's problem is with the Speaker of the House. What's the guy's fucking name again? See, this is how this is how fucking you know not so memorable these people are, as far as like you know charismatic character they're gone. You know what I mean? We just you know it's like so many different characters that get introduced to the discourse. You don't know who's who anymore, really. Give me one second. I'm gonna just let me play. I'll play Mi Smooth with it for a second. I gotta go to the bathroom quickly.
think it's Mike Johnson's the guy's name, by the way. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going over some of this really quickly before I just go and pass out for a bit. And then I'll come back and do the Raw and, you know, NXT recaps. I, I can't, I don't run down, actually. Hassan, you know, Jank uh, Uger's, uh, you know, um, nephew got in shit because he was doing PR for, you know, uh, some ho- for the Houthis. And, and, and by the way, you know, because again, because people, cause listen, what they're called, people are, are because again, because Israel, because you don't, like when you say Iran back Houthis, then you should definitely have to fucking say US, US backed Israelis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only fair if you're going to do that. And, and again, what they call people on the, the, the 2010s type of um, model was, okay, what they call the U.S. is fucking uh, ranting about these people, you know, about about the, about this group. So that must mean that, like, the people, the, like, those people, the, that specific faction is 100% legit, even though you feel for the actual citizens, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't feel bad for any of the fucking fundamentalists that are involved in this fucking, this, this, debacle, this debacle that's going on, the genocide. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because they, because, because they do other fucking shit. Like, you know, hold on a second, let me see. But, but of course, the 2010 mentality, people think it still ages well now, even though... Like, you're just, you know, arguing about other... And listen, this is not saying don't call out what Israel is fucking doing. You can definitely call it out. This is not saying... Just because you're calling out the Houthis doesn't mean that you don't care about the Palestinians. But but but, but it's laughable that that's coming from the U.S. When, like, you know, we, we everyone by now knows what kind of war crime and what kind of fucking illegal shit they fucking do. But you see, I'm I'm not looking at it from a country versus country aesthetic. I'm looking at it from, oh, the fundamentalists are getting shit fucking in gear so that with a cold more shit ends up fucking happening, basically. Uh, hold on a second. Somewhere here, um, are these 25 million food insecure um, Sudanese people causing a genocide in Gaza? This is what this leftward bound account says. Houthi missiles have far worse consequences. Itria is a comedy is propped up by fishing, farming, and mining exports. All of the. See, so while they might actually target. Some like in, in like oh in defense like you know seemingly for the pal for for Palestinian people, they'll do other fucking shit to basically you know what I mean because people are gonna defend what they're doing because the U S is already you know U S is bad obviously like like, like U S bad so everything else has to be fucking good apparently. The thing is like you can't talk to any Westerner, or on any media outlet, about oh, okay well if I want if I'm concerned about. 
like what the Chinese government's doing or what Russia government's doing or what, you know, Iranian government's doing. You, you, if you're like legit, like I'm talking about like you're legit concerned, you can't go on a Western, Westerner fucking show and talk about it because they will then have you fucking not say shit about U.S. fundamentalism. That fucking, that, that, that's aligned with probably a lot of these other, fundamental, other fundamentalists. They uh, practice it in other countries and, 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 and inject that into other countries, help fucking shit get worse, and they're like, okay, we can do this in our country as well. That's what some of these fundamentalists are fucking thinking. That's why you're going more into a fundamentalist direction. You don't, you don't think so because they're in a modern fucking way. You know, I, I I don't know, man. So he so Hassan got in trouble for that. Nothing will happen to him. He just you know he, he he's he's become again. This is why I didn't completely buy into him. Even when he and again, it's not saying he doesn't do good work either. You know, what I mean, he's like you know, uh, he's donated and fucking raised money for shit. So I get to mean, like I'm not shitting on the guy completely. You know, what I mean, he's a great area type of deal. But he does definitely come across someone. Even when they, like, when he was talking about, oh, he's concerned about trans issues, obviously. But then he's like, J.K. Rowling doesn't have any fucking power. She's just a celebrity. Dude, celebrities have a lot more fucking power than you realize. They have so much power that they're able to control the narrative that they don't have any much any power. So then if you get mad at them, you're like, you can't get mad at a celebrity. And then you have media outlets like TYT for a celebrity that they want to be fucking cool with. And because they, because they, because they have celebrities on their fucking show, you know what I mean, and they're close with some celebrities, they have to always like defend the celebrities. So like a bunch of people have to get fucking have to suffer because Annika Spirit and Jane Uger fucking want to hang out with fucking Whitney Cummings, because that's what they sell their fucking soul for. But I, I thought Jeff the Drunk was on uh, was on Tucker Carlson's show. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, but that's actually how Cat Turd looks like. Which is fitting. He looks like Jeff the Drunk. But, like, you know, like this is where you... This is where, like, some of these internet personalities are going to be going now to get propped up. You know, this is, this, is why, this is why they become the internet personalities they are. All these internet personalities are going to become, like mainstream fucking figures in it, you know what I mean? And the, and the guy looks exactly like what what I would expect, you know, like like, like Jeff the Drunk. Jeff Curl. I don't know. There was a viral video of some again. Whenever they claim that they, for anyone that's anyone that's black has to always be associated with Black Lives Matter from these right wing angles. So there's a video of a a black woman running over an NYPD cop. But you know, I always think that some of these fucking you know crimes are always and they find somebody from the aesthetic of a group of 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 of, 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 of a group. 
that is fighting for social justice and all that, and they go, you see, she's black, so that must mean she was Black Lives Matter. How do I know what her political ideology is? How do I know she's not being used as a cog to basically do... I mean, because, again, these, these feds would kind of fund that kind of shit to go on. If if it me if it because at the end of the, end of the day what's it called you know she, she she like like the officer will be taken care of who got kind of like, you know run over a little bit I think he's fine or whatever right but he'll like, you know what I mean like like, like they'll, they'll obviously fucking you know pay you know it's probably his initiation in but they had to use it in like oh look see this is Black Lives Matter pro Palestinian you don't know if she was pro Palestinian or Black Lives Matter but you're gonna assume. Because, uh, you know, there's, like, you know, a vitriol against the police from, like, you know, that, 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 that you know, but it's been there for, it's been, since forever. But, like, in recent memory, it's been from the whole, you know, George Floyd thing. So now, any, again, like, like even in, in, in Wisconsin a couple of years ago when they're, like, oh, this black dude uh, ran over, you know, a people in a Christmas parade, you know, the Black Lives Matter person. And I don't even know if the guy identified as a Black Lives Matter person, but, like, how do I know the fucking guy is actually with them then? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any... You, again, because they would rather make it make it seem like these, these, these quote-unquote criminals get off because, like, oh, claims of systemic racism and all that. But how do I know billionaires aren't fucking funding Arkham Asylum weirdos to be out there to fucking commit crimes? That's how I see it, at least. There's more detail about the whole Uvalde thing from the Department of Justice. And it's like, people who are, like, in the media, who pretend, like, again, I'm not saying that there isn't shootings that go on every second of the fucking day. I understand that. When it's promoted mainstream media ones, there's something... Definitely orchestrated about them, but the right wing will only call out that it's orchestrated by Democrats to take away your guns, and because the Democrats don't entertain conspiracies, right? They'll just blindly say we gotta have gun control. We have good, and again, I'm not saying that isn't an issue. I'm not saying you shouldn't fucking you know, um, like you know, put stricter gun laws for so people can't get them easier. But then. Because the right wing already has carte blanche over the conspiracies. And they've been warning people. Like I said in 2011. When Alex Jones said. There's going to be a lot of mass shooting that are going to get promoted. And then. And, he goes, and they're going to do this slowly. Before trying to take away your fucking guns. And even though I don't own guns. I'm like wow this is like. Seeing something he predicted is coming true. I'm like this is, this is wrong if this is what's happening. You know what I mean? But what I come to realize is that, like, you know, with the cult, people don't want to be conspiratorial. But at the same time, it's like, if these things are orchestrated, it could be orchestrated by the right wing to make to, to basically make it seem like... Because the right wing will always pretend like they're a part of, like, you know, calling it a conspiracy. So that they can advocate for more guns, basically. So they make it seem like it's being done by the Democrats. That's the way I look at it, at least.
you know. I don't know, man. Are you talking about DeSantis dropping out? And the, and the other part of the discourse is like, this is always planned for Trump to be, like whoever, whoever the, the nominee is, it's always planned for Trump to be it. So now it becomes like a whole, oh, did you know DeSantis and um, Ramaswamy and Tim Scott are all like sucking up to Trump? Can you believe they're doing that? No, they actually, you know, they dominated the airwaves with their candidates and their rhetoric. And they helped, even though their campaigns didn't fucking pan out, they still all had the same fucking themes, essentially. To advocate for more fascist ideas while pretending it's free speech. So, like, I don't buy into the infighting. All this is prolonging the inevitable of what the elites fucking actually want, which is Trump in office. And this time you'll come back stronger as a personality and, and credibility to, not to me at least, to the people that are following him. To make it seem like he overcame a lot. So now he's more powerful. And he'll have... And because like he's been targeted. Or see like he's been targeted. He'll have just cause to do what he fucking wants. The guy's doing Hitler rhetoric on his speeches. It won't mean... But the thing is, fear-mongering about Trump. It won't mean shit now currently. Because Biden is in office and the same fucked up shit's happening with him there. Like four people in the four Supreme Court votes were for keeping the razor wire at the border at the border thing. They they got it in favor of removing it. I'm sure they'll still fucking do underhanded shit. How's that going to stop them? But that should be disturbing to a lot of people that, you know. I don't know. Mr. Beast is now being shit on because he did, uh, he made like, uh, over 250000 for his video that on Twitter. I don't know what the whole thing was, but, like, it was obviously juiced views with unlabeled ads. And they had, like, a bunch of white supremacist type of, like, you know, Prager U type of shit. I think, I think Matt Binder was hosting Mr. I wrote about how X seems to be juicing Mr. Beast's video video views through unlabeled ads being served over and over to users. Elon Musk appears to have seen my article, at least the headline, and claimed X is not doing that on his knowledge. You know, I don't know. 
the source right here put over here the closest thing that X or Elon Musk have gotten to mainstream win since turning Twitter to Hitler's bunker is Mr. Beast agreeing to test out content upload on the platform immediately prager you and every far right asshole begin flexing about how they can advertise on it. I mean, people are looking at it like he's like exposing something, whatever. But the reason why he got paid probably is not because of the views, but because uh, he's probably going to be a far right wing agent. This is going to end up fucking happening. Like he put out a thing goes, um, how much revenue do you think my post here with 124 million made? You know. So people think there's going to be infighting between them too, but none of this infighting ever, that is ever really real to me. Crazy man, I don't know. This is why I don't look at my fucking timeline. Just look at my fucking at mentions, and nothing uploads because no one's messaging me. You know what I mean? Someone might favorite one tweet. I might look at different accounts, but I'm never looking at what the ads are now on my phone. Because again, it's all fucking shit shithole ads. That's what it is, bro. That's what it is. Speaking of ads, Jimmy Dore is doing. Pre- J- Jimmy Dore started doing precious metal ads. It's it's like it's like one of those it's like one of those things where you're like, oh my god, can you believe Howard Stern became Imus? But like like that's a gimmick. But it's like eventually everyone does those type of fucking ads. Let me see how some of them. You know, let me see. Um... called uh you know so he's already he's already defending moms for liberty so you know you can see how far he's gone down the rabbit hole 
I'm looking at the post left watch thing because they already have that shit here. Like, like for some reason, like okay, like you can point out where some people who are on the left are who say they're on the left, what they're called, are saying stupid shit. But like post left watch, like going, oh, like you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote fucking Jackson Hinkle because he's wearing sunglasses. Like, dude, just just do just just do, do your job. You know what I mean? He's getting carried. This guy, whoever this person is, is getting carried away with the smell of their own fucking farts. You know, I don't know. Just tell people once again, give that number a call if you're thinking about your retirement. I never did until I started the show and I turned 50. I never thought about it. And where to put, you have to put your money somewhere or else the tax man takes it, right? So if you don't put your money somewhere, it just goes right to Uncle Sam. Then Uncle Sam sends it to Ukraine. And I don't want that happening with my money. And so um, I started to put it into retirement funds and these people can help you put it into uh, something that's not associated with Wall Street, that is not associated with a dollar that has the value uh, 2.5 cents as it was in 1971. It's, it's a precious metal, which makes a lot of sense. I'll just tell. Some of the more skeevier people have promoted precious metal. That's why. I don't know if any of legit, you know. But this is what Alex Jones used to promote. And then he's also a Bitcoin guy Bitcoin. too now. Uh, because I like that it's blockchain. Uh, so I'm going to do that. So I'm I'm not telling people to put I bet you money he... anywhere or do anything. I'm telling people, talk to somebody who can help you make a decision, give, give you the information that you gave me. And everything, like I said, everything you said to me had an impact. It opened my eyes to things. It, it, and then uh, just this last week, in, in Maui, I talked to one of the top financial guys, and he validated everything you said. And so I would encourage people to call Colonial Metals, right? And Colonial Metals is an advertiser on the show. You'll get to talk to Paul or someone like Paul who can explain all this to you, how you can take, say, say you already, so I already had my money in 401ks that were connected to the, the, the Wall Street <clears throat> And you can show people how to get it out of there. He doesn't even believe yeah, what he's fucking peddling. It's very simple. We'd love to help. We have a, we're a big company, and everyone I'm blessed that works with us uh, has their first priority in listening to the people we're talking to on the other end of the line. We want to hear what it is you have questions about. There's no dumb questions. Um, I want to put some of my money in Bitcoin. Hmm. What's it called? Um, I'm looking. I forget, I'm looking at the post on the Howard subreddit. Someone compiled. I guess some anti-vaxer, because there's some, a lot of anti-vaxers on the Stern subreddit. They so because Howard is now promoting vaccines, so now people are pointing out. And again, these clips they sound familiar to me from the 2008, 2009, or even maybe 2007, 2008. What it is, and those different times that they're talking throughout the news time when they're doing the news. 
they were talking about vaccine stories. And we're how we're how we're responsible by saying I'm not advocating for it, but goes oh, I'm not getting a fucking vaccine. And I know, I, like I said, I know around that time where like I felt like because I, I I was really fucking naive, right? Uh, I thought because people people are calling out George Bush that it symbolized that people are now kind of calling out like any type of like evil thing that exists. And I noticed that, like, Jim... And I, I thought, like, I noticed Jim Carrey and uh, Jenny McCarthy were promoting, you know, like, you know, vaccine... Like, I, I never took it as, like, oh, all vaccines and all that type of stuff. But I remember thinking to myself, oh, because Howard is probably saying it, that like, he's not getting it, whatever. Maybe, like, some of these vaccines might might not fucking be it, whatever, and all that. So I, I those, those, those the clips that were posted... Like sound like you know what I mean it sounded very fucking familiar, of of it's like deja vu and I was like this is probably some of the stuff that I was like, seeping in my fucking head when this conversation because again it's, 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 it, they started pumping this conversation where it became like a discourse topic in in the in the early two thousand tens like late two like late late two thousands like you know two thousand eight two like two thousand seven two thousand eight two thousand nine I remember like, there was a big argument on Facebook. With like someone, someone I knew from like high school, that I didn't really speak to as much. But he was arguing with someone that I was friends with about why it's important to get vaccines and why. And, and, and you know what I mean. And I, I just I thought like you know, I don't know. But 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 again, so people are using that as an example of like, oh, you see how the hypocrite about the whole fucking vaccine thing. Because maybe he's gonna reveal that you know maybe he didn't take the vaccine or that you know he's gonna start complaining that he took it and he took like you do the Bill Maher thing where he's gonna be like, oh, I took it, but you know what, man, I'm regretting even taking it. And he's gonna advocate for. You start advocating for people, like, people are going to be like, oh, shit, I shouldn't today because now he's opened it up. Because now they're going to think that him taking it was the agenda. Where, but, but like, you know what I mean? But, like, it was, like, designed for him, like, to me, in my personal opinion, it was designed for him to basically kind of get the credit for taking it and advocating for it. Even if he's a generalized everyone who isn't taking it. And then, you know, so then people already have, like, they, they think that Howard represents all liberals or, like, all left people that are fucking, you know, like, saying vitriolic shit towards people that are not vaccinated. Even though, the, like, I understand, like, I'm talking about regular people, but I understand, like, there might be some reasons why they can't medical. Or, you know, maybe, you know, again, dealing with, like, what people have dealt with, people might not trust. I, I, I like, like I, I, can under, I can understand that, but the people who, who get in the front lines about this are definitely being paid to fucking advocate for not taking it. So much so now that people are not even trusting other fucking vaccines that, you know, could save your fucking life. But the fact that people are bringing that up, that, you know, it might exemplify that Howard, you know, still has that kind of fucking feeling, I guess. You don't care. You don't
don't know, man. They're gonna keep, uh, you know, they're, they're gonna keep this feud with Trump and DeSantis going because now DeSantis is like, oh, like people, um, other politicians want to pay Trump's legal bills, even the one where he's like, uh, you know, um, being ch- uh, charged with sexual assault, whatever. It's like, just, but but DeSantis has to be like, oh, the, the like, you know, even though he dropped out, they're gonna keep this fucking feud between them fucking going. Where what they're called, you know, DeSantis is gonna like, you know, um, go not on my watch or paying for that type of shit. So they they constantly have to make it seem like uh, they constantly have to make it seem like uh, um, you know they have to uh, make it seem like um, I'm not trying to fucking say here. Like, they have to make it seem like they're still at odds with each other, I guess is what I'm trying to fucking say. At least it's my train of thought. By the way, what the cold... This is an obvious stunt by Carrie Lake, but... It's like, oh, leaked footage says that people are trying to keep Carrie Lake from running for office. You know what I mean? And it gets propped up by, like, Benny Johnson and the other fucking right-wingers with blue check marks. So, and, and because it's supposed to be leaked, it's like, oh, it's not supposed to, again, this is like, you know, how, how, like, a lot of people who pretend to be online media heads fucking pretend like everything they say is 100% true. Oh, by the way, this is some, some of the Violent J stuff right here. Four? That's it. Put one, one in front of that Marie, four. Marie, yeah. 14, and we can talk. Keep going. Okay. This is right there. This is him defending pedophilia, apparently. In his defense. All for night. This is serious. 15-year-old girls. There's some 15-year-old girls that are 15-year-old girls. See what I'm saying? There's other 15-year-old girls that are stacked banging that look like they're 19 and, and act like they're 18. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but... The, but, but in other countries, there's girls that are 15 years old that are married with three... Jesus Christ, dude. Are they- Perky, or do they sag already at oh, 16? Oh, yeah, they're perky. <laughs> oh, they're perky. Okay, they should be until about roughly 25, maybe. Yes, enjoy that. they start to drop. Oh, I love them. We play with them all the time. Oh. <laughs> um, I think he added a little plate. This is like, you know, this is to be like a shock jock thing to do, basically, because how are strangers do that kind of shit? So this is showing fucking, you know, text messages he's sending. I'm not saying your hands, whatever. I'm saying you've seen your your fair share of penises, am I right? Well, not exactly. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, this is obviously designed, I mean, revisiting old edgelord stuff that you said. But, like, apparently, like, he still had, again, I just saw this, uh, in my bookmark, I saved it, whatever. Just I thought I had to check it, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. 
Let me see. The, I'm gonna look at the Carrie Lake audio. Let me see how fake that was. And people actually, you know, again, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, people, people on the left, people who say the left don't want to, like, you know, you could be conspiratorial about this and assume that, you know, this could be. Hold on a second right here. A number of which I can be bought. That's <laughs> what it's about. You can take a pause for a No. Let me go right back to what No. 10 million, 20 million, third, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even... Anybody would think this is so. It's it's her and this guy claiming that, but it's not the actual fucking bribe itself. I guess I thought that you know. I guess you know the fact that they're trying to pass this off is like it's another. Uh... Like, you know what I mean? People, again, people think that because online that you weren't supposed to know about this, but it's like, yeah, come on, you know. You know, I don't know. Uh, let me go over, again, I got a bunch of, uh, I got a, oh, what's it called? Yeah, there was violence at a fucking, uh, a Trump rally, but but by the way, Trump uh said this about like you know hold on a second let me see he compared himself to pedophiles in church okay he he's the one who did this but it's a little bit like the police so you have a rogue cop you know what a rogue cop is very seldom but you have bad people you have people no matter where no matter what in the church you have some people that aren't so good right. But you have people, a rogue cop or a bad apple, whatever. And what they do is they make it so that you catch, so that it can't happen. And therefore, everyone else is allowed to commit crimes, murders, like at levels that we've never seen before. No, we're going to have to do this immunity for the president. If you have a president that doesn't have immunity, he's never going to be free to do anything because the opposing party will always indict him as soon as he leaves. the. But he barely made a comparison, you know. But it's like at this point he doesn't fucking give a shit because he's gonna get away with whatever he's gonna fucking get away with. But there was like you know like a uh, somebody that was anti-Trump at this at this at this rally apparently, and then like he kicked him out. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm again I don't want this to fucking happen. But I'm telling you we're like like it wouldn't shock me like this year is a year where like he actually fucking actually gets a fucking somebody in the. Who's protesting him to get shot? I, you know what I mean, like, and, and that will be the Homelander fucking moment. So they will do the predictor fucking programming. People won't be, you know, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane, and people that and that's gonna really make people really fucking side with them. Some people might be might you know, and also Pierre um um P, Pierre that P guy or whatever I can't say his last name. There was also he he laughed at violence happening to somebody who was uh, pro like some Croatian guy. Let me see, hold on a second. 
Let me see, hold on. So not not Croatia. I I, I could have sworn that, that, that it's uh in Quantikilum uh, or something. I don't know. Oh no! Oh yeah, a a a a a man. Sorry, not Croatian. I thought that was. <laughs> Let me see. So yeah, what's it called? Uh, this is what they're normalizing, man. This is gonna get fucking nuts. It's gonna get fucking insane. You know, I don't know. By the way, I, I think the site Pitchfork might be dead. I don't know. People are, like, again, it was, like, a, a post on hip-hop. Uh, the thing is, like, you know, like, it's like, like, like every other outlet, you know, it had credibility for a second. Pitchfork's being folded under GQ. So like a bunch of publications are also like you know like like uh, Sports Illustrated laid off a bunch of, and and then of course whenever like anything happens we're like oh like Sports Illustrated went woke that's why they're kind of laying off employees like everything has to always be about wokeness, because they put like someone that was like overweight on the cover one time or something like that. Another guy that was, again, this became like a, because uh, um, uh, Lance Archer, I totally forgot that this guy is like a right winger. That doesn't surprise me. But like, you know, he's making it seem like this guy CJ Stroud, some, I guess, a football player. He thanked Jesus. And in the one broadcast, it was edited out, the Jesus part. And another one, it wasn't edited out. And then people online think, oh, look, they're trying to edit and try to censor. Uh, you know, it's like, again, like, try to make it seem like Christianity is under attack. When it's like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's another added thing for them to go, look, they're, they're trying to censor. And and, then Bull and Bully Ray actually fucking replied to this as well, to Lance Archer's tweet about, like, Lance Archer's like, I don't care what your what your take is on free speech. This person didn't do anything wrong. It's like, yeah, dude, I, I I don't care if he thanked Jesus. That's cool if he wants to do that. No one's fucking censoring him. You guys are just promoting it. That's that's why a lot of you wrestlers are fucking cogs in this fucking game as well. You guys, I like like you know, what I mean, like you, you guys will call every like Bully Ray and them will call everyone else fucking soft. But this, at the same time, they're getting, oh my god, I'm gonna go nuts over this fake fucking viral fucking story of, of like, religion being censored. Like, no one's censoring fucking religion. There's always something going on with gamer, uh, with with gamer discourse. 
I mean, listen, it's, it's in every fandom, whatever, all this problematic shit as well, but it's, like, another reason why I'm glad I probably was better off not getting into the gamer stuff. I don't need another, I don't need another fucking fandom where, like, horrible shit's happening because apparently the anti-woke gamer, um, what, what is it, geeks and gamers, uh, you know, they're, they're always doing the anti-woke, woke stuff, you know what I mean, apparently, but, like, apparently they got, the mod on the subreddit got exposed as fucking grooming a fucking teenager. I mean, this shit's all horrible, but, like, it's like, you know, uh... It's like this other rapper that I didn't know existed, and I only know he existed because he's getting cancelled for um touching uh, uh underage girls in the Walmart and then you know that and then DJ Vlad and that 1090 Jake guy fucking are like going oh look we're just only looking at the arrest and all that but it's like these guys are designed to fucking do this kind of shit for the discourse and the fucking entertainment dollar so that you go, so that you look make it look like oh look we're just analyzing stuff that just fucking ended up happening but this, but, but, but this fucking DJ, this 109 old Jake guy, he's like the biggest fucking fed informant I've ever seen in my fucking life. People think YF and Lucci is like, you know, I'm sure that'll become discourse too about him. I'm sure they'll come up, I'm sure he'll have uh, paperwork of YF and Lucci, um, you know, maybe snitching because he was supposed to do 10 years in prison. But he got, um, uh, he got fucking, like, he's doing three and a half months in prison, and then the rest of the time he's gonna be on probation, or something like that. You know what I mean? Some of these celebrities, like, you know, it's making, it's either making it obvious that they, they bow down to a right-wing power figure to get that kind of deal, or, like, they're, like, it's gonna be discourse about them snitching, basically. In order to, if I'm judging it by regular rules of how somebody could get that, you know, By the way, what was it called? Uh, like, you know how, how I've been saying that they'll use current celebrities to, like, do some of the fucking, you know, ritual or, like, you know, go through some of the fucking shit that others went through where it wasn't fucking as obvious, whatever, right? So, so what's it called? Like, you know how I've been saying that some of these celebrities that go to prison, some of them might have country club prison or they might have, like, a... A whole section where, like, you know, they're like, 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 they have enough connection where they can have their own, like, little freedom where it won't be as bad. And the thing is, like, I'm not advocating for Blueface to have, like, horrible conditions. I just wish other regular members of, of society that have been put there um, were able to have that kind of, like, you know, that that luxury of, like, if you, if you can do it for one rapper, then you can do, you, you can have human decency for other people that, you know, because again, you're putting these people in horrible conditions, you're not letting them fucking rehab their mentality, you're fucking making them fucking worse, right, so to me, by exemplifying that, that just shows me that some of these celebrities that have country club, or they have favorable conditions, where it's like in different sections of fucking prisons, like, you know what I mean, the aesthetic is, you know, they're in prison, or whatever, right, 
but like for different aesthetic, whatever, for different, like if you're in hip hop, like a lot of your, like, you know, um, a lot of your, like, punishment will have to be something that, like, you know, that adds to a stereotype. If you're somebody, but there's other ways for them to, like, punish you or, like, take something from you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, with Jimmy Snooker, for example, right? Like, I believe that there is, like, you know, car, karma type of fucking shit. And if he got, if he truly got away with something like that, it felt like he, like, he didn't do jail time, but he basically got fucking punished by being in that kind of fucking pain and being that sick for that long. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that's a fucking, you know, a cakewalk, but people only see it by what's on the aesthetic and, like, law and, like, people don't think that there's actual, other ways, like, mafia-level ways behind the scenes that fucking can, like, you know, that's why I, I, I say what they call, like, you know, when, when you say you're worried about criminals, but it's, like, a bunch of, like, you know, a bunch of them in the higher positions are doing ten times fucking worse, and, like, you know, and, and they're probably helping organizing a lot of the fucking one that's on the fucking street, but, like, people don't ever ask how they can rehabilitate themselves, Right? It has to be, like, you know, something that you do for people that are being cogs in the fucking game. And 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 they keep promoting... Like, there's one viral video of some guy from Baltimore that's, like, uh, uh, admitting that he fucking has killed so many fucking people. And you know what I mean? And it's like, you're boasting... And, then, and so then, because you think everything on social media is real, in the sense that it wasn't orchestrated. It's like, to me, it's like, they know he did it and they could arrest him. But it's like they would rather have him put out there so they go, oh, look, see, another guy that did horrible shit and he just snitched on himself, basically. That seems to be like the fucking, you know, the the, the, the entire fucking, you know. That, that seems to be a lot of the fucking discourse, really. Like, even, like, even when Cam, like, again, whatever there's a residual shit going on, because Cameron's comments and, like, that media outlet, what was it? Like, it was, like, what, what was it 60 Minutes, right? It was something else where he was talking, they were talking to him about snitching. And he was talking about how he wouldn't snitch and all that kind of shit. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, I can understand him in, his, in the mafia world that he is in, obviously. But, like, regular citizens, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have, like, you know, that code or anything like that. And, you know what I mean? But at the same time, if, like, like, if, if you're someone that does, like, you know, let's say snitch or whatever, it's like the police are not going to protect, like, regular fucking citizens. They'll protect the fucking celebrity. But to me, it feels like by this being brought up, they'll probably be... Like, it just feels like now, like, a lot of the discourse is... Because we because for so long, people have harped on, like, no snitching rule and all that kind of shit. There's always been discussion about it. Now it seems like everyone who, you know... But the thing is, like, it's only, like, the rappers that get thrown in the bus. I can bet you any fucking money that a bunch of fucking comedians, uh, wrestlers, and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like, other politicians... Like, a lot of them are fucking connected to feds and their snitches as well. Some of the cogs online are, like, to me, like, you know, people that are being blackmailed by fucking the fucking right-wing feds to fucking go online and fucking be regressive. People don't understand, like, in my personal opinion, because you look at what's on television of how the FBI is portrayed, and they make it seem like they're inept, and it's like, run this kind of way, but you don't see that they're part of the entertainment dollar, or the entertainment, la- they have an entertainment liaison, basically. People have always hinted at that. That's why, like, a lot of this fucking discourse 
around fucking what DJ Vlad and Adam22 do. It's like it's designed to make it seem like oh they're just documented, but it's like to me it's like you know they probably have entertainment dollar of of people that they can make money off of before like they basically send them to jail for whatever. They could just send the person if if the because again these people know these people committed a fucking crime in general, but it has to be seen like it's like their fucking fault for doing it, even though they're being put in that position to do it. Just my personal opinion, of course, right? You know, I don't know. Did I, where would I put it? Uh, I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna make Doja Cat's bro. I don't know if he was famous before this, but it was a cold. He has gone. I I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was uh, like. Uh, like I don't think it was recorded or anything like that. But apparently, uh, this Doja Cat's brother, the, the their mother had to get a restraining order against him because uh, he uh, he he punched Doja Cat and knocked her teeth down. You know. Knock her teeth out, whatever. But it feels like a way for him to be introduced into the discourse, so I'm sure there'll be some problematic fucking shit going on over there. Because they, they have to make everything regressive. Because, like, Attitude Era. And abusing, also abusing mother, you know. I don't know if he did this recently, but, you know, like, you know, but she's falling for it. So that once, you know, but it's like, this is how you become a discourse character. This is like your debut. As like, you know, you know I mean? Like, you know, God forbid you make a fucking debut by just, you know, doing something decent. But like, this is how you introduce people to the discourse. So I'm sure he'll become more of a fucking character as we move on. You know, I don't know. I, I think this Cuddy and Lupe beef was, like, kind of, like... Because Lupe doesn't seem like somebody that legitimately fucking wants actual... Like, you know what I mean? Not like, oh, he's scared or anything like that. He seems like he doesn't take that kind of stuff seriously. He seems like... Wait, but I guess, like, it's supposed to be building up from, like, 10... Like, uh, like when Kid Cuddy first started out, that he was, like... Uh, he thought Lupe Fiasco and the, uh, him would... Uh, like, he thought Louis Fiasco and other rappers would make fun of him for having for working the job he's working. I don't think anyone's going to make fun of him in the 9 to 5. The last thing I really remember from a Kid Cudi and Lupe thing was Kid Cudi was making the accusation that Lupe was screwing over his fans um, for charging 500 bucks for a verse. And I don't think that was... Rep- and I think that the whole thing was... 
that you're kind of fucking his money up by saying that he's doing it to fans when he's actually doing it to other aspiring artists who... Because, again, if somebody, if an aspiring artist is asking for his feature, then I think $500 is pretty fucking fair to have Lupe Fiasco on it. I don't think that's a fucking unreasonable at all. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like you know, having some... But, I, but, but like, Lupe went at him for a bit online. I forget what it was completely. But like, but 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 like, but but it's like they basically made made up afterwards. Basically, you know what I mean. Like, I, but I but Lupe like, Lupe has always been one of these internet trolls as well. So it it wouldn't shock me if like it's supposed to be one of those obvious fucking works. I I, I don't really have like you know again I have no idea what it's you know. Let me see. I don't know. Let me see. Uh... At a vape store. What is a vape? I mean, he he seems too embarrassed to be working at a vape. Oh, it's clothing. See, this is how fucking... I thought it was like something to do with vape or something like some type of... I don't know. Again, I'm I'm not fucking you know uh you know uh as far as fashion you know fashionably you know I mean I I don't know what what the fuck this what what it means. See what what one of his teams is tweeting. He goes, "Kid Cudi, the bitch continues to be a bitch. Ain't nobody fitting and bring um." Bringer used to work at Beef Store to diss his bitch ass for having a regular job before he was a famous bitch. It just seems like a decade type of deal, you know. I, again, with the call, but see, I, I have no idea if this is like you know legit, you know. Because again, a lot of this could be like a work. It doesn't seem like it's really, you know. I think, I think they made up now. You know what I mean? There was again, little Yachty was on a song, and I guess they got promotion for little Yachty being on it. Because so then the guy has to, the guy who was like new or like not as known has to shine because now you got to make a Megan the Stallion diss. You know what I mean? And it's basically just a troll and to get, like, you know, like, engagement farming because, like, now you'll have, like, you know what I mean? It's probably, it's probably like a marketing thing, you know what I mean? And then Little Yachty will get heat because Little Yachty with the call was in on it with, uh, you know, like, you know, he's... You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that one goes. I, I'm just going through some of the ones I tried down the last couple of days. I know I've been, like, you know... I've done, like, I've done almost four hours almost of fucking just discourse. And this is why people won't listen to my podcast, because, you know... I, again, I know I'm, I'm, it's, it's late in the podcast already, 
But, you know, like, you're not obligated to fucking listen to everything I fucking say. You know what I mean? This is just to clear out my fucking mental space. And workshop stuff in my head to say out loud so that I feel confident when I go and do some open mic. You know what I mean? Sometimes I keep my mouth shut for, like, a week before I go back in and I have so much in me. I don't know what to fucking say, you know? Michael 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 Lohan is feuding with uh, Meg the Stallion because she became like I guess like she's a, I don't know if she's like the face of a uh, Planet Fitness or whatever the fuck it is but he was complaining because Lindsay Lohan used to be kind of the fucking the like you know the 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 ad for it or something like that and he's comparing her to I mean this, I think Lindsay Lohan is beautiful but I mean Megan the Stallion is fucking very fucking beautiful man I don't know. But at the same time, so, but but then again, like, you know, it's like, he knows he's going to get dunked on because he's, like, another discredited fucking character. I, I think he causes controversy to, 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 to then promote the new Mean Girls movie, which he didn't fucking, he said, don't check out that trash, which, if Michael Lowen's saying it, then that, like, it's, it's like, it's still an advertisement for it, you know, still an advertisement for it. That's how I look at it, at least. You know, it's, it's like, you know, so, so now he's a discourse character. I mean, I mean, I guess once you become a discourse character, you're always going to be a fucking discourse character. The Twitter villain of the day and stuff like that, you know. Because people are pointing out obvious shit about the guy. Alex Baldwin got indicted um, for other uh, things. I, I, I always think that what they're called, like, this is a situation where... Like if if he was a Trump if he was a Trump guy and because I can believe that people are actually helping Trump, it's a lot more right wing than people think, right? I I think with the call like you know with the call it's like people get in trouble and then this is gonna be their way of like okay well if you don't want to stay in stay in prison or if, if you're gonna do prison time whatever. Um, you know what I mean? Then what they're called, then you better bow down to me. And I feel like, uh, unless there's going to be some other mystery that, like, there's something that was, like, like there's something that was planted. Um, uh, like, someone put the gun there for Alec Baldwin to use when he didn't know it. And since he's, like, been enemies of Trump on the surface, maybe, uh, I guess, because people have also pointed out that, like, met when Megyn Kelly before the 2016 election, she used to be, she was, like, kind of shitting on Trump. Um, um, before it, and then, uh, she, she, I think it was part of her book, whatever, uh, it maybe been in a book where she went to, like, the debate, and she said that something had been put in her fucking drink, like, to get her, you know what I mean, so p p part of me feels like that, like, the, like, people always think anything shady happens, always has to be the Clintons, and again, I'm not even saying that that's not true, I'm not saying, I'm not someone like, oh, yeah, I don't know, the Clintons are completely innocent, but, like, I feel like right-wingers do that so much, that, like, every fucking crime imaginable can only be done by the Clintons. It can't ever be done by Trump because you've already made him seem like he's dumb and he can't get away with shit. And people want to, like, always dumb him fucking down for some odd reason. Who knows what will fucking end up happening with Alec Baldwin. But it just seems like, because these celebrities don't play by a regular rule, so there's obviously a reason why this discourse came, came, to, came to light. This wasn't like some random fucking accident. There's like definitely more to this. 
So that was it called? Uh, you know, people have been knowing about Chris Stokes for a while. The guy who you managed B B two K. You heard all the horror stories, directly from Raz. You know, what I mean, like there's been years of this fucking document documented of what people have said about Chris Stokes. But now, I guess to re bring it up into the discourse, now you have to have uh, his wife now claim that he's a predator and all that. But now people are shitting on the wife because, like, oh, you're with them this whole fucking time. But if this guy has fucking a... If, if these celebrities are in a business... Again, I'm not saying she's completely innocent. Maybe she did know. This is supposed to be her way of becoming a villain in the story as well, whatever. I don't know. But, like, you know, people act like they're, like, actual... Like, like when you're part of a mafia and, like, you know what I mean? The music business and all that kind of shit. And you have f- some fucking power, whatever, and all that. Over people with a call, you can literally control people to be in your. You know what I mean? Maybe now she's allowed to leave, and now she can voice her opinion. But this is what I've been saying, though. So, like, when you go through it and you have to fucking like sit around and not say anything for a long time, people think that you're just doing it for shits and giggles. But it's like now she's probably been given given permission to be allowed to fucking talk about it. But like, people are not gonna fucking you know even want to hear from her because. You know, because, you know, it just seems like she let, you know... And any chance to fucking... For people to for to shit on a woman... And I know that fucking sounds, like, general. And I'm not saying there isn't substance there. But, like, if people understood the real substance of what, like, some of these women go through in the fucking system and who they're trapped with... And it doesn't have to be go with women. It doesn't have to go with just women. It can be men, men who are trapped with different institutional fucking bosses that are putting like that are fucking with them. But uh, there's a lot of fucking shit that goes on with women that like you know that when it gets discussed, it has to be discussed in like a vague type of way. So then you go oh, like you know what I mean. Just look at like how they're treating the Barbie fucking shit. Now I saw the fucking movie. I don't think it was like the greatest fucking movie. Um, you know, ever. I, I thought it was a decent job for my interpretation, whatever. It just seemed like the basic, from what I got from it, was the base, like, basically that, that, like, if, uh, like, that, if that, like, like, if, if, if men ran, ran shit, it would all go horrible. But if also all women ran shit, it would also, like, like I, I don't think it, it, it was still limited, but like, this is being used by discourse by people who are leaning more right. So even though the, the, the feminism stuff is all limited, there are fucking people who are aligning with the right wing to go, well, I'm going to align with the right wing because this has, like, um, a ne- uh, you know, it, it, like, under the guise of saying this is, like, a neoliberal fucking view, which is fair to fucking say if you believe that, whatever. But at the same time, you're not calling out, like, other bad faith actors. And when you don't call other bad faith actors, because, again, if you, if you really wanted your point to stick out about this movie, you would want the fucking misogynist to fucking, again, but see, a lot of people online don't like calling out other people online because then they have to admit that they're also paid. That's why they get, that's why why a bunch of fucking online critics get so fucking offended if you automatically think that their take is fucking, you know, compromised. They want to be, they want to be credible, but then, but but then, but, but they're too good to be bought off, but then when you point out the hypocrisy, they start having a fucking tantrum. Like, imagine caring this much about a fucking movie. But that's where we are now with this shit, because it's more about um, p- politicizing, uh, like, politicking your fucking side. So anything that's fucking, you know, remotely left or liberal is, like, seen as, you know... I 
I forget which director came out and started saying, oh my god, I wish Ryan Gosling would do real movies. Like, you know what I mean? It's like supposed to be... So people are hinting that Ryan Gosling actually secretly hates the Barbie movie, which will probably be his baby face fucking turn for a lot of right-wingers. By the way, with a call to further have Chappelle as a fucking discourse character... And by the way, he know he knows what he's fucking doing. By the way, you know what I mean. This isn't like for example when when, when Chappelle says, "Oh my God, why is a cat?" Like he made a good point. Listen, Cat Williams also went at Weinstein. He also called. He didn't go hard on Joe Rogan. See, I think just making fun of Joe Rogan for not having funny comedians. If he really wanted to go at Joe Rogan, he could have fucking said that this guy blackballs people if they don't go along with his fucking message. No one wants to say that. But like you know, but 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 Cat Williams, you specifically called out people that he had personal issues that took beat. It's like it's like the, it's like when they're when they're backing Kevin Hart, they let Kevin Hart fucking shit on Cat Williams, and now that Kevin Hart's running out of favor, and Cat Williams is making his comeback, and this is like kind of like a promotional thing. Now the now the people that run shit are going, okay, we we permit you to now go at fucking Kevin Hart now because he's supposed to be putting you over. But like you know, but the, the thing is, that you plan the. I, I know Chappelle is a smart dude. He's a very smart dude, so he knows by him saying something like, "Oh my God, why is Kevin Hart hurting people that are innocent?" No, and you know, and like you know, the hypocrisy, right, right there. You know, him doing the same shit with other members of the LGBTQ community. He won't talk about the delegations who are conservative, who are gay, um, like some of the pals that he fucking you know uh, pals around with that are fucking white supremacist, like Joe Rogan. In my personal opinion, at least. But let me see, you know, let me see this right here. By the way, Chappelle was at war with the Illuminati, but now he joined them to point out, like, the corruption in Hollywood under the guise of it being liberal, while the fucking new Hollywood has now become, like, the new conservative of who he pals around with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the thing is, like, listen, he's picking on other cogs in the system, and I, I, I agree like, you know, like, because, again, I, I'm not going to say Steve Harvey, because, again, beneath the surface, you don't know what who who Steve Harvey put on. You don't know who Cedric put on. You don't know who Kevin Hart put on. And and these guys did fucking work hard. I understand Cat Williams' perspective because some of these guys fucking are not, he believes that he's funnier than these guys. That's every right he had. You know what I mean? He's a comedian. He has every right to fucking feel that way. I also feel empathy for Cat Williams because I know he's also been 
that d- discredited and put through the fucking ringer. But now the same people that have probably organized and put him through the fucking ringer are now people who are, um, are going to be backing him up. So now it seems like, you know what I mean? That's why I don't, li- don't like the you shoot shit because he's going after other fucking cogs in the fucking system. You know? This is, actually, you know, this is actually the first time that I've actually laughed at something Chappelle's actually fucking said. It's been a couple of years, really, where, you know. I would argue that there's probably a better. Ch- I, that's an, I'm, I'm not saying the thing. I'm not saying that what um, like it wasn't entertaining, but it's definitely being amplified on purpose. This wasn't supposed to be some underground fucking shit. This guy was definitely supposed to do, do it. But thing is, is like Ch- 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 Chappelle thinks what he's. I, maybe doesn't. Maybe you know he's supposed to be a hypocrite. But like what he's doing is not really good for comedy. Like a lot of the I mean, people keep always saying, "Oh, it's only fight." Listen, maybe at one point it's a small part of his act, the trans stuff. But literally, like, if you're gonna sit there and deny that, like, there's a good portion that if you're gonna say there isn't a there isn't a good portion of uh, stuff that's dedicated to punching down. Like, like, are you really gonna tell me that? The, maybe because people have high school level, um, like, are, you know, they, they fetishize their fucking high school fucking days where they made fucking, you know, the like the the, the the stupidest remarks while like people who also have shitty fucking taste were laughing at them. But like, if you really want to say that like Chappelle's fucking disabled joke, like even if you're gonna do a disabled joke, like I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying advocating for hey punch down on disabled people, but like even Chappelle could do that ten times funnier. Like I'm not even saying like oh my god that offended me. I'm like dude like you know as I'm judging as a, as a comedian, what I call this guy used to be fucking really sharp. He's just because now you're you know um you know like. Amping up, you know, and, and again, even the stuff that he wasn't talking about that wasn't about like punching down, he's talking about Will Smith and fucking like that whole fucking situation just seems like a work to me. So if you buy into that, then maybe it's entertaining to you in that regard. Maybe that's what part, part, part that enter- entertains you. But because I know this whole fucking relationship's like a fucking work, you know what I mean? The, the whole thing was, or, it's like he's doing comedy bits on stuff that's like, and then go for like a lot of people in the comedy world that like like that were like. Like, you know, make it seem like this thing was like the ultimate real fucking thing on the planet. No, because he did it. 
Bunches. She was born. Motherfuckers out here bored than the motherfucker. He made his basketball again. Competitors. Yeah. You, you want, can we get, you want, we're going 2000? No, shut up, nigga, because. <laughs> you know why I disagree? Because I put a special out the same day, and it was fine. And this nigga had to come out, I read 3,000 books by the time it was seven days old. <laughs> Now you're gonna have to like do live now in order to compete with uh you know like the the, the next special Chappelle does you just do it live on Netflix and then get fed information of when he's doing something of like let's say like because again like you know what I mean like it, it'll be it'll be a lot more fucking fun if like something big happened on the internet while you're doing a live special so then you can just kind of you know. And since a lot of you are inside it anyway, you can kind of organize it with the Illuminati. Like, okay, this is going to be a big thing that happened today. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do a comedy special. Even if you got to organize it in that way and make it seem like, oh my God, can you believe the coincidence of someone doing a live fucking special? Well, you know, I don't know. Hey, is this. He only eats the niggas. He didn't say anything about any of these white boys. And none of these white boys function like that. I mean, he did call Harry Weinstein, but Harry Weinstein is like one of the easier ones you can call out because now he's like kind of been, you know, like, you know, he's like the one that's been thrown at the bus. You can do that. You know, people, everyone has a Weinstein story now. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like you know, everyone, Dame Dash cussed out fucking Weinstein. Now he gets credit for that. Or look, oh look, uh, James Gandolfini, he also cussed out Weinstein. Now he gets credit for, you know what I mean? It's like, but but yeah like like but it, I agree in that sense that Cat really didn't call out like a fucking like what the current but but the thing is Chappelle doesn't do that either though Chappelle pretends he does call out he he he'll make it seem like it's under the guise of liberal but that he's a, a, he's aligning with the people like when he says that like let's say I think some of these right wingers that he's hanging out with are closeted. And they're token gay people for the right-wing fucking system to act like, oh, I'd rather be a cool straight guy that's doing, uh, saying all this stuff, because then it makes it stand out more. Because then if, if you find out that someone like Joe Rogan might be closeted, right, let's just say that he's bisexual or something like that, and then he's doing fucking, you know, right-wing apologia for, uh, against LGBTQ community, it'd be like, oh, dude, you're being a token for it, you know what I mean? But, like, you know what I mean? But, but Chappelle never called, like, because the reason why I'm mentioning that, because Chappelle, one of his main things is, like, uh, you know, like, you know, like, and, and, again, some people do feel that way, and they've experienced it, where, like, if you deal with somebody that's in a marginalized community, and it happens to be, like, you know, whether it's a woman or whether it's being in the LGBTQ, right? Um, you know, you know, what they're called, um... Like you know, like 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 a woman's a marginalized group, so you'd be a white, you know what I mean? You you could be you could be gay or trans, whatever. And then sometimes like they can be racist, and they can, and I'm not saying the whole community, right? Like, but like you know, you can, but like the people that he'd be hanging out with, it seems like they would be the ones that get away with the fucking racist shit. While I believe some of these guys are fucking closeted. 
But he doesn't call those people out. He doesn't call it Joe, what Joe Rogan's power. He hangs out with Elon Musk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, again, I, I personally think that the, the fact that Joe Rogan, that Cat Williams says something about Joe Rogan in a limited way as well, um, and the fact that Joe Rogan wants to sit down with them, that means that what they're called, that Cat Williams is supposed to be joining their side. You know what I mean? This could be a fake feud between Chappelle and Cat Williams. This is sports entertainment. Because Chappelle knows what he's doing. He knows that he's going to get dunked on. So he, he obviously knows that he is going to be someone that gets dunked on because he constantly is trying to hurt him. He'll say he's not, but he constantly is. He's doing right-wing fucking apology for, you know, when you declare your team turf, even if there's other substance there afterwards. And then what happens is, like, the online people that will take a minute clip so then his fandom will fucking say, oh, you see, they're not showing you the whole fucking special or whole context, even though, like... More content is still fucking pretty bad, but they do it on purpose to make people then go, okay, well, what the call? These people are taking out of context and all that. But the reason why they're showing you this one, because again, like the, the, the one minute clip is it's supposed to symbolize what fucking, with this one little minute rant where he's supposed to be going in the future. And he's definitely aligning with the turf movement, you know. Maybe you should tell your fucking story, but you keep focusing on fucking trans people all the time. Just tell the fucking story then. What the call? It'll be something new. Can, can, can you at least? Can your next special at least address? Like, like for example, I'm not again. Out of every comedian, only two comedians that I feel would address would address internet rumor like a conspiracy video would be Bill Burr and fucking uh, Dave Chappelle if there are rumors about them being clones, right? And that would be one of the first things that I thought he would probably be talking about how they've been spreading rumors because he entertains that, you know, whatever, right? He's just spending time talking about trans people and people who are bigoted are going to fucking like it and pretend like even if it's, a, if, it's, if it's the most mediocre fucking joke on the planet, they're going to pretend it's the funniest fucking joke. Tiffany Haddish is living something heavy. 
and as clumsy as she is, I don't disagree with Cat. He be telling the real shit. And I mean, and, you know, it's whoever's uh, it's whoever's sponsoring him now is the is the reason. See again, see Chappelle should point that out. See, they're making it seem like Cat's doing this on his own. He's not doing this on his own now. After putting him through that shit, now it's like it's time for his vindication. But now, when you get vindication from being screwed over, you can only do it if you're going to be crossing over to the right wing side. That's what I fucking feel like, you know. Oh, shit, man. I still got a lot more to fucking talk about. I'll, I'll just try to go through this as much as I fucking can. I mean, I mean, there's always people online now that will, like, all constantly bitch about politically correct stuff on shows and movies. And it's like, you already have shows and movies on social media with your regressive fucking humor... And you're aggressive, fuck, like the stuff that, that people want, that, that, you know, the early 2000s stuff. But all of a sudden, people like to think that that's actually fucking, like, that's actually fucking, you know, not scripted at all whatsoever. And, 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 and the, the worst part is like, oh my god, we can't even have this anymore. It's like, dude, if you're literally seeing that kind of shit happen in the, in the, in the social media discourse, that means they're bringing it fucking back. That's why I, 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 I never liked, you know, like, the whole, like, okay, like, we pat ourselves on the back for being more progressive with the television shows and movies, and then, like, at the Met, at the Met Gala, you have, like, black comedians coming uh, and having fried chicken in their port, um, purse, and then you think, oh, that's just, like, them just being wacky and at, just joke poking at the stereotype, but it's like, no, that's what, like, the higher-ups made them fucking do. But they found a gimmick with it, you know what I mean, they, you, you know, so they look like they're, like they're being forced to do that. But they find ways to bring back the fucking stereotypes, even as much as you want to think that you that that that, that you progressed. And the and the, the official progression in the movies and television is supposed to look like it's watered down, so that like you go for the edge stuff. You can still do progressive stuff, and it's still being fucking you know on the cutting edge. But people don't want to do that because people only recognize cutting edge by the regressive fucking stuff. It's just as much part of the establishment. Simone Biles uh, fans, like say again, this is what this is what that whole relationship thing was about. Um, again, but the people are like, oh, this guy's just like a regular dude, but the guy's actually playing for the NFL. So like, even if he comes off like you know, just like a regular dude who dresses like like you know in in in, in you know jogging pants or whatever, and he doesn't seem like you know he's like you know like a like a like a person who wears like suits all the time. I don't I don't know, but people are saying cause I don't know much about this guy, but I know Simone like people are defensive of him now because he's being propped up for this relationship. So then Simone Biles fans are 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 watch are watching his NFL games to basically dunk on him, right? Like like they don't care, but this is what it's designed to do. This is what like is going to be used as a tool. Because people are now kind of figuring out that, like, the NFL is a little bit more fucking rigged. So they might as well put sports entertainment into it by using it. Just look at how Travis Kelsey was designed to go to the fucking finals. Like, as soon as, like, they're promoting this Taylor Swift thing, I'm like, I guarantee you this guy's going to end up going to the fucking finals. You know, their team. It's like like, different celebrities politic. Because, again, this is, like, for, like, um, you know, like, you know, like, you know, because, again, like, it's, like, you know, to me it's scripted. 
right? It's scripted. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's or it's organized. So when different celebrities are involved, it's like they politic for the position to get pretty far. So Eminem is like amplifying that he's responsible for Detroit Lions, and obviously it's like a joke, right? But like behind the fucking scenes, you don't know if this guy's actually really, you know, politicking for them to get further and all that. But the way that it's fucking done. By the way, what's it called? You know, see, well, I thought Tasha Kay was just a regular blogger. And I thought she was like, you know what I mean? But like, because she's entrenched with so much. Again, I'm sure the stuff that she has against some of these celebrities might be fucking true. So it might, it might help her vindicate her. But like, it might help put her over. But, like, Cardi B is trying to go after offshore. It's like, what kind of blog... If you're just a blogger, what kind of blogger has offshore accounts? I'm sure, like, a lot of rich people do, but it just shows me that, like, this is not just a blogger type of deal. This is, like, you being financed by somebody to basically go at different cogs in the machine. And different cogs are going to go at you. You know what I mean? Some people might not feel bad for Cardi B because she is a bigger celebrity and more powerful. But then people are not also gonna not, not gonna feel sorry for Tasha K because she's spreading rumors that are you know gonna ruin people's lives, right? That's why it's important. These if, if if I'm gonna talk about conspiracy, I have to always preface that I don't fucking know a hundred fucking percent. A lot of it's just my opinion, and the way I go about my quote unquote conspiracies is stuff that's planted online by people who are obviously insiders that are planting seeds for something to become a bigger story in the fucking future, whether it's true or not. See, that's how I go with it, because I I don't think that these are just random fucking conspiracies or random fucking rumors that are just oh someone just came up with it. It's obviously designed to get traction and all that. But, you know, whatever, I don't know. Kanye West was sporting a, not, um, a Nazi death metal artist. Some guy who, like, you know, was like, I don't know. I don't even know the guy's fucking name. This is, this is you know, by the way, what they call, this is why, what they call, cause I, I don't know about a lot of symbols. Like, I just thought the most basic ones, you know what I mean? But, like, like, I, like for example, you, you, you know the one that has, like, the, 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 the like, the fucking, uh, like, the, the, the hand symbol of a, of a circle with your three fingers up? I always just thought that that was uh, 666, but people said that it's, like, a white power sign. Right, but the thing is, like, just when it comes to shirts, I rather just have plain tees because I don't know what any fucking symbol might mean. For example, like I've seen the Iron Cross way too many times used in different variations. That I, that, you know, it's kind of like when growing up and I saw people wearing the Confederate. It's like it became so normalized in that sense. Like I saw it in movies and television, and different people. That then you go, oh, okay, it's not that big of a fucking deal because no one seems to be making a big deal about it. This is why I'd rather just wear plain fucking, you know what I mean? I'm not a fashion fucking guy, but, like, I don't know, because nowadays, you know. But but Kanye's definitely keep doubling down on, you know. And I guess because JPEG Mafia was in the picture, and they probably know who that guy is. Even though you probably give him reason, but if you're probably around Kanye at this current time, that means you're going to be on that fucking side, essentially. Meek, uh, and, and you know how, how I look at Meek Mill um, discourse as somebody that, uh, you know, has episodic television of, like, you know, him getting in a sitcom position, whatever, a sitcom situation where it's, you know, uh, situational humor, basically. 
So now he got dunked on by asking his fans in Africa how the hell they stream his music. Like, implying that it's such a primitive place. That, like, you know, how would they... And then people actually came up with some funny fucking things, but part of me feels like when that's done on purpose, it's, like, it's designed for people to goof on, but also amp up the stereotypes, even though you're mocking it, whatever. But you're still putting out, like, I guess, I don't know. But there was some, you know, uh, you know, there was some fucking funny remarks, whatever, from it, for the, that are dunking on him, but, and, but, but he obviously did that on fucking purpose. You know. So, what, what did I put here? We don't have any streaming service in Nigeria. We got this guy, he's the only the one that has access to Spotify. He's a town crier. He comes every Friday to perform your songs for us. That's how we listen to your music. I hope this helps. Someone said it depends on the season. In the summer, we hear it through the trunk of an elephant. In the spring, the giraffes catch signal and play it out loud. You get me? Some people have some funny response. So someone's prepared. Normally we use rocks on a good day. We use trees and we get one person to sing the whole, vi- the whole village. Someone said here, I, I, I don't know about South Africa and Nigeria, but over here we have uh, empty bottles to communicate with the ancestors and your music starts playing for, uh, for the clouds. Someone said, on a good day, we climb the mountain to listen to the forest of your music. On, day, on, on, on days when it's raining, we go down the nearest river, and Mermaid comes to sing your song. You see, it's like this bit was planned out, you know what I mean? Because the, 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 these are way too fucking good. Just to become like random stuff like that, you know what I mean? One guy wasn't. One guy wasn't having it. He says the same way y'all listen to um uh, M Emma piano in your country. It's the same way we listen to your trash songs, man. Don't try to revive your dead career by disrespecting us. See, this had this had to be for the engagement. You know what I mean? There's no like me, me. Listen, I know he acts dumb, but this guy is not fucking that fucking dumb where he doesn't know. You know. So I said, "How do we listen to music? We all get your, we, we all get pet lions to run away from crocodiles, and it generates electricity. From there, we use um, um poly uh, polystyrene cups and plug it in our iPhones, and hope we hear something." So yeah, so like this is like you know design, you know. By the way, you know how Will Ferrell, um, 
you know, Jesus did a speech to anger um, right-wingers by, you know, the right-wing fucking, you know, uh, accounts by fucking saying that, uh, like, you know, when are women going to run the world and all that kind of shit? And then you're going to probably... Can I believe that he is, like, you know, um, going to be part of, like, the canceled, you know... Like, he's going to be part of, like, the conservative movement as well. It's just, like, some of these celebrities, like, some of the last ones, like, you know, like, you know, who are still seeming like decent people are going to have decent takes about certain things, but then they're going to be exposed for something, get canceled, and then they end up going more to the fucking right wing. I, I can see the fucking thing. But now, this one's going to definitely, like, if the, if the woman if the woman won... Um, uh, at the, uh, at the, um, whatever award show he was at saying that speech, if that one was going to anger some people, now this one's going to definitely be designed to anger, um, the right wing, which will, you know, again, and it'll give, and for the time being, it'll give him clout because it's like a good message about like, oh, it's him educating himself because he wasn't aware of, 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 of what it really is uh, to be trans. So he has a friend that, you know, who is trans and it's going to be a documentary. So he's like, you know, the, 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 it's obviously the, like the designed for, like, you can have a good message from it, but it's going to be designed for culture war stuff, essentially, in my personal opinion. That's what I fucking believe. I can always, I can always see when somebody's making the heel turn. They'll, like, say some, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Howard Stern, basically. He'll say some common, decent, like, some commonly decent fucking things that, like, you know, are true, but it comes across, like, oh, the preachy fucking liberal, basically. But this is going to be a... I'm sure, like, Sean Strickland's going to fuck... I'm sure, like, people in the UFC are going to mock, you know, Will Ferrell and call him fucking names, you know? I don't know what's happening with um, Joe Budden and Ari Lennox. It could be, you know, more engagement farming, whether it's, like, a fake feud, that you know, that... Because, I mean, Drake, Joe Budden always has fucking beef with women. All, you know what I mean? But, like, I guess um, Ari Lennox, again, this is what, from what I understand of it. She was talking about being on Rod Wave's tour. And she said that she was getting hit with, like, someone was throwing bottles and she didn't want to perform. And Joe Budden said, you should be appreciative uh, you know, of people coming to see you to perform and all that. But it's like, does... I know you're going to hate the celebrity because you think they're so fucking, you know, uh, sheltered and all that, but they're also cogs in a game where, like, people who fund different fucking things at these concerts for viral moments, you're going to have shit like that. So I don't get why Button would be shitting on her for not wanting to fucking perform to get thrown. I mean, people don't have to fucking take that. You know what I mean? Like, people don't have to fucking take that. But but the way that he addressed it was, like, he apologized to her. For, for you know, because she kind of lashed out at him a little bit. And it was a sarcastic one. They started calling her nuts. So it's going to be revealed that they have, like... Like, if there was, like, some romantic fucking thing that went on, and that's why some of these beefs happened. Because it always just feels like Joe Budd is designed to feel with women. And 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 if he's if he's supposed to be if he's supposed to exist to put over women, to kind of get over to to like you know to like you know like to become stars by shutting him down whatever then I guess like he he's designed to play the fucking heel. I I do genuinely think that he does genuinely care, but they about women. But I think they put his character 
into playing, like, you know, somebody that's supposed to have, like, a resume of, like, bad fucking shit that he's done with women, that he's supposed to fucking get called out, you know, it feels like, you know, he's definitely dying down, but, like, I mean, everything just seems like an engagement now, man, like, even, like, some of the, it's like, I listen to the podcast still, like, it's in the background, it just seems like, okay, look, we've outraged people enough with, like, our antics and our arguments that fucking kind of come off stage. It feels like sometimes, like, they're bored and they don't know what else to fucking do. See, this is when you keep amplifying drama and then you have nowhere else to go, it becomes boring. So then you gotta, so you go, oh, I gotta cross the line some more. And, and, and that's what the podcast kind of reeks of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not going to shit on the new cast because they're all working hard, right? You know what I mean? It's still hard fucking work. I know you think talking in the microphone is like, it's like an easy fucking thing, but with the, with the way these guys do, they got to play characters now. It's a new type of reality show. Like, it might, like, I might prefer, like, Rory, Mal, and Joe. That's like, you know... You know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't mind Ish and Ice. Just sometimes I think, you know, Ish, like, he tries to, like, you know, appease, like, you know, the, like, the anti-woke internet type, basically, sometimes. And, you know what I mean? So then, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what what's going on with it, man. I don't know. button can't really find it He called her a bag of mixed nuts. Sister Ari Lennox in warmth, love, and prayer. Uh, I want to wish her the strength to overcome any obstacle that may stand before her. I want to wish her the confidence to never waver in a bright moment. Uh, what else do we want to? You're doing well. Keep going. All serious. I am serious. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. What else do I want to wish for Ari Linux, man? I just want to send love her way. In an industry that historically has not been great to women, now is not the time for any woman out there to feel like they are under attack, unheard, or not seen. And if I've ever... This this feels like... This feels like him. Uh, like, there's going to be featured on a documentary in the future. And it'll be, like, part of the fucking trailer or whatever. You know what I mean? And then, like, in, in the midst of him say, saying all this shit, 
it'll be like stories of like headlines of like oh Joe Budden sits on, uh you know uh, like uh, like there's one story about how he sat on uh, his pregnant girlfriend's stomach too. I I I don't know if that's true or not. Whatever. But like you know what I mean. This this, this reeks of uh, of like you know, this reeks of like using this for a documentary for the sole purpose of like I don't know. To that, and I want to do my best to change the trajectory. So shout out to Ari Lennox. Shout out to Ari. I'm gonna put my shoe back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's probably the problem. Let's go. Well, shout out to Ari. <laughs> Anybody you want to cover in love and light? No. Ari. Um, That's what's up. I just was wondering what prompted what prompted that? You just reflection. He was accountability. Accountability, reflection. He was decided to. It's 2024. Yeah. I know that many of y'all didn't believe that I was done punching down and just getting into frivolous shit for the sake of content or the betterment of content, but... Couldn't be further from the truth. I'm going to try to set a new example in 2024. Ish inspired me with that whole, I'm not firing at niggas. I like that shit. I'm trying to get my old nigga back. Oh, that part, but... <laughs> that's, that's my, no, when it's time to fire, you're fired. But I don't think this was one of those instances. I did, however, I did see what... I did see what she had to say. In response? In response to what I had to say. I did. Um... Uh, she says, what did she say? She says, uh, she's thinking about suing me. Okay. Though she did not hear what I had to say. Hmm? Let me be the first. She said that she is willing to blow the 20K on this suit, even though by her own admission, she used the Rod Wave tour money to catch up on bills. And that was a tour that she was not happy to be on. She also attempted to demean and defame. I didn't know that she was threatening to sue him. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Black man, mm. while summoning the powers universally of black women, while simultaneously bigging up a white man who fetishizes. So what guy is that? All on Martin Luther King Day. Ooh, disgusting. So sometimes, if you're listening out there, when you travel first class, the stewardess will come and bring you a bag of cashews. Sometimes she'll come and bring you just a bag of almonds. But in that other instance, she's going to come and offer you a bag of mixed nuts. You guessed it. This chick is a bag of fucking mixed nuts. Mixed nuts come from everywhere. You don't know where the nuts. <laughs> it's only like an, like an, adver- an advertisement for mixed nuts. The East Coast is from the junk drawer. <laughs> this bitch is all the nuts combined. And I think she's done a great job of proving the exact point that I was trying to make in the last broadcast. And we shower her with love. Turn around. Hey, yo, what just happened? <laughs> you see what you started? <laughs> Turn around. <coughs> what? Oh. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Let me see why she's suing him. Hold on. Because I don't understand why he's so obsessed. Like, why are you so obsessed? There's obviously something like, why there. Are you touching them dogs. Like, you're weird. He's weird and he's gross. He has smoke mouth. <laughs> he's disgusting. I, I kind like, of he's know. He's a failure. Like Drake said. Like, leave the dogs alone, Joe. I don't know why he's upset. She needs better, she needs better like writers for you. There's a million people to talk about in life. Like I can never. The smoke mouth was pretty good as someone that has smoke mouth. Express what's going on with me without him coming from behind. I don't know the the trash, the trash, the landfill that he lives in. To say something, he always has to say something. And I don't know why. I do not know why. I'll let him know that. Love you. Anybody that could tour, it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Right? So don't think that we kicking your back. No matter what size the venue is, I don't care if it's SOB, Sony Hall, Urban Plaza. Don't matter. It's a blessing, mm -hmm. whatever the capacity is. But if you don't want to do that show, don't fucking tell us. Tell your team and the people that talk to you for months about this tour coming up with Rod Wave, who is selling out arenas nationwide. Yep. As a as an artist, anybody that brings that to me, you gotta at least entertain it on tape. And yeah. if you don't want to do it, then don't let him know that. Okay, so yeah, so that's where I just want to I'll let him know that. Talk to stop touching them dogs. Dude, you gotta cut. Because I don't understand why he's so obsessed. Like Drake said. Oh, the, the trash. I know in my heart his breath stinks. So I don't know what it is or what it will take. She may talk about me or Joe Biden at this him. point. Is that what I have to do? Like get on my Cardi B shit and like really just spin the bread to shut his smoke mouth up because he's disgusting and he's a lame to sit here. This man has never ever in his life validated the truth. He just loves to be, he just loves to oppose everybody. He just loves. Okay, there's more substance he here. He loves to oppose everybody because he, who hurt him? I do not know what woman hurt him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he, like, he'll never, he'll never acknowledge the truth. I can't ever just talk to my people without him just being psychotic. I 
don't know what it is. I should, I should literally, I should literally just drop 20 fucking K to sue him. I really should. Just because, just because. See, when you say that, see, she, 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 listen, she has a valid point to be upset, but when she puts up, when she, I, unless she's trying to hit at something that, like, that maybe Joe Budden's being paid, like, like you know, some of these podcasts get paid to, like, constantly fucking discredit them or something like that, maybe. But if she's just saying that, and, like, people are just going to view it as Joe Budden giving an opinion, then people are going to automatically go on her, on her side, because, like, you know, that's kind of, you know. Just because I don't know what it is, but it's just like thank you, thank you for um, spreading the news. I guess and you know what, but also shout out to Rory. I love Rory because you know what's crazy. Okay, so Rory, now this is, this, I love this, this, this has to be a work. You know what I mean? This, you know, I'm gonna probably say something really shady, but how is it? How is it? A man. Who is white? I I'm, I may get dragged for this. Has always from jump validated me, seen me, loved me. See now, this is where you get social media. Cause again, this starts gender wars type of deal. You know what I mean? Because then this starts with like you know with like oh this starts like you know because whenever like anyone who's a minority who will, like you know big up like they're like oh being appreciated by like a white counterpart. It's like a big heel move to like you know, and and then and then with the call and then you know and then minorities that are women will get mad at you know minority guys. This, this happens in like in all cultures, but like because you know Black Twitter is like um, if you go on social media, like you know Black Twitter dominates. Like you know what I mean? Because I I fall it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? With the call, like before before I knew I I never knew those different subsections of Twitter that are you know, basically it's supposed to be that like if if Jada Pickett Smith is mentioning it, that means that there's like definitely like oh like their faction that gets to dominate parts of online. But like people only think that this will happen within like you know. Uh, you know, uh, w- within the black community, because it's always am- it's always amplified on social media, right? But this happens in all communities. So because because and the reason why I mentioned that is because whenever something is happening on social media on Black Twitter and it gets more amplified, you'll have guys like John Lickozombo, like you know he did a couple of years ago where you know he's like, how come no one's hyping up you know Latino? Like how come no one's allowed to hype up Latino? Uh, you know. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, art, like, you know, um, uh, actors and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, who's stopping you? Why do you gotta do, you know what I mean? Cause, it, cause, cause whatever, cause whatever, like, people think that because it's dominating the discourse, that it means that problems are getting fucking solved systemically. So you automatically think, well, because they're talking about it so much that, like, that means, like, only people care about that or, or something like that, whatever. But then, like, you know what I mean? And it's, so, so I, that's really why I mention it, because, there's bad faith actors that will take advantage of that, but you know, used to be like one guy used to stream where like he, he because he, he in, on YouTube this guy Jimmerdam whatever when I first started going on his uh, started talking to him whatever one of the time I cussed him out because he was always talking about like how like you know uh, um what, what, what was it exactly that 
there's so much like oh like oh no no one ever cared about the racism that you know Asian people deal with, and like he was well again I'm not saying that he was wrong to say that there's no racism towards Asian people or anything like that, but he was like using you know, um, black people to basically go, oh, you see, people only care about, you know what I mean, and they kind of look, you kind of look down on it, you know what I mean, and I had to fucking, like, you know, cuss cuss them out because of that, whatever, because I just hate when people fall for the racist fucking propaganda that's by design, just because something's, like, you know, on social media and the discourse doesn't mean, like, oh, that the problems are all fucking getting solved, you know, you're just looking at one fucking, you know, storyline that's being played out. I feel like everyone tries to do some divide, you know. Whether it be by gender, race, ethnicity. Now, like I always point out, fandoms have become religion. So, I don't know. It's all become a click. The Cobra Kai level shit, whatever. I don't know. Um, let's see, Little Boozy is, like, now, like, I guess because now he's been amplified. Again, and listen, I'm not saying, when he originally came out with his DJ Vlad interviews back, like, you know, 10 years ago or so, about, like, talking about, like, how there's, like, a gender, like, here's the thing, I believe conservative, again, you make Hollywood seem like it's all liberal. Are there, like, predators and fucking people that have fucking agendas that you know, and again, it doesn't mean that everything has to be completely bad. It's just like if if you're if you're working in a delegation for a different community, you're gonna have representation. So like if if like if mean that like there could be people who are who are fucked up. It doesn't matter what their gender or what their fucking sexuality is, what their race is. If you're in the system and you have some kind of fucking power, you're part of a delegation. The conservative elements of the, those groups are gonna do are gonna do fucking horrible shit. But like you know, what I mean, and so I can understand him saying that they're like you know, like 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 they put agendas in it. But then the thing is, the the only the only fucking the only make it seem like it's only with gay stuff, like you know, what I mean, like people don't think that like you know, advocating for um, like advocating for you know, regressive attitude like misogyny, racism, even like you know, people don't think like they they use comedy. As a way to fucking, you know, uh, you know, they, they use that as a propaganda tool to basically, you know, like, you know, kind of like lure people into that kind of fucking thinking. See, that's not called agenda at all whatsoever. It only has to be something. So what I'm saying is that if there's like, let's say, good people that want representation, like to like, you know, some social fucking, you know, some social equity into the fucking game. Yeah, so some people might fucking have representation to, like, like, not for the purpose of making fucking, you know, it seem like being gay is predatory or something like that. Just, like, hey, I'm, I'm a gay person who, like, like, having a character that's just gay, whatever. Like, that that exists. Like, like you can point out fucking, you know, jerk-offs in the fucking system who are not in the interest, whatever, but, like, at the same time, it's like, if there's any representation of gay stuff going on, like, like, is that an agenda? Like, if there's re- representation of anything that's going on with black or brown, is that all an agenda? Like, it, it doesn't mean it has to be a bad fucking thing, 
Because again, like if if you're someone that's someone that's black and you have power in a delegation to what they call high representation, you want like you know the best the the best look you can get for your own people to go. Hey, man, we don't want to. Like we 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 we, ha- we we didn't have political fucking clout in the system of the entertainment world where we had to fucking put up with like a lot of shitty entertain like shitty stereotypes and all that. So it doesn't mean it has to be fucking bad, but like you know, like so if if little boozy is like you know referencing the people in the system that might bully him. But at the same time, he's being amplified up to spit, to, like, to use something that might be true in the industry, but he's using it to basically shit on the entire community. You know? But then, like, isn't one of, isn't one of his, like, isn't, like, someone related to him? Like, because it feels like some people who are, who are related, who, who, who have, like, kids or... Like who are older and all that, and I, I forget. I don't know if it's if it's it's somebody. No, I, I could have sworn somebody in Boozy's family is out, and it feels like since he's an OG, he has to be the heel. It feels like like just like Jackie Chan. It's like they have to like you know be confronted by their uh, by whoever they're related to, whoever they're close to, who happens to be LGBTQ. And they kind of put them over, really. You know what I mean? It feels it feel like that kind of shit, really. But, like, I mean, he, he's right about, like, different delegations being bullies. But it doesn't mean just the gay delegation. But when you generalize and say gay people are the bullies, you're amplifying that for, you know, um, you know bigoted online fucking uh, clout that they're going to generalize all fucking people from that community. If we, if we actually were honest about... Uh, like, delegations in the system and how fucking it's, like, mafia-like. Maybe we would be able to understand it better, but we, but we pretend not to. Because it's too conspiratorial. Waka Flocka wanted uh, Christopher Columbus Day abolished. I don't know, like, where that's going to go, but, you know. Just seems like another episodic... You know, it, oh, we, we got... Um, we got Waka Flocka for a guest appearance, so it's like, okay, you'll play the guy that wants to abolish Christopher Columbus. The thing is, is like, listen, there's a lot of problematic figures in fucking, in, 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 like, in history, right? With other, like, other problematic people, okay, you go, okay, well, if people don't fuck with that, then that's fine. But at least you can argue with other people that, like, okay, this guy did something, you know, like, at least he added something to society. I really don't know what Christopher Columbus added to society other than... You know, like, discovering something that was, like, like, you know, coming to a place where it was already discovered. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if someone didn't do, if someone, like, didn't do the work and they get celebrated, people would fucking lose their fucking minds, but, you know. But I just think it's, like, you know, it's an online thing, I don't know, because it just, is it Waka Flocka, like, you know, a Trump guy? I'm surprised, I'm surprised he didn't advocate for Christopher Columbus. Like that, that would be more controversial to get people, you know, upset. You know, th- th- this is proof that f- f- um, uh, the Nelly and Ashanti fucking stuff is a storyline. Like it might be genuine that way, but like the but Fat Joe wants a percentage of it, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, he wants a percentage of the relationship." That's funny, but he's. I, I think he's being serious in the sense that. Uh, that, like, the storyline is fucking picking up. So whatever money they're making from this fucking discourse of them being in the news, he probably wants his taste, essentially. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, there's, it's like they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit with that, but... 
I, I wonder what discourse will be extracted from Jennifer Hudson in common. Be, I mean, they 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 officially made their debut as a couple, like announcing on a on a, on a, on a daytime talk show. And since since like since like both of them have been kind of heels for the, in the discourse, it's like they're combining for a super group to be heels essentially. Cause I'm sure there'll be. Cause again, people already think that. Uh, I forget what, why Common has been exposed. I think Jaguar Wright was what you know. What I mean, but then also at the same time, you know. Jennifer Hudson also got got in heat for, uh, like you know, I forget what it was exactly, but I was actually surprised that people took, especially wrestling fans, took David Otunga's side over her, or whatever, right? And there's always been like Illuminati fucking rumors about her, or whatever, and all that kind of shit too, whatever. So, I'm sure there'll be something there, you know. Uh, the right wing tried to amplify this video of a of a UK a UK piano player, and there was like Chinese people that were telling him that they don't want to be filmed, whatever, right? But the way that some of these people online were fucking, they were, oh look, members of the CCP didn't want to be filmed. What's going on over here? And it ended up being a fucking fake viral video. You see what I mean when they try to amplify fucking hatred for like different minority groups all the fucking time. And then they have us, and then they have all of us infighting to like you know, uh, of like playing a pressure Olympics when like you know all of it should be addressed. But this is like the kind of like the staged hate they try to fucking do, where it's funded to basically manufacture consent. It doesn't seem like a big fucking deal, but you know. The reason why I jotted this story down, Jadakus talking about how like when Sugar Knight was trying to pursue him and try to catch up with them, whatever, that, like, he would show up to different events that he was at, and, like, J.D. could not tell anybody, and this guy just knew, and it just shows you that when people are pursuing you um, from the industry and they have higher-ups, they send their fucking... I mean, some people can... Shouldn't they seem like someone that would just show up himself to, show, to flex it? But, like, but some of these guys send their fucking agents to different places you are. You know, that's, that's how it fucking kind of works a little bit. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I got through the discourse. It's been like, this is like over four and a half hours or so, I guess, over. Oh, just for the discourse. And now I gotta get to the recaps. Okay, it's 8.03 p.m., um, you know... AW's on, and I, I want to just get these done, though, you know, I don't, I don't gotta watch, I don't gotta be, like, you know, 100%, you know, uh, at AW, you know, watching it live, even though it's, it's hard, it would WWE, it's easier to fucking keep up, because you can afford the promo packages, but AW is like action, 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 so only time you can really forward is during the commercials, and, you know, anyway, I'll go through a uh, new beginning quickly, uh, the one on Sunday, uh, Shota, Hamana faced off with Ren and Yajiro. The heels won. Again, I'm not doing detail. I'm just kind of going over the results. Cobb and Hanare, TJP, Akira faced off with, you know, the War Dogs. All of them. War Dogs won the match. I don't get why they would just give away the match before the cage match, but I guess because Osprey is not in these, 
is the reason why it happened. Because there's still more with, like, now with, like, Great Khan being involved in them. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't, I mean, I mean, that's why I don't need to watch some of these. You know what I mean? Because like, some of them seem repetitive. You know, it still keeps the feud heated, I guess. El Desperado, Wado faced off with uh, Yoshinobu and Sho. Uh, Yoshinobu had whiskey and he spit in Wado's face and Sho won the match. It's still uh, testing a fight between Desperado and uh, Yoshinobu. And plus there's an injury angle on the next show, on the road to show, with uh, Sho and Wado. We had TMDK versus Chaos, you know, Kata Tanahashi, Ishii, Makabe versus Zack, Mikey, Shane, Vegeta. People are invested in this match, you know what I mean? Zack uh, submitted Makabe with a variation of a figure four. I, I can never tell what his submissions are, man. I'm not fucking well-versed in these. He was talking to the camera because he'll face Brian next month, right? L.I.J. from Phase Just Five Guys. Sonata tapped out Bushi with the Dragon Sleeper. Ishimori um, defended his uh, King of the Pro Wrestling title against Great Khan in a fitness match. I have no idea what these rules are going in. It's like 10 minutes total time, 30-minute intervals. But they will stop uh, for some circuit training, uh, and whoever is champion by the end of it, uh, um, you know, the 10 minutes. So that I can fuck with these rules for the title, but others are just fucking overbooked. They had to do the, you know, the burpee stuff for 30, second, 30 seconds. I bet this kind of shit, like, is being normalized in New Japan because eventually in Amer- on an American company, they'll start injecting this to, a, you know, in my personal opinion. They did, cr- did crunches and squats for the second break. Ishimori was the one flourishing under these rules. The final exercise was doing variation of lunges or something like that. Um, and Khan had to complete them, and he was struggling, and I was laughing at Ishimori trying, trying to disrupt them. I, I think you, you you had to have this title in your hand by the time it ends because the commentators don't think it would be literal with holding the title because Khan chokeslammed Ishimori. Then he collapsed on the title. So I assume he just didn't get the pin on time, but then he's actually the champion. It ended up being entertaining, but I just think sometimes this shit's too much. Uh, LP and Hakaleo beat Chase and Kenta. I mean, and you know, it wasn't that special, I don't think. The main event was Tama losing the title to Evil. Evil had... Uh, the title going, I guess he stole it, but this was like, you know, Thomas' last, I mean, not, he wrestled on the Road to show, but I guess like, this is like, you know, final defense, so he's probably wrapping up, because he did have a speech afterwards. If the Bunch of House of Torture enemies came out to help out to kind of, you know, counter the beating they were giving Tama, they are going to throw the match out because it was getting out of control. I feel more of this company embraces Western booking all the time, I hate it. I'm taking it back, maybe I will, I'm taking it back that I will like the House of Torture, because now I'm just sick of this bullshit again. See, this is what happens with the House of Torture, for a minute you'll be like, ah, you know what, they, you know, I'm, I, I can see it. Tama wanted to make a lumberjack match, I thought the match was still overbooked, but I, I did like when Tama was setting up for the gunstone similar to Orden, but Evil put the referee towards him, and he got a magic killer using the ref without the ref wanting to do it, he just happened to take place because he was, like, still doozy. I can't say I enjoyed the match. It was more about Tama leaving. I can't say people weren't into it because they made it interesting, but I wish an uh, evil match could stand out for, for the wrestling and not all this fucking, you know, stupid bullshit. Tama cut a promo afterwards, you know, and then, yeah, I can, I can say I enjoyed Tama's role in New Japan. I mean, with a call, like, I mean, he was like three, he was like maybe three years in, two years in by the time I started watching, kind of, right? So I've seen, like, a lot of his run. Even though I really liked him as a Bullet Club leader, 
he but he did get better and more compelling as a baby face. But in the beginning, I just it was hard because like you know I I I saw him a certain way where I thought that he'd be a lifer as a Bullet Club heel. You know what I mean? Because I you know. Maybe he'll come to the U.S. and, you know, do something heelish there. I don't know. And then uh, the other road to... Not, not the one for Wednesday, but the one on, like, you know, I think Monday or... T- I don't know. It was one of the days of the road to show. Uh, and Master Wado basically was injured and then, uh, you know, and then uh, and then the show still attacked him still. And then Aldous Brado made the save. And then uh, Taguchi and uh, Katsuya Murashima, they beat Yo and uh, Shoma Kato. Uh, United Empire they had a great con with them instead of, uh, I think, uh, no, instead of Hanari. They didn't have Hanari here, but they beat the Bullet Club War Dogs. You know what I mean? Like, it's still getting out of control. Kenta, Ishimori, and Chase defeated um, Akaleo, Jado, and El Fantasmo. TMDK uh, uh, defeated um, Ishii, Tanahashi, Hamana, and Okada. And then, like, you thought it was, because like, Okada's bum, I guess, like, he's, like, just saying bye to these fans, and this, you know what I mean? Because it's not going to be in the same arena when uh, they go for, like, the other, other, uh, I keep thinking that these are, like, the final of that type of shit. House of Torture beat Shota, Tomatonga, and Togi Makabe. F- just five guys uh, beat, um, you know, uh, uh, L.A.J. And then the main event was El Desperado beating uh, Kanemura, so he did, retained his uh, junior t- junior title. You know, I'll get to I'll get to the Raw recap. This was a decent episode. I should start off with the two main promos, I guess. They were interesting. I feel like even though Seth is t- talking about the injury, he did tease having to forfeit the title. He's not listening to the doctors, and he's going to keep up being a fighting champion, and maybe he'll take a couple of weeks off, but I honestly thought we were going to amplify the stakes of the Rumble by having Seth forfeit the title, and the Rumble itself would be for the title. Like, you know what I mean? That would make it ten times more interesting with all the stories going in. I figured maybe Priest might cash in, but they actually went back to teasing Gunther and Seth. And by the way, the internet was like... Hyping shit up with this Cody and Punk promo, like I said. It feels like the online, you know, at least the online propaganda, they're trying to make it seem like the promo was the most amazing thing. And I'm not saying, and I did enjoy the last bit of it. But it was clearly building to another promo, but the Southern Punk one was still super superior of all the promo confrontations Punk has had, in my personal opinion. So I guess we'll get Cody versus Punk since everyone's amplifying that hype for that pro- for that promo. I'll start off with Seth and Gunther. It's hard to know what matches are going to be because if Gunther and Seth goes down, then are we going to maybe get Cody and Punk going for Reigns and then do the, the Rock Reigns somewhere else, like I've been saying. But Punk it was clearly trying to play the role of the Rock in his promo. I felt kind of try hard a little bit. I don't. I don't know. I'm in the minority, apparently, if the, you know, if people are hyping it up, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't genuine people that like it, but I know that there's been some, whenever there's a push online for it, I can always tell, you know what I mean? Anyway, Seth is basically injured, he has a brace, he's like, he basically is trying to set up this promo like he's going to forfeit it, so a week ago, he's in the ring defending title, he hit the moonsault. He felt his knee go inward. He finished the match. He beats Ginger. 
After speaking to the crowd, he went to the back and he sat down. That's when they hit him. He may be out for a long time. You know, he felt helpless. Felt a bit of a liar because he had always said that he got stronger with each defense. He felt like he may miss Mania. The results are not great. He has a grade 2 tear of his MCL. Uh, partially torn meniscus. And, you know, with surgery, we're looking at three to four months. It was up to him. He'd be out here next week stomping people's heads into the mat. But it's not. We know what the future holds. He's take, We don't know what the future holds, but he's taking it day by day. And then Imperium come out. And this is where I thought maybe we're going to get a hot shot kind of an angle because he might need a four for the title. It may seem like Gunther would be facing him, but I could see Brock eliminating him and, ha- and you know, and that happens. But I guess I should have made the prediction that uh, Okada versus Gunther. So now they'll probably go with like Nakamura and versus Okada if Okada signs. You know what I mean? I wanted Gunther versus Okada, so they're like, nah, fuck that. Not like I'm going to WrestleMania anyway, so, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, Vinci is back, and Gunther is the only one in the ring with Seth, and Seth basically wants him to attack him since he assumes that's what they're going to come out and do. Gunther basically assures him that that's not what's going to happen since they got since the other guy New Day match. He says Seth needs to concentrate on Gunther. He wanted to let him know what, what he thinks of Seth. He's been labeled a workhorse, a person who fights for, you know, uh, hard for every victory, a champion that's brought respect to the title, a champion everyone can be proud of, just like him. And Seth tells Gunther that he should have let Seth uh, finish because he was about to say he doesn't have a day. He doesn't give a damn what the doctors tell him. He doesn't care how hard he must rehab or push a knee. He'll keep his promise and will take the title into Mania. He'll do everything in his power to walk out as champion. If he, if Seth ends up missing his, um, missing mania, his character looks like a fucking idiot for not listening to the doctors and kind of pushing through the pain. You know, Gunther admires it. He'll do the same. So from a one great champion to another on Sunday, he'll win the Rumble. And it, um, it, it was really Saturday. He claims he'll choose Seth's opponent for mania and he'll target his knee, his back, and he'll become the world champion. If Gunther does face Seth, I wonder if he has, like, the IAC title as well. Or does he lose that before facing Seth? Because I can't see him losing before going to Mania if he's facing Seth. This is why I don't think it's happening. Maybe by him declaring that he wants to go for Seth and someone else eliminates him, maybe that's what starts a fucking major beef because now you took something from him. I just can't see losing before Mania if he's facing Seth. That's why I don't think it's happening. But they want to give you some more interaction for programs maybe after Mania or maybe even before Mania. But it's hard to know what they're going to do with the Seth because uh, I feel him saying he'll compete might be a red herring. And it's keeping it, it's keeping true to his character. But then like you'll find out he has to really fucking forfeit it. He finished off by saying that he appreciates the honesty and tells... Uh, him to remember who he's coming after, to which Gunther replied that he's coming after him. This could be a straightforward, this could be straightforward, but there's nothing about the booking that ever indicates that it goes straightforward in an era where you're pushing backstage information and who's the one who gets to be wrong or right about the information. Uh, this got me excited about this match up, up, up in, uh, you know, um, like, you know, with this match up, busy down the line, essentially. 
And the New Day attacked Imperium to start their match. And I really liked the match, even though it ended with a double countout. It had New Day have an edge to their act, and they show it um, here and there, right? People think this is the first time they've done so in a while. But Woods was doing some dope promos of the King to face Roman. People forget that Kofi had a serious program with Lashley, where he cut some serious promos as well. But this feels like... This edge is kind of here to stay for a bit while this rivalry with Imperium is on. Even though the crowd was not happy about the double countout, they were invested when they were in the crowd and they were on a production equipment and Kofi saved Woods, or maybe Woods saved Kofi from being suplexed um, by both members of Imperium through the table um, off the platform. And Kofi and Woods just, just spare, um, spare them off the uh, platforms and they all go through tables. Um, and normally this company would do, like, them, like, trading wins back and forth, and it'd be 50-50 booking, and, like, nothing gets solved, but this actually has been a pretty decent storyline, where something has been extracted from each of these matches, so I count it as a success, I guess. It was cool to see this, as a fan of New Day, of course, you know. I'm hoping this is, like, you know, I hope they they get one last major run to be the top, you know, act, basically, again. And they're going to be, you know, they cut promos afterwards later on when the, um, and they put over their resume and how they can do this. Wood says they're sick and tired of people thinking they can do this. They're the best that they've been for de- for a decade. Um, and a lot of people think, um, because, uh, of the, of their, um, of their, uh, of their niceties that they can't get down when the time is right. Tonight, um, was a perfect example of being pushed too far and Jay isn't the only one planning on winning the title this year. They took out the henchman. Now they want they they want um Gunther essentially. So Kofi is looking to challenge Gunther next week for the title. I was hoping we would get a promo from Kofi to really sell the title match. You know, they have a contract side. Even if they're gonna do it on Raw because he's a multi time IC title holder, and I think they shouldn't waste that kind of stuff. You know, like you know, like you know, what I mean, like the Gunther's going after the, another guy that had the title that you know. This was the first time that Kofi won. He beat a former world champion like Jericho to win it. But maybe, you know, they'll have Kofi cut a promo before the match backstage to hype it up. But I think that Kofi is challenging for it, though. I, I, I really think past IC champions should try to make a case again. You know what I mean? People who help, you know, who, who have like a, uh, a reputation with the title. It doesn't seem like Jay is as focused on, and it feels like him just sticking around with the New Day. It's like, he'll make it known that he wants a title, but Bronson Reed has targeted him and cut the promo on him. He said he wants a title, but the guy he's, but the guy he's going, but he's, but the guy, um, but the guy is going for someone like Jay, who's currently not a champion, so I don't know. He's hoping, he basically wants to face Jay next week. So, so I mean, it'd probably be a way for Jay to beat someone really big so that you go, oh, look, he beat a Hoss like that, so now maybe he can beat Gunther. So let me get to this Cody and Punk segment. Cody took parts of his um, last promo in AEW. Uh, it, fe- it feels since they know where they're going with, with the overall scheme, despite us thinking they never planned for anything. It makes it feel like some of the promos in AEW were practiced for this to be on a bigger stage. But I felt the crowd didn't seem as, like, not that they didn't really care, they didn't seem as, like, lively. It wasn't like they didn't care, but maybe confused to who to cheer or boo. But if this were an AEW, this promo would have hit a hundred times harder with the crowd. 
Don't get me wrong, I like the promo toward the end, and I recognize that this is the first one between two baby faces, so they couldn't go completely venomous because the Seth and Punk one was tension building for about 10 years, right? But people hyping this up like it was the greatest, like, I don't know, because it felt like the Seth Punk one was 100 times better, but it doesn't mean that, that the, the promo going forward won't be heated because once the rumble takes place, whatever happens, I'm sure there will be more heat with the Punk and Cody stuff. I did think uh, t toward the end, when it got a bit personal, it picked up. I actually think Cody may have came off better in this promo than Punk did, in my personal opinion. So they both just come out to the ring, and they feel like a big deal, right? Punk wants to take a minute to enjoy this moment. They've been on very different paths to get there. It goes Royal Rumble, it changes. Sunday morning, he hopes that they're still friends, but for right now, let's enjoy the moment. And Cody asks, like, you know, the crowd what they want to talk about. Punk wants to talk about uh, Cody's dad. I'm so used to AEW promos from Christian that, that, that when this line is said, uh, you know, I, 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 I have to remember that it's, it's Punk and WWE, not Christian, you know what I mean? Because, again, like, it's like, oh, shit, a dead father. It feels like everyone Cody faces off with, with always talks about, you know, uh, you know uh, their relationship with Cody's dad. Like, does he talk more with these guys than he did his own son, it seems. The way it always comes across. He doesn't know if Cody knows the story. 2007, Dusty calls him on the phone, tells him he's sending his youngest son to OVW to start a journey as a pro wrestler. And he told Punk, I want you to keep an eye on him. Um, at the time, he didn't know if he was the guy for the job. And when Dusty asked for a favor, you say yes. It wasn't a hard job. He stayed out of Cody's way. He didn't get into any significant trouble. He didn't fall into the same vices he saw a lot of their contemporaries and luminaries get into. He watched Cody grow up from a flip preliminary wrestler to a main event caliber superstar and he goes it may sound condescending coming from him but he's proud of cody he brings us up um his father um and because on saturday he feels like he's breaking his promise when the bell rings uh if they cross paths he won't be looking out for cody he'll be looking for cody he'll do what he's gotta do and punk is gonna win the rumble and main event mania this was decent. I, I don't think the you know the story of Dusty and Punk was like lighting my world on fire. But I could see where they're trying to get to and build the pace up. But I can't say this promo right now is blowing me away at this point. It was just, just a way to make it seem like the elimination is going to be even more harder when you have to... Cody says Punk is alone in the field and he's thinking about Dusty. He works with countless legends like Michael Hayes, Bruce Pritchard, Triple H, even Heyman. When they see Cody, they can't help but see Dusty. It's a large shadow, but Punk knows well that Cody has done everything in his power since he left not to just be the, sh be the shadow, but the light in the shadow. He'll subvert expectations on his last name and will be his own person. OVW, he showed, he showed folk-style wrestling experience only. No matches under his belt, a nepotism hire. There he was, CM Punk, told for 10 years on the scene, treating him like a peer. They became friends. This is what makes all, um, all this so bittersweet. Because at the Rumble, there are no friends. Now this retort didn't really move me either, to tell you the truth. But here's where it gets a little bit better, and it gets a little bit more fucking personal, right? So, Punk asks about Sunday morning, what about it? Punk can separate business from personal, but can Cody? Punk wasn't born into this. Cody was. Personal is his business. He's the son of one of the greatest, right? Uh, you're talking about Cody. Punk and Cody have traveled very different paths. Punk didn't have a famous dad. Punk didn't see nepotism. He saw the burden of the last name, how hard it was going to be to get out of the shadow. And congrats, Cody has done it. But for all the different 
differences, such as their clothing, because Punk is wearing the same shit he wore at the gym, apparently. And Cody is wearing a nice suit. They have uh, one similar goal. He didn't have what Cody had, a famous dad. And when uh, he and then he does the whining with kings and queens and all, you know, the whining and dining with kings and queens. And, Co- and Cody finishes it. I wonder if that was like an ad lib because Cody seemed to be kind of taking it back like it was like it didn't feel planned but whatever. His father was an electrician. Punk's father was an electrician. Making it ironic that Punk is more the American dream than Cody is. That was a cold line. This was decent. It got, it got a decent reaction but then I feel this retort from Cody is what stood out even if I had to bring uh, even if he had to bring in the old line from his last AEW promo which is why this last promo was being highlighted, highlighted online because people were you know doing like a repeat episode basically. It's like they knew that it was going to happen. Cody wanted to talk about the pipe bomb. He says Punk sat right there as a few words, rattled the the formula of a revolution, inspired countless. Cody was one of those. Then Punk left, and when Punk left, he really left. He didn't pass a torch. He dropped it on his way out. He didn't care who picked it up, but you know, but you know who did? He did everything. He everything that Punk spoke about, Cody literally did. So where Punk talked, Cody walked, and what's actually ironic is that that makes Cody more CM Punk than him. And now that line was really fucking good. This was really gets heated. I wish the crowd was more invested in this, but this was like a really good exchange. And this picked up. This is where I felt like Punk was coming off heelish. But I think this part was that great, even though I understand what they're going for. But it felt like it was catering to the internet folklore about whatever. Punk removes the hoodie. He wants to give Cody the full road WrestleMania experience. Cody had the company on his back for two years. And now he has the cover of a video game. And right when he's about to cross the finish line, what side of the distance? A bigger superstar who hasn't been around for a very long time to take it all away from him. And you think he's talking about The Rock, but it's CM Punk in the, you know, in the Rock's place. But I mean, come on, Punk's not as big as The Rock. Uh, as big as CM Punk is, Cody says, there you are looking out for me again. That was a good one. He says, Punk might be right. Dusty uh, was his best friend. And he quoted John Wayne a lot. Courage is being scared of debt to death, but saddling up anyways. Uh, Punk may be right, but Cody um, has... Only one direction he can go forward. Direction goes through Punk. Cody walks and he shoulders Punk and they end up going face to face. See, this makes me want to see it more from them. And it makes me more invested. But I kind of think people were gassing these promo chains like it was like super legendary. And maybe because I heard this promo from Cody before in a more heated environment, it felt like the crowd kind of took from this a little bit. I thought it was a good exchange. I know the others will be better, but I still think Punk and Seth was still one of the best out of all the confrontations. I could see this being better than Drew and Punk, maybe, even though I like that one too, but it had a couple of good lines, but I thought they're all, they're all done well, but I can't say I like this promo as like a whole, essentially. It did make me excited to see these guys confront each other eventually, because they're building up tension, right? If it's Punk versus Cody, I feel Cody should turn heel. And maybe he'll have, like, MJF, Spears, QT, and Starks as a stable. Unless they debut on their, on their own to attack both guys after WrestleMania. I still think those guys are going to be a stable, and maybe that, that'll be a post-WrestleMania surprise, in my personal opinion. So this is one of the highlights of the show. I like Gunther and Seth a lot, too. Gunther has been kept, kept strong, and him showing up to confront Seth felt like a big deal, because you ever seen them confront each other? I don't know what the booking online shit will do. I suspect since plans get derailed... I feel like we could see some more systemic injuries taking place randomly to throw mania plans in the, you know, because that's what WWE does best. So the rest of the stuff we saw was Judgment Day. 
They watched a promo package for, uh, um, you know, Drew and Priest, and Rhea's kind of pissed that Priest is fighting everyone, and Priest seemed annoyed. And he takes a jab at her being on the cover of 2K4, getting in her head, and he tells her to stop um, going, up, um, going up Pierce to put them in matches every week, and he leaves, basically. And Rhea gets mad at JJ and JD Dom for not taking care of the business the week prior with DIY. Balor also disappointed with them, and Rhea tells him to to be in their corner. And you know, you know, I mean, and and uh, and he she needs to see the vicious side of Balor. And then he and then he basically says he will. I thought something vicious was going to happen, but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary other than a basic attack. He could have been Balor again. Balor could be leaving if he doesn't resign with the company. It feels like Priest could be on his way um, out of uh, Priest could be on his way out uh, of the group, but the way Rhea has been taking leadership role, it goes back to me thinking that this could be the she could be the one that gets kicked out. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like they, it, it's always on and off with me thinking who is going to be the one that fucking really pisses them off because it's something I can see with Rhea. There's no leaders. Rhea is like you know um, coming off like she is the leader, even if she says there's no leaders. You know, I don't know. Miz and Truth has a segment. Truth tells another tag in, and Miz tells him it's a singles match. Dom won, and then they beat him, beat, beat up Miz afterwards, and DIY makes a save, and JD becomes the guy who takes the beating, mostly. I think DIY is facing Judgment Day next week. Priest cut a promo about Drew. I, 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 I hope they actually win, in my personal opinion. Priest cut a promo about Drew and Priest, uh... Uh, and Priest was acting like, you know, kind of a promo about Drew, and he was acting like he was going to shoot, and it was like a jab about the pandemic stuff again. I don't know what what was being conveyed, that everyone didn't know if they would survive, so Drew had it easy. I, I don't know, maybe what he was trying to convey was that they didn't have a guarantee for jobs and people were getting laid off, and Drew had protection since he was a world champion. Like, I don't, you know. He was talking about people getting sick. I mean, Drew got sick during the rain, too. You know, I, I don't know. So, Priest gives Drew props for handling business. No, Don for handling business. Truth interrupted him. Priest didn't want him to be there because he was not there for comedy. Truth leaves, and he would show up later in the main event. He then says, uh, Drew, let's talk. So, let's talk. Drew talks about when he was a man around here. That was a time when everyone was struggling uh, to survive. When everyone was back to 100, though, he, Drew couldn't keep up. He couldn't beat Roman, Gunther, and now he couldn't beat Seth. Now he's jealous. One way or another, Priest will be champion. As for Drew, uh, he'll receive his punishment. Like, you know, punishment Martinez, his old gimmick. Drew then cut a promo um, defending the pandemic here. It was so weird because he did it by, like, the... They, uh, it was so weird. They, they, they did the whole by the numbers video package. They did two of them. And when they were showing Bianca winning the Rumble, it was kind of like weird seeing the screen on the Thunderdome. It was just like a weird era. You know what I mean? I, I, I never say that era was super amazing, but what I did enjoy about that era was that people were first forced to work toward the camera and actually get over their characters. And I felt a lot of people ended up becoming better performers from it. Drew had nothing to say about Punk and Cody. He brings up Priest, says things were not right in the world during his reign. They needed a hero. He stepped up. He was a constant in people's lives. People can drop it about the pandemic era. He doesn't want to hear it anymore. 
And then about the match, Priest is not ready. He's not there yet. There's only one room for one chosen one, and you're looking at you know him basically. So the main event happened. And I didn't think it was that great because they had this R truth shit, and it didn't amount to much. And I thought maybe when Priest was upset about him being there and acting like the briefcase needs to be unlocked, he got on the apron and Drew brought him in. So I figured Priest would end up winning because it felt like it, it, he got Drew for um because he got Drew for the win. But Truth was still in the ring and the, and the, and the ref couldn't count, so Priest throws Truth out of the ring, and then Drew gets a Claymore. There wasn't anything to it, and I, I was looking forward to this grudge match, to what can be extracted of this. You know, what can be extracted, and this is why I'm, not, I'm always on and off about this truth stuff, with the, with it, because I, I felt this week it didn't need it, and nothing really eventful went down. I'm, I'm going to assume that something, that this was on purpose. I'm going to guess that maybe Rhea was the one who told her to go out helping Truth, and knowing that he would cause problems, that maybe Truth accidentally reveals that, maybe. That's the only, you know what I mean? Because maybe Rhea, that's why Rhea has kind of, you know, been kind of defensive of why Priest is, like, kind of, like, you know, going for Drew. Maxine Ivy had a promo, and the Creed were there to hype her up. She won her match against Valhalla. It wasn't anything special. Naya, Becky, and Bailey had a promo, and it was uh, not long. They explained why damage control was on Raw, and at this point, I I don't even care because the brand split is a fucking worthless to me. Naya declared that she can squash Becky, Rhea, and says she'll um you know kill both their dreams by winning the Rumble. Becky is aware of the target on her back, but it's not nearly as big as the one on Naya's back. It's not because Naya's big; it's because the locker doesn't agree um doesn't agree on anything except the fact that nobody likes her and then she makes a jab about injuring more people becky doesn't know what's more excited about um about winning for a second time or watching naya lose and then bailey interrupts and declares that they'll both lose as she claimed to to came to find Rhea. she couldn't help herself she calls them her old two pals i put all two pl- plans here you know and i thought they were going to get a long promo but she just said she's winning the rumble and before she could say it's going to be the year of damage control she attacks becky and eventually becky gets her with the manhandle slam and then naya throws becky out does a leg drop to bailey even with the men's rumble having um um uh you know having a bunch of good choices for the winners and compelling fucking things going in the women rumble field only focus on becky naya and bailey and bailey's like a distant third because her program with the damage control has not been that compelling just yet like i know where they're going but like it hasn't really like it just seems like some of the stuff on on the smackdown side the women's like they seem like they're putting some effort in but it just still feels on smackdown that the women's division feels kind of dead a little bit not that like everything on Raw is hitting, but Raw has a little bit more consistent. It's been a little bit better. Becky and Rhea had another brief confrontation back then. Rhea tells her to make another plan for Mania, basically. After last week, she said that she's looking forward to it. I don't know. Zoe and Shayna beat Indy and Candice, and then Katie and Katana have a face-off with them. Then Asuka and Kyrie attack them because they're facing on SmackDown, which is why they're on Raw. They, you know, we're here to promote the tag match. I'm going to assume Katie and Katana are going to lose the titles, I guess. Tegan and Natty confront damage control over what they did. They argue and pre-shows them and tells them that they're only here to promote the match. Decor tells them to take it up with all this. And Pierce is like, you know, obviously pissed off about this. And then uh, he sees Jinder and Jinder brags about being this being being the year this being his year. And he injured the champion. And Pierce says he'll see them in the office. We never found out. And then Ivar and Gable had a pretty good match, probably the best match of the show, but Ivar won, so it was a pretty good show, all things considered. 
I wish there was more compelling stories going on with the women going into the rumble. It was like two people that are are ahead of the pack, and then one with a distant one with like a little distant third. We'll see what happens when when, when the Rock is the board of fucking directors. Let me go to uh, NXT now. Braun and Baron beat Nathan and Axiom. This is a really good... Uh, and Axiom and Nathan did um, well with their usual tricks they do in the matches. It was very intense. They made Corbin and Braun look extra good with the selling. There was one part where Braun did a backdrop driver and then Brian Midair hit the cutter, which was really fucking good. I, I enjoyed it a lot more. I thought that they would, uh, you know, uh, get... I thought they would get Mellow and Trick for the LWO, but I guess they're waiting until next week for that. Axiom and Nathan definitely did, 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 do come off as a dope tag team. Maybe they'll flourish more in a tag team this year. I wouldn't have minded if they won because I don't know if Baron and Braun are, are, are going to be a long-term team. Then it makes you wonder why they have these tournaments where non-teams usually win, which is what I had a problem with on the first year they did this, when they had the finals with uh, Joe and Balor beating think, Corbin and Rhino. Like, I like the way Nathan and Axiom did their you know, high-flying move to, um, after each other. It makes it more impactful. Nathan sold the spear really well and Braun won. Ilya approach, is pushed by Briggs, and Briggs, uh, brings up JBL's uh, word of advice, so he needs to find himself against the measuring stick of the company, and Ilya doesn't think it's a good idea because Briggs is out of his element, and Briggs goes over making Trick doing double duty and basically keeps insisting on challenging him until Trick breaks it up because he needs the Ilya at 100%, and Briggs basically said that Trick will lose and go back into Melo's back pocket, and Ilya's going to win anyways, which infuriates Trick, which sets up a match, and Ilya questions Trick for doing this after Trick questions Ilya about almost doing it, but um, but we would get a fucking heel turn in the main event, I guess, from Briggs. It has potential, you know what I mean? Melo gives Trick shit for fighting um, um, Ilya's battles after going through what they have planned, and Trick doesn't believe that Ilya's setting him up, and Melo says Ilya has been playing the same game since October, and by implying Ilya attacking him. And then after Iron Survivor, he magically gets hurt, and Melo then brings up how he's masking Trick to wrestle twice. And how he sees Trick as a threat. And Ilya's making sure he doesn't win in the Dusty Classic or the title, basically. Trick says he's known the, he the game and he goes over their plans for the next two weeks between their matches. And Melo's finishing it for him by saying that the Trick needs to do this on alone, right? And Trick said, before Trick can say it. So the Trick needs to do this. So uh, Ilya's on commentary during the match. Briggs was talking shit to him to keep him watching. Uh, you know, um, Briggs was 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 was, was t- telling him to keep watching. Basically, Briggs was decent in this match. Uh, he was more intense. He had more character work. I know Ilya's uh, going to be innocent with all this, but he does kind of lead into making you think that Melo is right about him. That he wants Trick tired for, out of this match. Trick did win the match, and Briggs did solidify his heel turn by attacking him afterwards. Ilya got rocked during the match by accident when Trick ducked. Um, um, Briggs doing a running boot. So Ilya tried to get involved, but Melo tackles him to make it seem like he was protecting Trick, and Trick was not happy about this. Uh, about it backstage, Trick didn't believe Melo was saying Melo was trying to go after him, and Trick thinks Ilya's straight. Melo's uh, bringing up what Ilya did to Corbin and tells Trick to wake up because he's playing games with him. I think this is what there's going to be like a double duty being played, but it'll also be interesting how they play all this out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, I definitely do think that it's going to end up being Ridge and, you know, Mellow, basically. You know, like it's going to be, like, you know, it's going to be Ridge that actually is the one that, you know, but they're keeping Ridge in, like, in these filler few. I'll get to that later. 
Ren Sinclair is talking herself up about making friends and not making too many enemies. And Fallon basically gives her a nice pep talk, really, right? And then Lash beat her with a choke bomb. Fallon made uh, the save after when they when they were attacking her. Nothing much other than to establish a friendship for Ren. She looked decent, you know. She made Lash look good in the match. Noam hosted a talk show with Lola and Electra. Electra looking for Lola backstage when she arrived. She interrupted um, Ariana's speech. Backstage, she was doing a typical beauty queen speech. And Electra asked where she is, and Ariana thinks she's talking about her. Nothing much about it. I still dig uh, Ariana's character. It's still like, you know, she, you know... She she has more character than a lot a, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the people on the show man so you know she I think it's gonna grow better since metaphor is getting covered in this section uh I might as well cover Vaughn stuff since he's training on a football field for the Heritage Cup he went back to his old stomping ground and Stone's kids were there to cheer him on or you know be hard be, like be hard ass coaches on him basically and encourage he did the typical stuff you do when you when you when you're trying to practice when you're trying to practice for football I guess. It was a pretty decent segment. It was pretty straightforward. Noam is, is um Noam and Aura are are doing a segment. Claims Jakara and Lash are taking care of Fallon and Ren. He talks about Vaughn and his training, and then he basically mocks them, and then he brings out Lola and she doesn't know why Lecture is no longer aligned with her. Noam says, uh, Lola was in a match last week that she didn't need to be in. Uh, just a screw with over her friend and introduces her. And Lola comes down to the ring with her contract, right, and then Noam says, a pleasure to have her on, and says, uh, Alexa Lopez's uh, reaction when Lola eliminated her was fantastic, she asked him if it was planned, and Lola says there was an expir- expiration date the moment they teamed up, she says, Alexa Lopez saw a rising star and lashed onto her, she's a leech, and uh, she was sick of carrying dead weight, uh, Noam asks if she regrets, uh, and, um, she says she regrets nothing. She doesn't uh, regret the, all the fans watching her every move. The um the woman backstage being jealous of her or, or anything else. She'll do this on her own basically. And then Electra interrupts. She doesn't even question why Lola did it. She questions who Lola is. She says Lopez is looking. Uh, Lola's looking. Uh, is always crying back to about her likes and says she sacrificed everything she did to get here. She goes over getting noticed by Santos. She sacrificed everything to be here. And, uh, you know, um, and she said, La Madrina is real. While Lola got here by shaking her ass on Instagram. One minute she's auditioning for a Lifetime movie, then she's a wannabe MMA fighter, shaking her ass in lingerie. She calls Lola a phony and says next week they face off one-on-one. I, I guess she's being positioned as a, as a baby face, and the baby face has to always be the one slut-shaming. Like, you know, cogs do, you know, talk shit, but there's nothing wrong with... Uh, Using sex appeal. Now, if she's being forced to do that, then the insult should go to the system for making people do that shit. So, I don't know, you know. She's supposed to be the baby face, I guess, right? Lola asks Electra if she knows what she's getting into. Uh, Electra um, Lopez says she doesn't uh, want to wait till next week. She's uh, burning uh, um, the Vice City down right now. And then they fucking fight. And they have to break it up. This is a de- this is decent, you know what I mean? I, I you know, it's, it, at least it's getting something going. This is probably the more notable thing that, you know, Lucha Lopez has done in a while. Um, you know, Lyra used that line too about the IG, but, you know, coming from Lopez, it felt more venom and conviction behind it. Again, like I said, it's probably one of the more notable things Lucha Lopez has done in a while since Legalde Fantasma has left. I'm curious, uh, you know, where uh, the feud will go. I can't say I'm too invested right now. 
I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I can't say I'm super invested right now, but, like, you know, like, you know, it's, it, it did, it did get me a little bit more, it, it got me a little bit interested, but, like, it's not like, like, I, I didn't think, that, like, you know what I mean? Again, at the end of the day, it's like a, a WWE overproduced segment. Even though, like, I felt like Alexa Lopez felt more comfortable on the microphone. But when you're like, you know, I guess like when, when, when a, I guess people think that by bringing up Instagram and shaking ass, it's gonna like, oh my god, that's shooting because they don't acknowledge that on the on, on the television. It just feels a little bit try hard at times. I guess I don't know. Ava walks out of HBK's office and says, uh, "says what a meeting." And then Regal walks out of the meeting as well. Um, and Ava's Ava's now the new DM at NXT, I guess. And he gives her a pep talk. He tells her to look after NXT for him. It's a thankless job. Long hours. Eagles to juggle. Hard decisions to make. But she can She can do it. He's only the, His phone's always on. This is a decent... I guess because we know what his real life position is. And he's probably going to play a role in the main roster. It felt like he was using his current power to get Ava to be the official GM. Unless he was like the GM the whole fucking time. And he's like in kayfabe, you know. Which could be dope because maybe Ava will grow as a performer. Even if people, you know, people are giving her too much shit because again, when you're someone's, uh, you know, someone's daughter, like the like the Rock, you know, there's gonna be fucking major fucking stuff against you. You know, Regal looks more like David Ike the older he gets. Man, I don't know. It was good to see him back though. You know what I mean? I'm sure we'll see him on the main roster for some angle. We saw off the um out the mud at the uh, uh, Tony Stack restaurant, and Adriano Adriano was knocked out. For that Jada Parker chick. Because I guess they beat her up, I guess. And they're intimidating the people working there. Tony cut a promo on social media. Like, you know, on, he's on the way to the venue. He was aiming for payback. So now we got Scripps versus Dragon Lee. Oba Femi was watching. And Scripps actually looked good in this match. I forgot he can actually be decent. But they booked his character like shit for the last few years. Like, on and off. But this was the first time where I thought he had some like mean streak in him. Tony uh, and Stax and... Uh, uh, came out to attack the heels and allows Dragon Lee to win. And Oba family basically challenges Dragon to a match. And uh, still, whenever he speaks, the fans do the ooh sound when uh, each line is getting catching on. He accepts the challenge. I don't know what the turnaround was, but whatever. It will be a good match, I guess. Like, I thought, like, you know, he would, like, you know, be even more heelish about it, but he accepted it, I guess. Now I'm interested in this because of the angle they shot. But the OTM family match will happen with a mixed trios match. Adriana has come off like pretty decent so far. I have to see her like yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to see. I have to see her in a real in a real match. I put her. I have to see her in a real life. Um, which you know, out of context, you know, I have to see her in real life. Like you know, like I'm gonna stalk her. No, but like you know, I have to see her in a real match too. Like because like, I see her in a battle royal, so maybe she'll actually show. But she's been decent from what I've seen from her. You know. Dijak and Gacy brawl before the match. Gacy's in uh, black trunks and his hairstyle, it kind of looked like Husky Harris in like a little bit. Um, but they brawled and Gacy went through the wall and he crawled out. He's embracing it and they continue to fight until Dijak chokeslam Gacy through an announce desk. The, the brawl was kind of cool, but I don't know what this Gacy character is supposed to be. But, but Dijak, since being this character, like back to Dijak, has had a good record of bringing something out of his opponents with his feuds. It feels like his storylines get a lot of time when they focus on them. So maybe he, he, he can, you know, uh, get me to give a shit about Joe Gacy, maybe. Uh, Lexus cut a prototype of his match before the break. He beat Trey Burhell. Trey Burhell looks like, you know, Post Malone before he got his, like, Illuminati advancements. I thought this was a decent, uh, hard-hitting match. Lexus is still figuring it out. 
but he does like um you know he does let his character work um help him out but I feel like Trey had some fire to him during this match. It's probably better than I thought it was. Um, Lexus hit the coronation for the win. We see people re repossessing stuff and chase you. There's a chase you football helmet being taken away, which is hilarious that they have their own football team. Um, as people take away more, Duke tells Chase that it's a stuff, it's just, it's just physical stuff, no sentimental value, you know, not to worry about it, but then when he gets pissed off when they take his trophy, uh, and then he, and then the repo men are taking away the podium, and this is where Chase snaps, kind of, he claims last week they will say the goodbye, next week they'll say the goodbyes, and they stay in the classroom with no furniture, and he says, class dismissed, it felt like the last episode of a sitcom where the main characters are saying goodbye, basically, uh, we see Thea and JC sad about Chase U. JC ensured that she, she got this, she got a plan, whatever. Lexus wants to consult Thea and she's not interested. And Riley comes to, uh, uh comes into, um, to the shot and tells her to leave her alone. And Lexus calls him and goes, oh, went from a zero to a hero. And then Thea screams that Riley is a hero after Lexus leaves. And then after Riley leaves, Thea fangirls over Riley. JC tells her, like, to be a, be a grown woman, basically. I'm sure next week JC will come through with fi fixing the chase you somehow. I've been surprised how much they've been able to extract from the stable, where I thought it would be done in a few months. You know. I'm going to bet that maybe Lexus feud chase you somehow. I don't know, but this is a, I don't know, maybe it's a one-off. Bridley gives Andrews and Malik a pep talk about what they need to do to get back on track. She tells them to jot down uh, a wellness journal. And they and they, and they, and they, and they shit on that, and she says that you 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 only lose if you don't learn and dig up positives in, in every match. She says she wrote down her wellness journal and worked on tons, and she's ready for whatever's next. Andrew says he's sorry, but they've been st um, stymied before, uh, and they don't need a journals or po uh, positivity. Uh, Brindley says they're going to um they're going to write about five things they liked about each match and five things they didn't. And she, she chops Edris's chest and leaves. Uh, the journal stuff could work, but it feels like it's you know being booked for me basically. Maybe they make journaling part of this and mentally and then and then you know, me mentally it gets these guys more focused. Maybe Blair beat Carmen. Nothing much to say about it. It was an okay match. Rich of the numbers game got to him last week. Um, with Gallus and Rich doesn't want help. He wants to take Gallus on by himself. I, I still think this feud's a a red herring. But I do think Rich is going to be part of the storyline with Ilya, Mello, and Trek eventually. There's another um no quarter catch crew promo hyping up their group like it's BCC kind of, but they have a catch rule where they before each match you find out which member of the group will you face. You know, uh, and this is good and all, but. If this is supposed to have an advantage, then there's no reason why these guys can't win. But but I'm but I'm rooting for the stable if they actually have something compelling going on with it, and not just them doing you know jobber duty. It's you know it's you know again you want to root for G Gulak by you know, Lyra spooked by Tatum backstage when she was alone. Tatum goes over not winning the battle royal, but you know tagging with her the career highlight. Lyra doesn't know how to say that, but she calls her special, but she needs to focus on Roxy, and she can't res um, respond to countless texts, DMs, and emails, and Tatum claims she understands about the, about the title reign, and Roxy being the focus, and Lyra thinks they're on the same page, and Tatum acts like weirder, which, when, which indicates that she's not going to go away, right? So the final segment was Lyra and Roxy's, uh, uh, you know, uh, like the last segment was... Uh, Lyra and Roxy's contract signing. Roxy says both uh, she and Lyra respect each other. 
So you think she's, um, this is like NXT stand delivered match uh, nine weeks early. Lyra says she feels as though they've been on similar trajectories over the past year. Say they, the day that Roxy won the NXT championship was a day that she debuted. And Roxy says Lyra has had an incredible first year and is a champion in the best women's division of all WWE. And says while everyone has been, uh, has seen Lyra, she's had to jump through every hurdle to chase a title she never lost. She says she finally gets her one-on-one mat- rematch. And when she wins, everything she went through will be worth it. She says Lyra will have to travel the road Roxy did once she lost it. Lyra says she's seen the journey that Roxy has been on, and while she had a great title um, win, uh, title reign, she's replaced her at the top of NXT Women's Division. She says she knows Roxy is bringing the more edgy, um, edgy version of herself. She needs to do that. Lyra tells her the last year will mean nothing once uh, she retained the title. Roxy says she was confident as Lyra when she held the title. What was the president? Oh, um... She says uh, she was confident as Lyra when uh, she held the title, and the real question will begin when she loses. She says some days fans will be with her, and while other days fans will boo her. She questions if Lyra can handle that, and asks if she'll be able to rebuild herself. Lyra gets defensive and says she'll always be been mentally and physically tougher than Roxy as the two you know basically get face to face. They eventually shake hands, and when Lyra leaves, Tatum shows up and puts Roxy through the table, and Lyra's pissed and shoves her, shoves her, and Tatum thinks she wanted this. I actually thought the promo was pretty good. If the storyline's happening, I could see Tatum costing her a title and then do the feud for the title while giving Roxy another reign. Like, it could be maybe Roxy's turning heel. Maybe Roxy's turning heel and this Tatum thing has been her plan with it. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe Roxy is right that when she loses the title, Lyra's going to have to fucking face through uh, someone like Tatum and, uh, and fucking go through the same thing that Roxy did since they're already bringing this kind of up, basically. I enjoy this segment in general. Lyra's pretty dope in these big fight contract signing segments. When she needs to go off, like you know what I mean. Like sometimes they put her in segments that are comedic, and sometimes I don't. I, I don't think you should do that. But you know she's good in these segments. And Roxy has really improved greatly on the mic too. You know what I mean. She's really gotten a lot better. She has more character substance. You know, overall pretty decent show. And they're moving things forward and planting seeds for other stuff. So it was pretty good. Anyway, I'm going to leave now. Peace out.